and welcome back. Uh, episode 5, we are on a roll and there is nothing stopping us. It's the Allies of Convenience podcast, a 40k worldwide competitive podcast. My name is Alex Ray and this week we are joined by Matt Robertson. Hello. Jesse Newton. Hey, how's it going? Uh, Adam Princess That was Ryland. a long drawn out name. Yeah. Hello. Um, we've got Mike Collins. Hello. Hello. We've got James Ramsey. Hello. Hello. Uh, Andy Oakham is there. Hello. And Mr. Gaz Donnelly. Hello. Hello. Uh, we've got lots of exciting stuff lined up for you this week. Lots of tournament coverage, as always, including uh, Heat 3 um, and uh, coverage of the 11th Company as well. Um, so two big tournament reports for you this week. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about uh, some of the new Tyranid units that have been released over the last month. Um, uh, but first, let's talk to everybody about what they've been up to over the last fortnight. Uh, Mr. Ryland, what have you been doing recently? Um... I've been thinking about painting, but not doing it because I couldn't be asked. That is the hobby of every competitive 40k player, I think, thinking about painting and not doing it. Yeah, pretty much. <coughs> and writing a list for a team event we've got coming up. Uh, do you want to give that a plug? Yeah, it's actually called the Allies of Convenience. It's nothing to do hey. with I'll be suing you for copyright, obviously. <laughs> and um, it's it's a team event, which is the most fun you can have in 40k. He's playing as a team, event. and uh, we're really looking forward to it. And we had the deadline was uh, yesterday, and last minute, gain four players and send them in. And I think we've got a pretty good team. Uh, where can people find out information about that? Is it on the Warhammer forum? Uh, yeah, yeah. War, Warhammer Forum and Facebook. And the Facebook. All right, we'll paste the link to that um, and we'll get that up there in the show notes. Um, <clears throat> Mr. Ramsey, what have you been up to? Nothing. <laughs> that was easy. Absolutely nothing. Not even the event. <laughs> no. Just recovering from a cold and that's it. Um, so... Yeah, let's put Mr. Ramsey on suicide watch. Doesn't sound very happy. Um, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, you can buck up when we talk about the Tyranids because you are our only hope there. Um, oh, God. <laughs> uh, Mr. Robertson, what have you been up to in your wide world of um, 40k celebrity and ETC wranglings and politicking? Unfortunately, some of that. Uh, I've picked the Welsh ETC team for our next year's event. Which nobody actually knows yet, so I won't announce just yet. How can you have picked it now? Uh, the Six Nations is at the end of March, so yeah. it's not that long away. But I've not had a chance to qualify yet, that's not fair. You haven't been uh, to bike sheds with me yet. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> now the secrets are exposed. Good Lord. Along with other things, I'm sure he's exposed as well. Yeah, too much time spent around Donnelly. Uh, yeah! Yeah! Apart from that, I played my fourth game in the Liverpool League, yeah. which uh, I won uh, another 20 nil. so I'm currently top of that. Although I did have one Wraith Knight die when it was charged by Wraith Knight with a sword and shield, 
Uh, I was unwounded. He took three before he charged in, and he killed me in one round of combat. And then went and killed the other Wraith Knight in one round of combat. Clearly, that's uh, that's the top tier build for Wraith Knights. Yeah, with his five attacks on him, packed it. It was depressing. Uh, if you want to find out a little bit more about that Liverpool League, we did have a segment on it with uh, Matt and the guy who is responsible for running it, Gene Coates, uh, on episode four. So if you want to check that out, find out a little bit more about it, uh, feel free to do that. Uh, apart from that, um, any other ETC stuff? Any exciting developments there yet? Or are we still waiting for votes uh, to be cast and decisions to be made? There were a few things finalised last week, such as formations are in. Mm-hmm. The give me two seconds. I'll get the full link up so I can read out in. properly. Have you decided yes. that yet? Knights are in. Knights are in and formations What's are formation? in. Boom. But formations are being discussed as to which ones to allow or not allow, because the majority were to allow formations, but they couldn't decide in which form. Mm. Uh, max of <laughs> two types of sources. Bellicor and Cipher allowed. Basically, a lot of standard things. Still no Forge World. That wasn't even discussed at the time. Mm. But yeah, it's as you'd expect for a lot of the UK events, quite standardised. So they're moving so, sort of closer to the more sort of worldwide tournament standard format um, <coughs> with the double double source, um, allowing the formations and such, but no Forge World. Pretty much, yeah. <clears throat> so, so Jesse, evolving. you're missing out this year, unfortunately. You can't you can't take Lance and stomp your way to victory. There's still Captain's Choice. Oh, there's still Captain's Choice, so you better um start and polishing. Doesn't like you. you better start polishing Gonyo's pole that is, pretty quickly. That is true, he doesn't like me. But man, can I suck a mean dick? <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he's in the Welsh team. Oh Jesus Christ. I've yeah, See, just I from that statement, you can tell that Jesse's been hanging around with the Welsh boys. Just from that one statement, it's amazing. Oh, oh no, no, no! That's long before I met the Welsh, the Welsh boys. That was when he was living underneath the bridge on his own. Um, that's, when <laughs> that's where the beard comes from. To catch anything he spills. Oh, I'm editing all of this. Yes. Stuff. It also, it also, if you look at the Facebook pictures, it also holds people down. That's Trevor. Ground and powered. Right, let's move on because we need to get this done. <coughs> Jesse, what have you been doing this week apart from stuff we the unmentionable? Uh, getting back, uh, it's kind of getting back into the swing of things after our Lovers Company. Yeah. Um, we have uh, we had our tournament, our charity tournament this weekend. Uh, which 12 people raised 577 cans. It was, it was awesome. That sounds pretty awesome. And, uh, Do you want to explain real briefly the, the concept behind that tournament and the cans? Because I read a little bit about it, and uh, it sounded like great fun. So, real simple. We played a 1,500-point tournament with some really wonky, fun missions that me and Matt uh, wrote up. Uh, I, I did the baseline writing after we discussed them in the car that Matt made it make sense, because I'm not good at that. So, uh, it was one can for a reroll and you could spend two cans to cancel a reroll so uh it, it turned out to be a lot of fun so it's per per single d6 or particular die so scatter die things like that uh and in one game uh john parsons 
used over 100 cans to beat Matt DeFranza, of which he spent 66 or 67 cans in the first turn because of fortune on the council. Can you force someone else to re-roll a dice? Yes, you can. You okay. can spend one one can to force anybody or any single die as many as you want to be rerolled, and they could spend two. And as soon as you spend one to, to reroll, and if I spend two to cancel it, all three of them go and get donated. Can you keep so, going? Uh, turn up, you, you can't reroll or reroll, but you can go as many times as you want. So, for instance, uh, like I was saying with Matt DeFranza, he had fortune and on the council, and John shot his entire army into it. And um, kept canceling all of his fortune rerolls. It was glorious. Oh, well, it's great that you did um, a lot of good uh, good stuff for the less fortunate. Um, and that's a really impressive total: five hundred plus cans of cans of it was cans of food. I'm, I'm presuming. Um, we took a final. It is all can. It is all canned goods. We took a final photo. We posted them uh, on Team Ashley Videos uh, Facebook. So it was the Stombergrounds Facebook and. Uh, it's funny because we stopped stacking them on the table because we were afraid the table was going to break. It's going to buckle, yeah. <laughs> That's great stuff. So that That's was that stuff. was a load of fun. That was a load of fun. Otherwise, it's just been kind of you know getting back into the swing of things, going over all the new Tyranid stuff with guys in the store, and uh, anxiously waiting for Blood Angels myself. Good man, good man. That's what I like to hear. Um, Mr. Collins. Hello. 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 How are we all? Are we alright? Uh, we are good. We are good. How are you? I'm okay. Actually. I'm okay. I've actually got something to report on this week. Oh, brilliant. What's that? Which is a bit of a miracle, yeah. I went to the Salisbury Gaming Club's uh, single daily Halloween Havoc event with uh, the ex-Welsh ETC captain Stuart Robertson. No so, relation. Um, he is. Well, he's been... No, no, no. He bequeathed no, it no, to not. you, didn't he? Yeah, no, that. no relationship through name though. Okay. There he is, your daddy. I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> that was one night. Moving swiftly on. <laughs> good God. <laughs> uh, yes, that was uh, that was a bit of good fun. It was. Um, uh, what did I take? You know the uh, the list that I've been mulling around with the Thunderwolf Cavalry and uh, the bikes. Yeah. Um, I took a variation of that. What I had painted. Um, and it was strength 10, so that was nice. But it was an actual problem uh, because I played uh, two other armies who had Thunderwolf Cavalry, so all of my Thunderwolves got doubled out. <laughs> so that wasn't... <laughs> Karma. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was good. Um, Should have... I didn't win the thing. Stuart ended up winning the thing, which was nice. Um, I... Pulled a bit of a schoolboy error on my second game, where I thought that Khan could beat—I don't know—three. I think three grey hunters in combat and hold them in combat, if not kill them. But they didn't, and then they ran away 11 inches and then consolidated onto an objective. So, so I lost that game, which is very sad. Uh, but yeah, it was really good fun. The guys are really nice. So I might record something with Stuart about his list. He was playing with Tao, um, did really well. Um, and then on Monday, played a guy at my local club, the Oxford Gaming Club. Played Duncan, who's uh, part of the face group, uh, Facebook group. He comments on a few things. Played his orcs. 
and he was playing a very, very massive Death Star of Storm Boys. You know that? Um, I think it's uh, one of the formations there in the Gazi book where you can have, I think, multiple units of Storm Boys all forming one massive group of Storm Boys. I think about 90, 90 large. And they've all got shred and everything else. And that was uh, very painful for my little Death Star with grab guns and whatnot. So, yeah, it was a very close game there, and it was really good. And Orcs are very good, actually. It's the first time I've played the new Orc book, and they were uh, surprising. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think they definitely surprise a lot of people when you come back and, and, and people play some of these uh, list ideas that they've come up with. There's a few there, and it just sort of highlights the necessity of these formations and, and, and what have you to, to make these, these sort of 7th edition books really work. Yeah, they're, um, I think there's one rule that is particularly brutal, and that's um, the unit's got shred. Okay. So with the re-rolls to wound, it's like, oh my god, 90, well, 90 Storm Boys, each getting four attacks each. I think they count as weapon skill five as well, so hitting on freeze with re-roll to wound. Where the hell, which, one, which random supplement is this one hidden away in? Uh, I think it's the Gazi book. I think it's something in there. Is it? Good Lord. Yeah. I can't keep track of it. I, I think, yeah, well. Yeah, you Vulture can. Boys. Just start writing your own. Yeah, I mean. Just, I'll, just make I'll, it up. I might turn up at the GT Heat with, uh, with, with like two up two up Jinx Save on my bikes and uh, twin link grav weapons and all that stuff. That'd be good. Yeah. White Scars and Pre Science. Yes, it's, uh, That's all you need. Pre Science, is that? <laughs> Pre-science. Pre we speak English here. Yeah. Oricon. Okay. <laughs> uh. But yeah, so that's uh, that's big. Uh, was trying to get a, a list together to go to the team event, but I've had to cancel. So someone's taking my place. I know. Very sad. How are the? Uh, how's the football team doing as well? Yeah, going very well. We got the trophy event next week yeah. and the week after. Now. Um, so yeah, hopefully bringing home the gold. You never know. We'll look forward to finding out about that on uh, the next episode. Hopefully, it'll be a celebration. Oh, yeah, the tension. The tension is killing. Uh, Mr. Oakham. <laughs> Hello. Um, what rainbow goodness have you been putting together this week? Oh, this week. So well, last night to be fair. Well, yeah, the last format Fortnite I've been played in Heat 3, obviously, yeah. uh, and I've been sat in my little lab brewing, brewing demon lists, um, going around in circles, trying to trying to come up with something for Caledonian in January. Uh, I've been painting absolutely tons of demons. Um, I've just got a ton of them here in front of me now. I've got to just finish off. I've got the last bit of the rainbow to do. Um, and I've got, as well on my table, is Matt Robertson's uh, Three Imperial Knights, and I've got someone's Brass Scorpion as well. So basically, just for me, it's been lots of painting and brewing. I haven't played any games this week. I had a bit of a rest since the Heat, Heat 3. But uh, next, next, next week, I'll be, I'll be on it, test a few of these lists out, yeah. see what I can do. Good stuff. Uh, and Mr. Donnelly, Hello. Hello. Um, what have you been up to this week? Oh, this week's been a busy week, 40k-wise. Um, I've been doing my list for the uh, team challenge, the Allies of Convenience tournament. Um, I've decided to take a transsexual Catan 
and just try and make a completely random quirky list around it which has been loads of fun so I'm really looking forward to using that and also from the back of the GT um, looking at the current meta how it is trying to figure out a way to improve my GT army um, I know you're going to hear all this afterwards um, but I'm looking at AV14 the one thing that that seems to be lacking at the moment is AV14 and all the shooting appears to be all based around strength 7 yeah, and a little that. bit of strength 8. Bring lots of AV14, so, yes, please, please bring it. Yes. Yeah, yes. so um, I always seem to be quite known for my land raider lists. So I'm looking at, at something like land raiders mixed in with Eldar. You can take Harlequin Land Raiders, and it'll be fluffy from uh, from Rogue Trader era. You can show your. Oh God, I wish. Hey, as long as you summon demons, it's fluffy. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's... Yes, well, I'll be summoning demons as well. Yeah. Um, but it's just trying to fit as many wave serpents and as many land raiders into a list as humanly possible, um, and that's basically it, really. But I think with the current meta, and obviously with the the tournament report you're going to hear um, in a, in a while. Um, there's not a lot of anti-AV-14 around at the moment, unless it's in combat, but as far as shooting's concerned, there's not a lot. Well, you see a lot of Wraith Knights, but obviously that's not tremendously reliable. Um, you're not seeing a tremendous Going to get a lot more Dark Eldar around the place. Yeah, that's true. As well, yeah. It's true. Um, Dark Eldar, mate. Yeah, that, those, all those Raiders will uh, make you look like a little AV-12 flyer. How sad. Yeah. <coughs> and you got the. But uh, if you the can negate the shooting. As well. Yeah, most of the things that can kill a land raider at the moment have to be quite close. Mm. Um, in the current meta, anyway. So you're looking at things like fire dragons, um, melter bikes. Tau, they have to get in close. But if you've got the means to, to shoot the stuff at a distance or. Or surround AV-14 so it doesn't get touched so you, your bunkers are quite safe where the wave serpents come in. Uh, and it'd also be really good for um, Maelstrom since most tournaments seem to do some form of Maelstrom at the moment. You want something that can sit there and just rack up points and be pretty much untouched. That's the plan anyway. I, th I think in uh, the, the GW book Maelstrom that would probably be a good idea but with these two point maximums that we normally play the, the GTs and at Cali then might not be so good I can only go if you know experience what I mean. from from the GT and from the ETC and it seems that the more stuff you've got on the table just to sit there mm. um, the better and you know if it's a bunker it's got a couple of last cannons attached to it even better well, this is your Necron it. voice coming out, mate, isn't it? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you're, um, you're so used to only having like one turn where you've got something on the board and then yeah. it gets shot off. So yeah, I've, I've, basically, that's what I did the ETC as well. I just had lots of little bunkers. <laughs> Everything yeah. was down there for the turn and that was it. So no finesse whatsoever. Mm. I mean, we'll see what happens. So, yeah. I, mean, the, I mean, so the next the next big singles tournament's going to be Calais. Um so also depending what happens with Blood Angels and with Necrons in between then, if they get released in time. 
But mm. um, I think we're, th- that's, we're the list, looking that's the kind at, of list um, I'm looking at. January for Blood Angels, unfortunately. So they'll probably yeah. be too late. Oh, that's a bit of a bummer because I'm hoping it's going to be a good one because I to love playing Blood Angels in fifth. A lot of people uh, are looking forward to Blood Angels. There's a fair amount of pressure on the GW to deliver something good, which means they're probably going to suck big, hairy ball bags. Um, I really hope not, Alex. Really, really hope not. I, I, I want to see Space Marines riding bats. I, I, will, I will lead the charge of Lenten <laughs> myself with the, flaming, with the flaming pitchforks and burning crosses outside and all that stuff. Are we going to take bets on how many weapons or vehicles that are blood in the name? Ooh. New ones, I don't think you'll see any. I don't think you're going to see a lot of new units. I think you're going to see new models, but I don't think you'll see a lot of new units. Because they've got loads of... Um, they've got loads of um, unique units in there anyway. Um, I can't see them getting... They might get like a chaplain dread or something. How many models will have nice shiny golden nipples? That's what I've worn. Um, <laughs> oh, they're amazing. They will definitely get a... Uh, hopefully they'll get a buff uh, and people will actually have a, a purpose for them other than conversion parts. At the moment, that is the nice, nicest conversion kit that they make rather than a, a good unit. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I'm definitely looking forward to Blood Angels. I hope hope I get a Flesh Terror supplement as well. That'd be cool. So I'll take... Um, a horde of screaming lunatics. Um, but speaking of um, new releases, um, we're going to be looking at um, some of the Tyranid stuff that has come out over the past couple of weeks uh, in between uh, our broadcasts. Um, they basically got a, a codex window's worth of new units without getting a new book. Obviously, they had a new book uh, recently anyway. But it seems like they had these models not quite ready in time for the for the codex release. And I've dropped them now ahead of this... Um, this new Shield of Baal campaign, which uh, seems to be one that's following up Sanctus Reach. So, um, has anyone uh, had a look at any of these units yet? Uh, just a brief look. Just a, yeah, okay. So they've got the Maliceptor and the Toxicrine. They've got the Tyrannocyte and Sporocyst. Uh, the Mucolid Spore Cluster and the uh, Zoanthrope. Um, and what's the other, what's the variation of the Zoanthrope? Like nucleothrope or something? Yeah. yeah I think neurothrope. Uh, the neurothrope yeah. is like the, the upgrade. The... Little, there's the venomthrope, which is the... Oh, yeah, know. sorry, that was the other kit. Obviously, the the thing that's been getting people most excited is the drop pod, the the, the not mycetic spore resist, which has now come back. Um, what do you guys think of that? Because at 75 points, it's quite a hefty investment, but obviously you can... Um, you can stick a monstrous creature in there, and the uh, the shooting output's pretty good as well. Has anyone had a look at that? Uh, I think it's dolls. important. Yes, I was going to get there. <laughs> I was going to say I think it's I think it's very important for Tyranids uh, to get their MCs where they need to be, like the new Toxicrin. Uh, I think Toxicrin's a good MC, just has problems getting there. Yeah. Uh, spore pod yeah. solves that, especially when you have it in like the fifth spore pod that's inside of one. So you just deep strike once, you deploy like I don't know forty inches across the table. Hmm. Russian Nesson doll style. <laughs> uh, I'm, oh, pretty, yeah. I'm pretty sure that'll be uh, that'll be FAQ. I'm writing it in the FAQ to allow it because it's funny. Oh, shut up! Oh, yes, it's hilarious. That would be awesome. <laughs> the Can ultimate put, cock block. Are you are you allowing putting a, a gargantuan monstrous creature inside of there as long as you can deploy it within six inches? Yeah, sure. Good but stuff. I'm banning all gargantuan creatures, so. Oh, well, <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't think any event allows them apart from the odd one or two. But the normal events, don't you don't seem to see gargantuans to have to worry about anyway. Am I reading this right? You can infiltrate that pod. Um, Where are we? No. no, you're looking at the other one. You're looking at the spore assist. I am, yeah. Is that not what we're talking about? The Tyrannocyte's the drop pod. The spore ah, just just makes little spore pods. It's very different to the old spore pod. The original one. Although the new spores it can make are quite good. The ones that can charge flies with strength eight. Yeah, AP. so they're the are they the um, the mucolid yeah. clusters? Yeah, yeah. They can get up to strength ten, right? And yeah, don't they have uh, like three wounds apiece and are shrouded? Yeah. Uh yeah. So okay. each mutant spore uses the floating death and living bomb rules that apply to spore mines, which is good. Um blah blah blah, blah all references. I just want to say I've never seen seen Naden giddy before when we were sitting around having a couple beers and he was talking about those guys. He was giddy at how much he liked the, the thought of being able to assault flyers. It really seems like a lot of these new units have filled in um, some really important gaps in the in the nid book. Because you look at all of these cool um, monstrous creatures they've got and you're just thinking, well, they've got to move six inches across the table. Um, you look at flyers and, and think you know they might have a little bit of trouble with with certain flyers, um, but yeah, I, I like these units. They definitely fill in fill in gaps. What do you guys think? Yeah, when I were they released saw... because the chapter house case is now over? <laughs> it half seems. Like no, it. they were actually released before that was uh, was done. I think. And knowing it was going to be over then. Yeah. By the way, did you see the size of this trinocyte? Is it's okay but it's never going to get there and then the pods came a few days a week yeah, after yeah so literally the next week that um, makes it good but it's they're beautiful they're really expensive, nice though. it's really expensive so is that the the toxicrine you're talking about yeah well you know obviously that that that's based like 235 points isn't it so 160 base yeah with the pod though that's a that's a oh, that's a pretty big investment i think not, not to kind of. I'm sure someone will use them not properly, but competitively, I can't see the toxicrin or the mal or the maliceptor being very good. The, the both maliceptor is awful. It's, the rules just do not work. I think I don't know who wrote that, but it's absolutely rubbish. Um, the toxic, the toxiceptor is okay. Like it's called toxicrin thing, is okay. Yeah, but the, I don't know. I just. For, for 200 points. points, for 200 points, that 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 being a focus witch fire for warp charge two. Yeah. Is... So you need to get you need to roll. You know, to get a good chance, you've got to roll seven dice to get to be able to hit somebody that you want. They then got a fail leadership check, and then they take these three wounds, which they might have a vulnerable save against, and they can still look out Sarah. It's like and you've got to hit as well. You're only ballistic yeah, skill free. Got to hit. Yeah, no, it's. So so bad. It's, For two hundred and five points, so but it has got a five plus invulnerable save though, which is you know, of definitely worth at least forty points. I don't, know. I, I don't understand. Plus normal save. It's four up five. If up. it was, if it was a hundred nice. points, you might say maybe hundred points. It's at least a hundred points over costed in my opinion. Yeah. I actually think Zona Thropes are way better. Even, and even and they're rubbish. So, well, not rubbish, but they're they're not. As well, what do you good. what do you think of the um? The the Doom of Malantai Light. 
I think it's well, good. Diet melon toy. Well, it yeah, does. but the problem is you've got to take you got to take a brood of xenothropes to take him. Xenothropes are always good on their own because they're brotherhood of psychers. So you can take one and you get what Charles two. But now you've got to take three to be able to use him, and that's he's quite. It's one hundred and seventy-five points, which is quite a lot. I think for, it. I think it was too good. It's now good. I'd say, but like you say, possibly not even worth it. I mean, don't be wrong. Spirit Leech is good, and if you got, if you base your army around lots of Xenothropes, you know you can have a few of these, and maybe you can take and um, you know you can get enough dice to get because every time you do a wound, it gives you. Um, a warp charge towards warp blast, so mm. you know that could definitely work. Warp, tra- warp blast is actually not a bad power. It's warp charge too, but it's you know, quite a strong power. Um, mm. But so I could see maybe working, and you know, of course, you could combo these things with these pods and come in. And but uh, it's it's a lot of points to invest, unless you're going to put um, unless you're going to use these reserve denials and. Lictors and bastions of comms link and all that. It's a lot of points to have. And it, it's not—it's not really giving you a great one-turn um, burst damage. I mean, maybe if it was a Nova, you know, because it's still witch pay, it's witch fire. You have to roll to hit as well. Um, yeah. And these things are toughness four, with um, you know, a crappy five-up save. So yeah, they got—they got a three-up and vulnerable. So they're like they're, they're like space runes basically. They, mm. The die just like space wins. So, I mean, they're not. Like, I don't think, personally, I don't see xenothropes being. I, I think they'll still be used in the same way people use them now. Is just sitting at the back of the table to hold the hold backfield units and to give a couple of walk charts. Well. I don't. I don't see people taking five. Five of these. It's two hundred and fifty points. And it only has two. It's only two dice. It's, it doesn't make sense. You might as well just have one. It's just just as good, personally. Swiping. The um, it's just it's just the pods then that we think is. I think, be a bit I think the pods and the and the spore clusters. Uh, I think the spore clusters. I mean, what's quite funny? Those those spore yeah. clusters are actually troops, really, so you can actually take two spores as your troop choices for fifty points. Yeah, they're, they're the new rippers. <laughs> yeah, yeah they can, and they can deep strike, so you can like fly them in somewhere. And just land them and, and hi- try and you know, see if they can hide them. Hide them somewhere and not think about them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm excited about the spores personally. I think the spores are going to uh, are going to you know you look at Tyranids right now. It's barring off shot lists like Lictor Shame. Yeah, it's always what FMCs. I'm hoping the spores allow the other things to actually be playable, and uh, I think they will be. I'm excited. I actually like the Toxicrin. I mean, I haven't played with it yet, but on paper, I really like the Toxicrin, and I love the new troop what do you scores, like about it? But What do you like about it? I like the fact that it has Shrouded. It, it could be an instant threat in the backfield with 6 mm. Poison 2+, plus instant death on the 6, AP 2 attacks. Uh, so, you know, you drop that in, you get it in the terrain. You know, we play with a lot of, a lot of ruins, uh, based ruins in particular over here. So... You know, it's very easy to get it cover. Uh, dropping it in, now you have a, a monstrous creature, T T6, with a two-up save. Uh, it's kind of, you know, an instant... It's an instant threat to turn the turn it comes in for, like, all backfield units and things. Mm. So I like it. I, I think it's pretty decent. I also think it's a, it's a you know, it's a decent answer to uh, Wraith Knights minus tying uh, them up. Well, absolutely. 
it's on a Trigon. It makes a Trigon look like a really bad deal, which is sad because Trigon's already really bad. And now, mm-hmm. Toxicrin is way better initiative, more attacks, just better at killing anything. It's just stupid. Why yeah, would you pay I mean, 200 points for Trigon when you can pay 160 or something? That's just way better. Exactly. I think the Toxicrin will find a home. Uh, the big the big thing I'm confused about is why they give the Toxicrin such a sh- such a shitty shooting attack. Like, yeah, why? Sad. Why bother? It's it's so it's so lackluster. I was just like, oh, I would rather it not have a shooting attack and not be basically paying the points for this ability that's not good. Yeah. I mean, if you're putting it in the backfield and it does what it's supposed to do early doors, I mean, you can you can at least do that to to to, to drop it on um, to camping units, but you'll eat them in combat anyway with the. Six attacks and, and and what have you. So exactly, you're already you're already an instant threat. That's exactly it. So it's you know it's like okay, I can hit you with this with this strength three attack, or I can assault you well, with with poison, poison two, two plus. plus. So. Yeah, I know, but it, yeah. it's instant still death on the six as well. It's not too bad. Uh, does the shooting attack have instant death on the six? Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't have the hypertoxic Any hit by this yeah, model does. that has the poison special rule, including any hits caused by its choking oh, okay. cloud. Oh, yeah, so it does. You're right. Wow. Oh, uh, okay. Well, that's... To wound the six. Ah, yeah. That's that better than I thought. But still, I still don't find it. You know, I would rather it to be a little bit cheaper and not have, uh, I mean, frankly, not have that shooting <laughs> attack. I don't know that it's really needed. It's good against grubs. <laughs> yeah, who cares? It's a Hail Mary it, against Wraith Knights as well, to be fair. Like, gives you an extra yeah, chance. Yeah, yeah. If, if it, it was like, like AP2, AP3, it'd be pretty cool. Even well, AP4 then, then it'd be like be 500 points. <laughs> AP4 would be fine. Yeah, I mean, the, the nice thing is, you know, that's still that's something that you're going to be able to flush things like Wraith Knights and all out with them, because Wraith Knights aren't going to want to get in combat with that, mo- that monster. Mm. You know, you, you just, you don't want to, I, I wouldn't want to be in combat with it. You'll just turn around and shoot. Uh, you're saying you're a wraith knight here, Jesse. I my beard is a wraith knight. That's what I was implying. You'll be skirmish screening those uh, those imperial knights then instead. <laughs> but I don't know. I like the toxicrin. I really like those those damn spores though. Uh, you know, strike ten, EP three, Kennesaw the flyer. I was just kind of like, oh, these these guys are these guys are sick nasty. Interesting to so. see if anybody takes the. Uh... Dimacaron and puts them inside of Trinocyte. Because Dimacaron is really good in combat, but it struggles to get there because it's so slow. Mm. That's the Forge Orb one, isn't it? Yeah, Forge Orb one. Got loads and loads of strength 10 or instant death attacks. So, um, it's quite good actually at the moment, but it's just it's just too slow at the moment. Is that the one that, that looks like a weird hybrid between a Hive Tyrant and Elector, the newer one? Yeah, the yeah, big one. I, big yeah, one. I haven't actually seen its stats or anything yet. So, uh, is oh, that it's in just... the Amphelion project? Book? Yeah, it's it's just a really nasty. It's got six attacks, um, and it's got uh, they can either make them instant death on a four plus, or they uh, uh, shrink ten, and it makes a, a swallow. It makes like a swallow attack at the end of its. Um, Much like Jesse. Oh, yeah. no, let's swallow a tank. But um, it's just good against everything. Uh, 
and now you see why I enjoy playing Tyranids. I could draw a lot of comparisons between them and myself. I've just looked at the model and it's awesome. It looks kind of weird with those sort of two. It looks like it's throwing up gang signs a little bit, which I can relate to. <laughs> nice. Um, West food. It's just making me realise how terrible the Forge World website is, though, because as far as I can see, it's not obvious as to. I know there's the books there and the recommended products, but it doesn't actually say where you can find the rules for this model. As far as I can see. So I'm sure China was. I was. God bless China. Uh, what do you guys think as well? Actually, speaking of the new Tyranid stuff, uh, what do you guys think about uh, Games Workshop packaging the rules for these models uh, in the boxes now um, for new units? I'm happy they don't make charging extra for them. I'd imagine they are. I mean, so extra stuff for the box. £3.50 um, for that. they got to make them all free. That's what they got to do. All the rules. Because no one's buying anyway. them. <laughs> No one's buying these rules. No one's buying these models from them. Well, they are, to be honest with you. The, the Shield of Baal, Leviathan... Um, it's all uh, sold out. Well, sold out within about an hour and a half when they went on sale. Yeah. There weren't. There was none on Saturday morning. Sold out on Friday night. So they make about 11, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there was a bad on something, and they released like five of them. And half of them were... <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's crap. Half they either three, make five or everybody's hedging their bets that there's going to be something like Adamantium Lance in there. Yeah, but they've got billions and billions and billions of the shit units, haven't they? Of course they have. Mm -hmm. All the crap stuff. But, yep, loads of your mandrakes. Get your mandrakes here. Well, no, the books. It's the books that do quite well. They do actually do quite well selling the rules. Um, they're terrible, obviously, balancing internally balancing rules so that everyone buys all the units. But uh, they seem to be doing quite well selling these books now. In my opinion, the Shield of Bow will, will make or break these units because uh, I suspect they'll tie in quite well with maybe the formations or or the, the new uh, detachments in that book could really help these things out. Mm. You know, I could definitely see a formation saying, you know, three or four Tyrannocytes maybe gives you a free reroll on reserves or, you know, just something like that. Could really help them out, save you some points having to buy comms links and things. Yeah, I can definitely see some sort of formation with uh, with the drop pods. That that would definitely make sense. Um, it's a shame we'll probably have to spend fifty pound of time to find out what they are, or um, find a <coughs> link on the internet for them instead. <laughs> So to round out our coverage of the GT heats, um, we are now going to go through heat three, which is the last gasp, and uh, obviously um, that's the heat that most of our disorganised, unprepared lot of uh, cast members went to because they are so inclined. Um, so we're going to go through uh, heat three. It was in Warrington, um, run by the uh, Warlords. Um, our own Matt Robertson was at the helm of that. Hello, Matt. Howdy. And we have got Gaz Donnelly, James Ramsey, Andy Oakham, and we will be joined by the princess himself, Adam Ryland, uh, as soon as he gets back from work, uh, to go through their Heat 3 experience. Um, we have also got lined up an uh, interview with the Heat 3 winner, uh, Nathan Roberts, who returned to the competitive 
40k scene with a peculiar list um, which you may have heard of uh, sisters along with space marines uh, but we'll talk to him about that in a different section uh, so matt tell us uh, a little bit about heat three the location what it was like um, that sort of the stuff. location wise we've used a venue for the big wall of events for about five years now it's changed slightly as in the buildings moved to a slightly updated building for the queen's jubilee uh Part of the sports hall and the bar, but with it only being a smaller event for the heats, we just use the bar in there, which they provide all the tables and catering. We just have to bring the boards and terrain from our club, which we just did Friday lunch and took that Sunday night, so it wasn't too bad. Now, um, I attended Heat 2, and uh, the metal was pretty strange there. It was a bit all over the place, um, so it would have been the last time that Beast Pack would have been legal. Um, we didn't see any Beast Pack at all, um, hardly saw... Any older, not much, uh, not many knights either. Um, I, I believe the meta is a little bit more standardised at Heat 3. Um, I think you've got some facts and figures there, haven't you? Yeah, there was a hell of a lot of wave serpents. Uh, we actually had a bet between myself, Matt Edmonds, Bernie and Simmy on the Friday night because we were all at the venue just having a drink. Uh, we made two bets, one on the number of wave serpents and the other which he didn't find out about till the end of the weekend, was on Andy's final position. Um, uh, so, so the wave serpents ended up being 52 wave serpents out of 42 players in the end. There were more wave serpents than players there. Wonderful. Yep. Um, uh, and how's the knights situation as well? There was 16 wraith knights yeah. and then 13 imperial knights in the end, which were spread across five lists... I think three hard lands, one player had two, and one player had a single one. Okay, so how many uh, El how many Eldar players in total were there at the uh, at the heat three? I would have said roughly twenty percent. Twenty percent is that? I mean, are we approaching sort of fifth edition Grey Knight levels? Do you reckon we're going to end up there, or is it still a little bit more open than that? I think it will approach that when a couple more people pick it up. Yeah, but. I think there's a lot of people who don't want to bandwagon onto Eldar because it's Eldar. Mm. There's still a lot of people who want to make other lists work because they can be beaten, but I think they are just the strongest codex at the moment. Mm. Gaz, um, welcome back. Um, Thank you. Uh, do you want to talk us through what you took to Heat 3? Because uh, I know you've got interesting lists all the time. I Not jumped on the time. bandwagon and took Eldar. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So what was in what was in your uh, list? Uh, fucking have it. <clears throat> but you know, I actually wanted to take Necrons, but I looked at the field and I thought, there's no way am I going to qualify with Necrons. Um, so I just took the strongest list that I had. So you've got a, a summoning farseer on a jet bike with the mantle and the summoning stone. Um, three summoning jet stone. bike troops. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it's for, right? isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's completely broken. <laughs> yeah, summoning stone. Uh, sorry, so three jet bikes, um, then three lots of uh, five Dire Avengers in a wave serpent with all the toys on it, and five fire dragons in a serpent with all the toys on it, a unit of five warp spiders, and two wraith knights. 
Okay. Um, and <laughs> not that it's really needed, but like, what's the what's the basic um, way that list works? I'm sure everyone will know, but just for the for the people listening in. Summon shitloads of demons, shoot lots of stuff with serpents, and punch fuck out of things with wraith knights. Straightforward, nice and simple. Um, Very much so. Ramsey, um, you were there as well. Again, you always come up with interesting lists. What did you take? Uh, well, well, this is kind of it's okay. It was just Centurion Star with some Dread Knights. Literally, that was it. Twenty models. It was all I could take on in a case to fly over with. Okay, so you were sort of in the same sort of situation that uh, Chris from Poland was in at Heat Two. You took the uh, the carry on list. Yeah, I couldn't fit. I was going to take four towards stuff, but it's just not possible to take on the plane mm. without it just being destroyed. Um, so pretty st- standard. Uh, Drago, two Libbies with some stuff. Um, five strikes, two Dread Knights with incinerators and teleporters and swords. And then I took Tiggy, five scouts and five centurions. That's it. Um, was that using the um, formation for Grey Knights? Yeah, ne- Nemesis detachment. Yeah, so I could only take. I had it basically meant I could take five one troop. Uh, they take a like, yeah, an extra Libby over the over the second troop. Yeah, which I kind of was like going back and forth on, but I thought I'd give the extra Libby a, a chance. Shine uh, again, pretty clear what that list does on the face of it on paper but do you want to uh, tell us sort of like the basic strategy that you're going for with that list uh yeah so i'm gonna roll tiki i'm gonna i'm gonna roll one of my guys gonna get ignore cover hopefully then i'm gonna go for invisibility then i'm gonna go for like sanctuary and then i'm gonna be like let's have this stupid unit that just jumps around the table destroying things it shoots at and the rest of the army just waves the flag going, please don't kill me. That's Go it. guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, Andy, I know you were taking uh, demons there, with an interesting list. Yeah. Interesting looking list as well. Um, do you want to tell us what you were taking, please? Yep. So um, it was two corn heralds uh, with they were on juggernauts with a greater gift and a lesser gift each. It was... Two Zeech Heralds on discs, level three. One had an exalted reward for the Portoglyph. Then it was two units of 11 horrors, and two units of 19 hounds, and a unit of 15 hounds. And that was it. Um, it looks pretty, uh, pretty straightforward. Um, but do you want to tell us, you know, how uh, that list works? <laughs> Yeah, um, so the idea of the list was, like I think some of the people probably have said, we expected lots of wave serpents, you've probably been over that. Um, So I made a list that I thought could kill wave serpents quite effectively, which was spam hounds, too many wounds to kill, and they hit very hard against their armor 10 vehicles. So the idea of the list is just to literally bum rush forward with all these hounds scouting forward as well. And then have a little summoning base at the back of the board with these two of eleven horrors and two zinc heralds. So whilst I'm throwing these hounds down people's throats, is I'm churning out like screamers and demonettes and stuff at the back, uh, back of the board to push for the objectives and also just to add more pressure in there, uh, like with the speed of the screamers and stuff. 
that's the general idea of the list anyway. Uh, is there anything particularly you were looking forward to going up against? Because obviously I presume you've built this list for a reason. Yeah, so like, like I said, um, Eldar was what I wanted to play. Wraith uh, Knights and uh, Serpents. Uh, I wanted to play I wanted to play all those because my Corn Heralds can insta-kill on a six with their uh, great weapon, the Axe of Corn, against the Knights. So they're not a problem if they charge me, try and hold, hold my hounds up. And then the uh, Serpents are just made of paper when I get to connect with them with about five hounds. So I can kill them pretty quick. So I wanted to play Eldar. Uh, I, I kind of wanted to avoid Imperial Knights, but I had a tactic against them, which was just to sort of block their movement. Hmm. But I still would like not to play them. Uh, and I didn't really want to play other demons as well. It's very, very dicey so, with the Knights because obviously it's dependent on what they roll or their stomps can yeah. make or break your day, pretty much. Yeah, because I mean, if they roll like three templates and then they like sort of bounce those templates across the half of the board because it's the dumb, and then they hit like something else that's not even involved in the combat at all. It can sort of ruin your day. I've got a lot of redundancy in my list, so shouldn't mm. be too much of a problem. Yeah. Uh, so, Gaz, is there anything that you were sort of worried of facing? Are there any sort of hard counters to that sort of list that you're running? I know it's a really well-rounded list, um, but if there's anything that you're particularly looking to avoid? Um, well, ideally, I'd like to avoid Eldar and Imperial Knights, but um, it's the only thing that I could take to actually play against them. So I knew that playing other Eldar... And knights would be the toughest lists. Uh, and avoiding Eldar and Imperial Knights, as you've seen by those numbers, is quite difficult to do uh, in the current meta. Fucking impossible. <laughs> Unless you're Nathan. Um, and then... Unless you're Nathan, yeah, because he was just on a roll. <laughs> Fair play to him. Yeah, definitely. Um, Ramsey, is there anything in particular you were looking to avoid with, uh, with yours? Uh, didn't want to play... Adamantium Lance, really. I don't mind like two knights, or but three with that Lance rule is like really difficult. So Can't the, really the re-rolls to save on the invulnerables. Yeah. <laughs> <Bullshit. right. clears throat> the, um, the Obviously the fact that they're super heavy walkers as well kind of um, hinders the the grav as well. Um, since they, they ignore yeah. the immobilize. That's, a, that's kind of a big deal, I found. Yeah, the shooting does the grav cannons do lots of damage to super heavies but not like when they got an invulnerable it's like meh. they do yeah. like three or four hole points and it's not and the problem is if there's three of them it's like oh, it's just too it's just too difficult I can't I've got enough uh, time to kill them before to they get through them. To get in combat. yeah yeah exactly. then once they're in combat it's like really dicey um Everything else is all right. I mean, strength ten things like doom sights obviously are really annoying. But I was hoping people weren't going to bring them. Mm. So, and I don't think I don't know doom sight. Maybe there was there was a bomber, wasn't there? like a, the Necron Forge bomber, which I really didn't want to play because it's got like strength ten, AP two, large blast bombs, and I'm just I'm deep striking around the table. So I was like, didn't really want to play that. But yeah, but luckily I think he was a bit of a fluffy player. So. Uh, they're really nice to pay down, so I didn't didn't have to play him. And you want to you want to avoid those. Uh... Those Typhons as well and that sort of stuff. Anything that's big, big blast templates, yeah. high strength, ignoring. Typhon I can kill. Oh, it's you can the, definitely kill it, sure. But. Kill it. But yeah, yeah, it's still, you don't want to get like that landing on your face. It still hurts. New, new. Um, were you guys allowing Warlords to be taken from the Adamantium Lance Formation? Yes, because it's in the rules. <laughs> 
doesn't. There's lots of things that are in the rules, but you're not allowed to do them at, at the GT. So I, I am asking. Um, yeah. Screw um, that. Is that something you're going to look to keep? Because obviously, a three-up invulnerable weapon skill five is for free as well. Is, uh, is well, the two people I know who did that this weekend finished one place below qualifying and got through because someone qualified that and painted. Is and no second to last. That is no, um, you know, that's no no argument there. Be- because I know first game, Stu, yeah. one of my mates, decided to roll double one for his other two nights. Because you have to roll when you ha- if you have one. Yep. So we had two with a five up and one with a three up. Mm. So people just went, oh, I'll shoot the other two. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, so that, that, that is something important to remember to for the people that are listening in. Don't just allow them to just roll to see whether they're, uh, their warlord is super powered. Just uh, make sure they roll all of them. Yeah. <clears throat> I think a lot of the time, though, if knights are dying, they're not getting the unvent anyway, so it doesn't really matter too much. That's true. That's true. Um, so let's go through the games. It was obviously six six rounds format. Um, if you guys want to check out the uh, rules pack, um, we'll post that in the blurb for the uh, for the podcast. You can see it on the website, on the Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash AOC podcast, or the link will actually be in the iTunes description as well. Um, you can check out all the rules pack, all the missions. Um, uh, just uh, quickly, if you can. Um, Matt, go through like the, the mission formats for the, the one to six, if that's possible, to do as quickly as you can. Uh, every mission is primary, uh, an eternal war mission, secondary a maelstrom, primary is to have ten, secondary six, and tertiary is like your first strike, which is like first blood, but both players can get it only in the first turn, warlord and linebreaker. And the missions are... Big Guns Never Tire, Tactical Escalation, Hammer and Anvil, Eternal War, Cleansing Control, Vanguard, Emperor's Will, Contact Lost, Dawn of War, Scouring, which is slightly modified, so both players have a one, a two, and a three, which they know before they put them down. Deadlock and Vanguard Strike, uh, Relic, with... Uh, I think it's just the uh, loot one where you can control your other player's objective number X and then Crusade before objectives, contact lost, hammer and anvil um, and the Maelstrom of course we were using modified Maelstrom um, no variable VPs for yeah. um, those things and we had um, you had 18 cards didn't you rather than uh, uh, whatever it is, 66 or whatever yeah so Everything that was D3 was changed to 2. And then the cards we had were screw objective 1 to 6, but only once. Yeah. Then we had things like destroy a psyker, destroy a flyer, kill a character, kill a vehicle, destroy kill a building. A building or gun That kind of thing. Yeah. But each of those, if you couldn't score it, say your opponent didn't have a psyker, yep. you could automatically discard. Mm-hmm. And you could only ever score 2 in a turn just to stop someone going, oh, I've scored all 6 I have in my hand. Yeah, you're never catching me now. Um, yeah, so if you want to go through that in a bit more detail, you can find the rules on the Warhammer forum, and we'll post a link to that, so uh, feel free to do so. Uh, Adam, so you have returned to uh, Heat 3. Have you made any changes to your list? Do you want to talk us through what you took? Uh, no, I was very lazy, and <laughs> I took the same list as last event. Um, 
I would ask you how it works and what you were looking forward to, but um, I think you know that pretty much. Do you want to run through it really, really quickly? Um, you know, the, the main uh, idea behind your list and, you know, just what's in it real quickly for the people that are listening. Yeah, it's uh, Keeper Secrets, uh, Fate Weaver, three Demon Princes, and two Unity Nurglings. And the idea is I like time monstrous creatures. And even though the meta's changing and they're not so good now, I seem to still take them. Uh, what are you looking for? As it seems to be very power heavy, um, I'd imagine. Uh, it really does. Yeah, it really does vary. If you're playing a lot of um, AV stuff and you're going for an iron arm, if you're playing um, a lot of um, infantry, which don't tend to see that much now. You're going for shrieks and more shooting powers. Uh, and if you're playing a, a mixed list, I tend to take a shriek and then roll the other two powers trying to get iron arm. Mm. Uh, anything you're particularly looking forward to facing uh, this time? Um, yeah, lots of infantry, which never happened. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and anything, yeah, anything, anything, any guns. <laughs> anything you feel is a particularly uphill matchup for your demons? Uh, other demons, well, ground force summoning demons is very difficult because yeah. they keep summoning, they fill the board, and they outpower dice me, and they pretty much outdo me in combat as well. So that's really difficult. And mass wave serpents and wraith knights is very difficult as well. So summoning and wave serpents is not really the best two things to be looking to avoid uh, in the current meta, uh, it would seem. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's get into your first round match. Uh, Adam, who did you face? Yeah, oh, this was great joy, this was, because you were... Uh, you walk in, you put your name down, and they pay you to somebody house who's put the name down close to you, I think it is, who's just walked through the door. And it was uh, Eric uh, Hoth, and he was using Aldar with, I think it was four, four serpents, uh, a wave hunter, uh, and six hornets. So an awful lot of shooting. And okay. to make it worse, we was on a board which was full of shrubbery. There was nothing but shrubs. That was it. Um, well, that's uh, so that was um, big guns, which means obviously that your uh, your demon princes are flying targets with big bullseyes painted on their chests as well. Um, Eight-pointed eight yeah. star-shaped bullseyes. Um, <clears throat> how did that go for you? What, what's your, what was your tactics going to be there to, to mitigate that shooting? How are you going to deal with it? Uh, well, my tactics would go first, because if I never, I was dead. And that's so you can just get in the air, of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, literally nowhere to hide, so he would have just killed me turn one. But luckily, I got to go first. And um, basically, all I could do was chip away at the vehicles. Um, I got, did I, get, I think I got one iron arm. So I was hoping for more than that. So why not? One iron arm against wave serpents. You really need two. And 
I went forward first turn and was just trying to chip away at the vehicles and I didn't do an awful lot. My magic was a bit of a letdown. And come his turn, I found something new about Hornets since they're four drilled and I hadn't got a clue what they did. He turboed behind me and shot me. I'm like, ow, that hurt. I really didn't realise I could do that. Mm. And uh, he killed a demon prince pretty early from all the shooting. And um, basically, just a lot of shooting coming back at me and I weren't doing much. I mean, I think I managed to kill three hornets and two, two wave serpents. And I only lost a demon prince in return. And the big moment was I was running out of the room. So it was either fly off or land. So I decided to land with my one demon prince, who was toughness eight, with three up his vulnerable save, and four up feel no pain. And he killed him. <laughs> so that was, oh, right, then. <laughs> that's that then. Uh, yeah, that was it. Uh, uh, so what was the, uh, what's the end score? Six. I just had the Demon Prince. Um, 20 nil to Eric. Uh, tough, tough, tough. So uh, you didn't really want to walk in late and uh, and get that, but uh, never mind. No, it wasn't, it wasn't a matchup order. I would have chose to, uh, to play. It was a very difficult game. Gaz, who did you play first round? First round, I played Stuart Hedley, who everybody should know because he had the beautiful scratch-built Necronami. That was disgusting. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about, what? so explain. The, the pictures are on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com. Oh, is this sort of the AOC. yellow ones? Yeah, which yeah. he said the night scythes took him an afternoon to, to paint and then yeah. an hour or two to do the freehand on the side. He, yeah, he's... His night size look like um, they look like the old Star Wars Tie Fighters. That's that's what I thought it was when I first seen. It. I thought it was a toy Tie Fighter that he converted, um, but it wasn't. It was just completely scratch built, all from Necron kits. And I think each night size cost him like a hundred quid. Yeah, each, just for think, all the parts. It's just beautiful. I think each one had the center of an annihilation barge. Uh, the sides of it were the Necron Tesseract Labyrinth sides. Mm-hmm. Then they had Wraiths making up the ball in the middle. Yeah. And so it, we've it uh, established you were playing against a lunatic. Um, what, was, <laughs> <laughs> what was the mission? Um, the mission? I, I got, cannot remember. Matt, what was the mission? You've got it all there, surely. Oh, I've just told it you what big, it was. Big guns. Um... Big guns, hammer and anvil, and... Oh, oh. So, Gaz, um, what are your thoughts going into this? Um, what was in his list that you were worried about in particular? You know, and what do you think your strengths were against it? What were you trying to do before before any dice were rolled? What, what were your, your thoughts? Um, well, the first thing I was thinking of was, was just go for the vehicles. He had like a couple of ghost arcs, um, any barges and a lord... And I thought, well, if I can just hit them and just get enough glancing hits with the ignores cover from uh, the from the serpents, then I should be okay. Which is, you know, it, it, it's quite easy to do when you've got a lot of serpents and a lot of firepower. And also, because he was Necrons, um, I knew that it was a really, really bad matchup for him. 
Um, now, he also had a great big unit of, of scarabs with uh, three spiders. And I looked at it, I thought, well, that's, that is a danger because if the scarabs get in range, they're just going to nail me. Um, now, unfortunately, um, he, he had a problem where he came from a gaming group where they played the rules that you could make scarabs out of thin air. Um, which is you get a lot of issues like this when you go to to a tournament because you get club rules versus tournament rules. Um, so it worked out that all the scarabs that he bought, he couldn't actually use them because they weren't actually in his list because you need a unit of scarabs to in the first place to make more scarabs. Oh. Um, and I felt so bad for him. I said, look, I'm not really bothered. If you want to just put a unit of three scarabs in, to start the game off so you can actually spore more. So I don't mind. I mean, you know, it was a genuine mistake. Um, and he showed me the GWFAQ and the way that the FAQ is worded, it, it does almost read like you don't need um, scarabs in the first place. He did say to but me actually that he'd had 45 points in his list and just put like a Tesseract Labyrinth and random bits and pieces in. Which yeah, he did. Yeah, I even said to him, I said to him, look, just go and change your list. I said it's a proper genuine mistake, and if you speak, you know, if you speak to Rob and um, Bob, uh, sorry, um, Matt and Rob, I just don't think it'd be an issue. But he's like, no, no, just get on with it. Um, oh, fair play to him. So, oh yeah, I mean, absolutely fair play to him. But I knew it was such a good matchup for me as well, and all I need is my race nights to get a couple of lucky shots, and and that's it. You know, it's just over, um, and that's how the game went. Basically, it was. It was just all over for him, I think, after about turn two. Um, and then after turn two, I could see it was just going to be, if I sit back and shoot, I'll just nail him. So I said, you know, let's make a fight of it. So I just put everything that I had into combat, um, you know, just to try and make something out of the game for him, just to, you know, make it a bit more interesting. Because I think it was his first big tournament as well. Mm. So I didn't want to just be a complete cock playing him. <laughs> Um, Which, you so know, you ended up, was enough. that a 20-0, I'm presuming? Yeah, it was a 20-0, yeah. but instead of finishing in like turn three, we ended up finishing in turn five. Because, okay. Well, at least he got a good, you know, we good just... first game. and It was nice that his experience, his first experience wasn't of some arsehole telling him he's not allowed to do it and sort of, sort of, sort of play. Yeah. It was nice, nice that he... Uh, he came came to the to the to the heat and you know saw the the friendlier side of competitive forty k, um, which I think. Well, really I hope important. so, yeah. Yeah. But his army was just fucking gorgeous, and you know, <laughs> if anything, I wanted to see the scarabs on the board anyway because yeah, you know, the effort that he put into it and the time and 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 the money as well, um, just to make it look so good. Um, well, I'll try and collect those together in a in a in a in a gallery. Um, I know they're up. I remember seeing them on the on the page. Um, <clears throat> so I'll try and link to them in the uh, in the notes in the show notes as well for you guys if you want to check them out because they were really impressive. They're sort of like scratch built scrap heap Necrons. They they really they, they they remind me of like yeah. you said the Tie Fighters, but also the um, sort of like the Pod Racers as well a little bit from the uh, mm. Phantom Menace. Which was like the only good thing from Phantom Menace. <laughs> but if you ever wanted the inspiration at all, you know, to to go at those sort of lengths to make, uh, then just look at those pictures. Yeah. So if you ever win the lottery, then uh, yeah, go and check them out. It's all good. Yeah. Um, <coughs> Ramsey, your first game. Who are you up against? 
Um, played Chris Dickinson with uh, Turnits. Okay, so you're playing big guns. Um, what was his list? Um, it was pretty standard nids, to be honest. It was like the nids with double flyer and, and the load three crones, and then he'd allied in. So he had the sky blight as the formation. So he had a third flyer in. Yeah. Um, no, he had two crones. Sorry, two crones and two harpies, and then he had yeah, gargoyles that were kept and secured, and then he had um, hormigants in his own throat for some backfield signups. Yeah, some of that. Um, so what are you looking obviously you know we know that the the flying hive tyrants are uh, are quite worrying and difficult to deal with um, what uh, what are you looking at as the the biggest threats in that list and, and how are you looking to take it head on yeah flyerants are, are even though I've got two up saves across the whole army pretty much it's still still annoying they can still hurt um uh, not so worried about harpies and crones that much. They're okay, but it's just the problem is it's obviously it's all flying, so it's like uh, I can't. I will probably kill whatever I shoot at, but my sec my split fire probably won't do much damage. So I'm gonna I'm only gonna be able to kill like one thing at a time. And he's got he's got seven flyers, so I need to try and I need to try and get my dread knights to kill the stuff at the back. And clear, you know, make sure I've got safe gate positions, and then I want to try and kill the flyerants first because obviously they're really dangerous. And then after that, kill. But uh, I got really lucky because the best power against nids by far is cleansing flame. It's so good because it just destroys the flyers because it's two d six strength five AP four. That's a nova now, right? Off. So that doesn't um, doesn't care whether you're yeah, flying or not. Yeah, it doesn't care. It auto hits, and it's just like literally you just dick them. If you hit, if you get off near the fl uh, the flyers, you just kill them all. It's so easy. And I got it. I was obviously I, I rolled ignore cover, and I thought oh, I don't really need him. This I'm gonna go all out with my librarians and try and get cleansing flame. And I got it on one of them, and um, had quite a big dice advantage. He has he has he has four level twos, but it's still got the advantage there. I know that. Um, I've got some. Uh, I can. I can get that power throw if I need to. Uh, and uh, then, so how did it go for you then in the end? Well, as you said, luckily it was hammer and anvil, and against Nids, because I play Nids myself, I know that is the worst match for them because against me because they unless he rolls infiltrate on his tyrants, he won't shoot me in turn one because I can sit right at the back of the table. Yeah. Because I've got a quick army, I can still hit him, um, and so. Um, he gets first turn and he takes it. And I think, well, I understand why you've taken it because obviously um, you want to get it flying, which is fair enough. Um, but you're kind of leaving yourself where um, he was going to have to basically come flying at me or he's going to have to go off the table. I thought, I don't really mind. He does either. And so if he, he didn't want to infiltrate. I sat at the back of the table. Um, yeah, he flew at me and I just proceeded to basically kill one tyrant every turn. And I got a cleansing flame off. I think turn two or turn three, and I just destroyed all his crones and harpies. And they all got grounded on that one. That one cleansing flame actually grounded, I think, a tyrant and a harpy. And once they land, they just get... Oh, that's... You know, yeah, that's... It's that's... dead. Um, it doesn't... Just know, like, even the even the split fight guy just got a tyrant on his own in one shot. So, um, yeah, then he just... Once his tyrant's gone, it, it just army fell apart. And, uh, yeah, well, it didn't wipe him out, but... 
Um, 20-0. I think I won, I won really big on all, all, the, all the points. Andy, uh, who did you play for your first round? So, me and my, my Tom, uh, Tom Gould, we turned up a little bit late. Uh, so, we ended up playing each other, unfortunately. Uh, we play like a lot. Um, it wasn't too bad, I suppose. But, <clears throat> uh, so, he's using uh, <laughs> three Imperial Knights with a couple of Serpents uh, to back them up. So it was that kind of list I didn't really want to play, but I didn't mind too much because it had the serpents, which went too, which wasn't too fussed about. But uh, it had the imperial knights, which were going to be annoying. Um, and also he was borrowing my dice as well, so I knew he was going to roll lots of sixes uh, for the <laughs> for those knights. Um, the first mission I can't remember what it was. Uh, what was the first mission? It was oh, big guns of tire, I think. Hammer and anvil, big guns of tire, I think it was. Anvil, yeah. 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 Um, so my idea against him was to keep the knights on his side of the table and away from the objectives and uh, I sort of block, block them in kill the serpents and hope the game ends early uh, what happened was pretty much that I spawned, I got incursion on like everybody like literally everybody and over the course of the game I spawned 42 screamers so I, dropped, I spawned 2 to 3 every turn for 7 turns um, as I said 7 turns the game didn't end early which was a shame um, and I was I think I was getting a pretty big win on turn five and six, but on turn seven, he finally managed to break his way through my barricade, and um, I managed to get uh, get and block off a couple of objectives. So it ended on a ten ten draw, uh, straight ten ten, which was wasn't too bad against knights. Um, was hoping for hoping for better, but uh, Tom Tom played it well, um, especially with the limitations that I gave him with his movement. But yeah, yeah, he managed to managed to get ten points there, which is good. Now I want to ask: with all the summoning that was there, was there um, was there sort of like a, a communal table in the middle of the tournament hall with like about twenty thousand points worth of heralds and lords of change? And... <laughs> well, ca- kind of. Um, I've been painting nonstop um, uh, demons in rainbow colours, so they all, they all match my uh, stupid rainbow army. Um, me. James Ramsey and Matt Robertson, even though Matt wasn't playing, we sort of combined all our demons together and we must have had 3,000 points or something of demons. Um, got about 18 screamers, loads of changes, about 90 demonettes, a ton of horrors, uh, play bearers, 24 plague drones. It was obscene. Um, so I sort of put that near, near us all uh, each round. And we kept coming over and taking whatever we needed out. So there was a communal summoning table, basically. Yeah, this yeah, is how but... dumb summoning is. I'm playing Grey Knights and I'm summoning the two. Yeah. <laughs> I've got Drago in my army and I'm summoning demons to help him. <laughs> well, they're, 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 they're coming. They're coming in after him after the after he's yeah. in the war. <laughs> That's what I said every time. They're, they're, they're yeah. coming to drag him back into the wall. Yeah. All of rubbish. <laughs> Thank you, Matt Ward. This game's Fluffy. balanced. Yeah. You can't blame Matt Ward. He doesn't work there anymore. I'm sure it wasn't him. <laughs> yeah, no. I guess, I, I guess the, the the things changed now, hasn't it? All the, the his backstory's gone now. So he's just he's just a uh, just a random guy. Well, now. that's still there's still um, it's still in the book. I know books don't really count, but there's there's still a pretty cool. Um, I can't remember what the name of it is. Um, the Black Library book with Mortarian and um, Drago in. Oh yeah, he carves his name onto his. Heart. He carves someone's name onto his heart or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I think he writes his own name onto his heart or something <laughs> whilst he's there because he can't can't kill him outright because he's in the war. Yeah, it's a pretty cool story. Yeah. They sort of they they dealt with the ridiculous fluff and sort of made it almost acceptable. So yeah, um, well, something we we'll definitely have to get used to, even with the, clearly with the um, 
with the comping that we're using in the UK and the GT, um, it's still not putting you guys off running plenty summoning. Um, of uh, course, Gaz has got the, 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 the cheap and cheerful version with the old summoning Phoenix gem uh, in there. As yeah, well. we were talking about this. The 15 dice limit is not... It's not really. If you want to break it, it's ways to break it. Like the summoning seer is obviously a really good way, and uh, that new forge world relic is good, quite good at it. And then the fifteen dice is still a lot. You're still getting two units a turn yeah. easily with that, and that's still still that, like that's 300 enough at sixteen points. fifty points. Do you know what I mean? That's it's, yeah, obscene. It's, it's really obscene. I mean, I was just summoning drones, and I I, I didn't I didn't really do it the proper way. I I probably should, if we, we were a little bit. Um, unorganized getting the stuff out and everything and um so i just kind of grabbed what was nearby but if i'd done it properly i would have summoned horrors with tiggy mm. and those horrors would have summoned more stuff and yeah it's because just, then you don't i mean that's stupid. the cool thing with the uh with the summoning seer he can just he can just pop out the first unit and then that unit can do all the work for him and take all the risks yeah, yeah. and i was i was summoning because I just needed a bit of extra, um, you know, board presence. But obviously, it does. It, you when you roll like seven dice, you're going to peril with a non-demon guy. And obviously, yeah. Tiggy's only got three wounds. You can't per You can't summon a lot. But uh, well, at least I, he can reroll. Been, though, you know, right, not yeah, he can reroll if he fails it. So oh, if he fails, okay. you're guaranteed to get it off. Yeah. So mm. it's, it's still stupid. It's it's, it's a good. I like the way it works, but it's just really really stupid. And when you're playing. Uh, when people can, when you feel like you know, ten dice, it's fine. You, you get once, once a, a turn is okay. But yeah. yeah, I know the ETC. It was even more stupid for those guys who were there. Was people I mean, I like the, I like the idea in in principle, but I definitely think it should be. Um, it just looks ridiculous when you've got Eldar, Farseers summoning Slaneshi demons, or like you said, you know, Grey Knights and Space Marines summoning demons on mass. <coughs> yeah, I mean, I actually rolled possession on Tiggy, and I, I, I did it once. So Tiggy just to turn into a lot of change. It's just, it's like, it doesn't make any sense. He had one moon left. So it's like, yeah, I'll turn into a lot of change. Yeah, <laughs> it just makes no. sense. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, we, yeah, we have to deal with it. We're not here for. We're not here to talk about the fluff and all that sort of stuff. We're just here to talk about breaking the game and the rule set. So let's continue to do that. Um, so on to round two. Um, Gaz, you must be um, pretty high up there. Um, who did you get in your second game? In my second game, I played Rob Edwards, who's local from the Midlands. Um, he attends a lot of the Midland-based tournaments, and he was taking Eldar. Oh, another another nice matchup for you. Yeah, lovely. Um, what was in his list? Let's have a guess. Um, it was pretty much the same as mine, apart from uh, he had extra, I think he had extra wave serpents, and he had a couple of hornets. Ah, okay. Hmm. Nothing too bad, though, but those hornets are very, very good, especially brutal. in the mirror match. Yes, especially in the mirror match. Yeah, so they're... yeah they are absolutely brutal. Is it four strength eight? Didn't add them, I think. Yeah, yeah, four strength eight shots, A, B, two. They can scout as well, which mm. is just unbelievable. And they got 48-inch range, and they're cheap as chips. I think they're like 18 Yeah, and they can turbo points, snap fire. Oh, can they? Christ. Yeah, they can, they can turbo, turbo and snap fire. So they can, 
they can move 24 and shoot 48. So, and they can scout. And scout. So, yeah, you're not get- so you're getting shot by them, basically. And not only that, the the point they're so cheap because Ford made them um, a printing error, and they just can't be asked to change it. Which is why they're so cheap. Yeah, they should, it should be been... fifteen for a black lance, shouldn't it? I think not. Yeah, five. now it's only five. Stupid. Yeah. Mm. No, no, sorry. Pulse lasers are five. It should be fifteen yeah. because a pulse yeah. laser, it's it's five points to go from a scatter from a, a cannon to a pulse laser, and that just is completely stupid. Why should it go? I mean, like a like a bright lance is like ten or fifteen points, and a pulse laser is better and it's cheaper. Well, doesn't make any sense. Put your uh, yeah, put your feedback it, on a postcard to uh, Forge World. And <laughs> I yet either say thanks or fuck off on the other. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, during that game, so I, I was really worried about those. Um, I got first turn, so he he put the he put those into reserve, so that they can just turn up and just annihilate me from the sides, mm. which. They've got a very good chance of doing. It also meant I had to keep my wave serpents backs against the wall. Um, otherwise, they'd just shoot them up the arse and, and just destroy them. And I think it was about turn three, and he needed both of them to come on, and he probably would have won the game. Um, and he failed both reserve rolls, and I just walked through his army then. It's like a but it, it was in, very, very close. One in very close. chance of that happening so you did well yeah something like that and and I was just summoning stuff left right and centre as well and and after time they were just sitting there the, you know the demons are just there just sitting down or I'd summon um, screamers and they'd just go after wave serpents and just be a nuisance really more than anything <laughs> but just gave the rest of the army chance just to keep shooting at him uh, I've completely forgot to ask what was the mission Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> Matthew! Was it relevant? I don't know what. It was Crusade, yeah. Cleansing and Trouble, oh, and Vanguard Strike. Kill points. There you kill go. Kill oh, points. Kill points. Okay. Oh, yeah. We changed it from ETC to kill points. Sorry. Yeah. Um, all right. So, your final result there? So, that was another 20 nil, but it very easily could have gone the other way around. Mm. Very easily. So, some, some bad reserve rolls for him. And that's one of the dangers of, of relying on outflank. You know, you can get everything in straight away, or you can be left high and dry until turn four. Um, mm. So, it is a gamble. But, yeah, those Hornets, it, those you know, hornets it, are It is a good. gamble, but it's, it's a gamble that can win. It's a gamble that will just win you the game straight away. You know, mm. you get a couple of threes and that's it. You've got it. Hmm. That's a, that's the sort of uh, thing that I have to try and use when I'm playing serpents with my bikes. You know, you you have to just hope that you get them in, otherwise, otherwise it's a it's a long arduous game. Um, but yeah, uh, Mr. Ramsey. Um, so again, you're sitting high up as well. Um, how did you get on in your second game? Who are you facing? Uh, I played the other Gaz Jones with um, Dark Elder and Elder. So not Thor, the other one. Okay. You'd played him the week before practicing, hadn't you? Yeah, I I played him uh, when I came over. So it was kind of good because we had a really good game. Um, uh, and so it was good to have a bit of a rematch. Um, so he used Dark Elder. He had oh, a lot of Venoms. I think four or five Venoms. 
Trueborn and Warriors and all sorts of shit in it. And he had a couple of spare Venoms, which he put with his Eldar allies. He had an Autark and he had uh, Serpents, I think two or three Serpents, maybe three Serpents. He had two lots of Fire Dragons that were in the... And it must have been Eldar main, right? Yeah, because he, he had two lots of Fire Dragons. And they were in the Venoms. Okay. And then he had... And then his Eldar, he had some Serpents. He had, he had a Falcon. He had a Falcon as well, yeah. Which yeah. He, put, he put like a HQ in or something. Yeah. Did he have a um, Wedway Ball at all? Or? I don't think so. I don't think he had a... I, don't, I think his Dark Elder HQ choice, he, we had let them use the court. So he had to set a court of the Archon HQ. The okay, so just a 10-point Medusa, uh, what is it, Larmian or whatever it's. Yeah, whatever it's yeah. called. Yeah, and then he had a yeah, just loads of venoms and loads of shooting. He had two units of troopborn as well. I'm not quite sure how he got that in the list. It was real space raiders. Oh. Yeah, real space raiders. So they they they're not out. Yeah, because you can you could take two basically detachments going like that, not like Kelly. Um, so he had so they weren't his, his warriors weren't objective secured, but they were still he could take six fast attacks and three elites. Ah, like. okay. So he's using. So I had two venoms. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> so very mobile, but obviously it's a kill points mission. So um... yeah, so obviously as soon as I turn up, I'm like, oh, this is actually quite a hard list to play because I've all got two up saves and it's got loads of strength, AP two. But then I go, ah, oh, it's kill points. Thank fuck for that, because <laughs> um, I've only got nine in my army and five of them are in one unit. So it's like you're gonna he's gonna have to kill centurions, and if I can keep everything else alive, I'm pretty sure I can get enough kill points in this game to win. And also, Dread Knights are really good against open-top vehicles now because they just kill anything inside the tank. They just die. Um, maybe not Fire Dragons, but the, the, the Trueborn and Warriors and things just can't hide in there. Uh, I don't think you re- I don't think you realise how good Incinerators are against like Trueborn and things. They're just so nasty. Um, so, got first turn. It was Vanguard, and he lined up, and I could basically put... I, Deep struck my dread knights and everything apart from the centurions because I can come in turn one if I want to with the dread knights. And I put everything in a corner and I knew I could just be outside of range of most of his guns if I hid in a corner. And I luckily I, I had one dice spare on Tiki and I rolled invisibility on that one dice. And I was like, oh yes, because <laughs> that, that's obviously a really good against his um, shooting. And then to top it off, I, saw, I stole the initiative as well, which was quite fun. So I just <laughs> gated over and Wrapped two tanks first turn. Dread Knights came in, incinerated uh, both Trueborn units. I think inside the Venoms, the both I rolled six on both the uh, you know no escape hits, so killed all them inside. It's really good. And then they were able to run and hide behind a big line of sight blocking um, terrain. And I had invisibility up, I had everything up. I had, sanct- I had sanctuary up, so I had a two up invulnerable save Drago at the front. Uh, it's like yeah, he knocked. So he shot back, did nothing, and then I proceeded just to kill most of his army. And then because I was kind of messing about, I um, I rolled probably too many dice at invisibility, I lost it. And so once you lose invisibility, you managed to kill the sense star eventually. But because I was so far ahead on all the points, uh, on all like the kill points, I knew I wasn't going to lose the game. So um, I ended up winning. I can't remember what the score was, fourteen maybe. I think he won. He won the Maelstrom mm. by one point because he, he has so much mobility, so many like 
small stuff. He was able to, just, like, you know, and he got quite lucky. He got quite the ones that he needed, like the uh, in the opponent's table half and get objectives. He, he managed, I think he got the maelstrom and I got everything else. So 14, maybe? Yeah, 14 6. So you'd have got um, you'd have got tertiary and the main, and he'd have got the, the maelstrom. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We both. We both got yeah. I got first strike. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it was. It was. It, I mean, once I got once I got first turn. I want, once I stole initiative, and I killed things like I got four kill points turn one. I knew I was going to be pretty much going to win the game. Like on the prime anyway. It's just the way it is with Dark Elder. I guess kill points is always going to be their bad matchup. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and obviously, <coughs> it was bad luck for him hitting a brick wall of five kill points in one unit um, for that mission as well. No. Yeah, if it had been multiple objectives, I think I would have really struggled because I haven't got a lot of scoring. And he, and like, I, it's overkill. Like, you fire twenty grab shots at anything. Like, it doesn't matter. You can fire them at, like, I can fire one centurion and might maybe kill a serpent. So four centurions definitely kills a serpent, and it's just so overkill. And you've got these little like units of fire dragons that are just really annoying because they can try and uh, you know get around the side of Drago with their um, battle focus and. You know, if if they hit in the side, and I haven't got, uh, and he's able to like, he was really good with his like um, terrain. He was able to like block line of sight to all the squads, apart from like kind of pick out my characters with his fire dragons. And uh, if I fail to look out, so obviously I'm going to be, I'm going to uh, could die potentially of Tiggy and things. So it was quite difficult, but uh, I had invisibility for three turns, not let me win the game basically. Uh, Andy, you obviously picked up a draw in your first round, um, so you'd have probably been mid-table. Um, who did you end up picking up in your uh, second round? So, round two, I was playing Paul Scott, um, who was using his infamous Nurgle demons. He likes to, likes to, I think he plays Chaos Demons, uh, it's Chaos or, or Chaos Demons, Nurgle-themed at uh, every event, I think, that he goes to. Um, Paul's a great guy as well. Played him, played him, I think one or two times before, uh, and he was on the same score as me, ten ten. At uh, he got he got a ten ten draw in his, his last game, uh, and this one. So oh, his list his list was crazy. He had uh, lots of psychic dice. He had um, a great and clean one with loads of gifts, which made him unkillable. Uh, yeah, a, a demon prince that was unkillable. Um, two heralds, which were killable, they're okay. Uh, in two units of plague bearers, um, he had some Nurgle, the flyer things. I forgot the color, like cannons on them, and they got a flamer template. Uh, you, had, you know, two of those. Black Black, that's it. Thank you, black drones. Uh, he had a unit of three plague drones. Um, he had. I think that was it, actually. Yeah, it was, I think stuff was just really expensive. Everything was like mastery level, like fifty. So yeah, it had, lo had loads of psychic dice and everything. All the gifts and stuff he rolled. He rolled some terrible psychic powers. Fortunately for him, apart from he got iron arm, not iron arm, uh, warp speed on the great and clean one, which I didn't realize they changed to just plus three mm. for everything. And iron arm was plus three as well. I just it was just insane. Like the great and clean one was just like just wading through hounds he had like the instant death sword as well so he's just like laughing at me going ha 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 they lose um, eternal warrior though that's not on iron on anymore is it I don't think is no that, it's, it's not endurance he... now isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. that's that's the endurance so they yeah. swapped it round uh, yeah. 
Unfortunately, <laughs> I, 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 uh, I, so the funny thing with this game was uh, my plan was just to bomb rush him flat yeah. out, just throw my hands, damage throw, spawn stuff. It was kill points, but I thought it won't, it won't matter too much to don't spawn low, just spawn demonettes because they're good in combat ish against uh, getting sixes against his princes and his, and his great and clean one. But fortunately for me, uh, I think in like first or second turn, all my hounds were in combat with his stuff, like his great and clean one and everything, and um, his demon prince was on the floor and his plague drones. And in one, I think it was one turn, I rolled double six for both units of 20 hounds uh, with the heralds in. So both of them went pop in one turn. Ow. And I was just... Yeah, I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> um, we had a lot of a lot of fun with the uh, the warp storm table as well because it changes constantly, like for plus one in one, minus one in one, and uh, instabilities and all that crap. It was, it was crazy. Um, and then again in the game, I had two separate units of ten minutes that spawned. And I think I did it a fifth time, but well, they rolled double six as well and popped. Uh, so in the game. Game, I, I did. I got four double sixes for instabilities. I was just like, oh no! <laughs> I had some. I had some really crazy high dice rolls for things. Yeah. It was, uh, it was insane. Um, and Paul had this like this great and clean one, just just doing laps around the board, just throwing himself into things and um, wrapped up a lot of kill points either side. And after they just settled, um, he he think he just had a great and clean one left, and I had um, a load of stuff I'd summoned but no hounds. And it was a, another ten ten draw. Yeah, uh, demons were were tough for me to face really because of the uh, all the instabilities and all the crazy demon on demon rules with the with the warps and table and me not having any sort of reroll to it because not having fate weaver. Um, but yeah, uh, another ten ten draw was was a good game. It was a good laugh at least anyway <laughs> with all the double sixes. Uh, yeah, that's it. Um, let me ask you as well because obviously you're playing two pretty big armies um, model count wise in terms of what you're moving around the table and he was quite a psychic heavy army as well um, how did you find time time uh, I play really fast so mm. I'm never I'm never f- pushed for time um, I mean like in my first game with Gould when, when we, we arrived like an hour late or something um, we, we still finished it t- seven turns before some other people had finished their games so I, I play fast, so I, I never find time a problem. Right. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I don't think I've ever really been timed out much, unless unless it's just a really slow game. Um, and Paul Paul was a fast player in that game as well. Uh, he wasn't really hanging about. He's just going like I like it when I get a, I like it when I get a demon player and they're a, you know they're about their shit. You know they they've got everything set up. They've got like a nice spreadsheet of everything that they're ready to go and. Write yeah. their powers down. I, I appreciate that a lot, you know. Um, yeah. Because you can get a few that are, you know, a bit all over the place, be it on purpose or, or not. If people have got a lot of psychic powers and a lot of pre-game bookkeeping, um, then it can be a nightmare if they're... If they're I mean, you like to have that little chat before the game, don't you, and just get to know the other guy, yeah. especially if, if you've never met them before. And if you have, you just like to have a bit of banter anyway. Uh, but if they're then chatting and then just taking the time because you're having a laugh and a drink or whatever, you go to the toilet and then you start rolling psychic powers and you're like, oh, do I want to keep that? Oh, mm. And it can take a while, I'd yeah. say. I mean, you need to go in with that, that little plan of going, right, I'm playing demons and it's not kill points, it's objectives. I need to summon my ass off and I need to cursed earth my ass off and then I need to roll some 
shooting powers on the zinch table so i'll do this this and this i want to get this power okay i've got incursion now i want a beam or i want a blast or whatever so if you go in with a plan like that you've basically if you just thought about your army beforehand and thought about the other armies that you're likely to play then you'd be okay uh, i mean adam's got adam ryland's got a uh, a little sheet with all his all his stuff on um and he just he's got like a ton of them with him uh, every tournament and he just writes he's got it all like in little boxes powers one two three and he knows what he's going for iron arm basically on everything because he's a joker um <laughs> and if it, you know he just he knows exactly what he's doing so i mean adam's just a slow guy in general i, I know you're on here adam love you but <laughs> um it, 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 if 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 you just if he dawdled about with his army it, I mean, he could sit thinking about it for ages, and it could kill so much time. You'd, mm. you just, you'd want to die, and you'd never get past turn five. But yeah, you need, you need a little plan uh, before the game starts. Uh, so, Adam, do you want to tell us uh, who you ended up facing in game two? Obviously, you were off the back of a loss, quite a heavy loss in your first game. So, uh, what did you end up facing uh, game two? Uh, I ended up playing uh, Jez Morris and a he. He had four wave serpents and two imperial knights. Okay, uh, so this is kill points. How do you think you match up um, against that list in kill points? Uh, this is pretty good for me. Um, if I roll iron arm as well, it's very good. And I, I rolled two two iron arms in this one. Mm-hmm. I went straight arms um, since it was all vehicle, and I had somewhere to hide on this as well, so he couldn't hit me first turn. And basically, I just flew off my turn, started picking off the wave serpents, uh, managed to finish them off, and then started on the knights, double teaming with the two iron arm princes, and uh, man- managed to table him. Very impressive stuff. Um, do you feel that would have gone drastically differently if you hadn't rolled um, that many iron arms? Uh, no, I think I still would have managed to pick up the wave serpents. I wouldn't have killed the knights, but mm. as if it was killbots, I think I still would have finished off. Yeah, getting the, the wave serpents and troops. And well, you could have, have you could have just dealt with the wave serpents and then just kept flying around, and the knights wouldn't really been able to do anything to you anyway, would they? Pretty much, he would have had the nerglings, and that would have been it. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, good stuff. Um, All right. So that time was there. One oh two. Awesome. Um uh, so that's the end of day one. Um Gaz and James, you're probably both quite happy with your day one performance. It's not the end of day one. That's not the end of day one. Isn't that oh no, it's right bloody no. round two. I'm getting so carried away, I'm excited that we're finished early. No. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get into round three. Yeah. Um, so let's get into round three. Um, Gaz, who did you end up facing? So I just got a mouthful of pita bread. Excuse me. <laughs> um, I ended up playing Scottish ETC captain Bernie. Mr. Bernard Lee. Um, what was he taking? Yes. Bernard Lee was a cheesy bastard and he took Adamantian Lance. And Eldar. Uh, which variation of Eldar was that? Was that Knights or was it Serpent backup? It was 
bog standard. Two serpents, um, two Darvengers, Farseer. So I think that's what he could fit in. He's such a netlister, isn't he, Bernie? Oh, God. Yeah, but playing Bernie, though, is awesome. Um, he, he's a really, really, really nice bloke. Always have a good game, and we always have an absolutely wicked laugh. So I was quite pleased to play Bernie. I just didn't want to play his broken bullshit list. Uh, so what's the um, mission that you were playing this wonderful creative list against? Which Robbo's now going to tell us. Oh, I got distracted then. <laughs> he had his, he had his hands over his ears whilst you were berating the adamantium lance. It was one... It was no, one no, objective. No, I can't hear you. Yes, uh, I'm setting up an interview with Tony Kovac. Uh, Eternal War, Emperor's Will, Contact Lost, Dawn of War. Um, so that's, is that Home and Away? Yeah, yeah board draw, yeah. 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 Uh, and what was the uh, Maelstrom, sorry? Contact Lost. Uh, is that the one where you have to be on uh, objectives yeah. to generate more? Okay, all right. Yeah, you draw one for each objective you sat on. All right. So, uh, what's yeah. your uh, what's your strategy here dealing with this this mission against this list? What are you looking to do? Well, I looked at it and I thought, if I can't kill the lance, then I'm fucked. So I need to get points elsewhere. So I need to get secondaries, and I need to get maelstrom. Uh, now, fortunately, my list is fantastic at maelstrom because I've got so many units. Um, I've been every single game so far. I've just been absolutely racking up the points like no one's business. So I thought I'll be good for that. But then I looked at what he's actually got, and I've got double the amount of wave serpents as him. And I'm thinking I've got a good chance to get rid of the wave serpents. And then it's just a case of of trying to keep away. Um, his knights from my home objective and then hopefully try and keep um, the middle one empty or just keep nothing nothing near it and <clears throat> in typical me versus Bernie fashion Bernie's dice were shit hot mine were just shit and his two serpents took out my four serpents which obviously pleased me no end um, and those bloody um Lance formation. I just couldn't get through it. The four run reroll is just ridiculous. Um, and because the models are so wide as well, I just couldn't get sided on because he kept them, he kept the three of them towards a corner. So I had no chance of, of getting around him. And every time he shot at a wave serpent, he just blew up. I, I couldn't roll a save for like loving the money. Um, but as I say, I did go for the Maelstrom. I totally got shit loads of points for the Maelstrom and for the secondary. Um, so although I lost the game, I ended up nicking eight points. So that was a 12-8. So, um, oh, so I was, you won I was the very secondary pleased. and drew the tertiary. Yeah, so I was very, very pleased Good with that stuff. result. Good stuff. Yeah, nice. very pleased. Uh, Ramsey, you um, going into your third round, obviously again, sitting quite high up there. Um, what did you end up drawing up against? Uh, I played Kieran Walker, and he had a strange army that I was not too sure. I kind of knew how I was going to play it, but he was using Dark Angels and Imperial Guard. Okay. Um, so he had, so he had 
um, Asriel, and he had a big blob with them, with Yarrick and Priest. So he obviously has a four-plus invulnerable on, like, 50 guys with, like, a million last cannons in there and melt bombs and shit. So they're pretty... That's a pretty hard unit to kill. Um, he had two units of Ravenwing bikes with attack bikes as his troops with Dark Angels. Um, and then he had some Thud Guns. So four twelve Thud mm. Guns, yep. And then he... So obviously they're good um, yes. with Yarek's orders, and then he had some black knights. I think two units of black knights, five black knights, so with the plasma talons and the grenade launchers. Um, so dark angels. They had loads of melted guns. Things. Yeah, dark angels are primary. Yeah, they have, they have to be sorry um, for him to get the troops. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, and he had a Libby in there, I think, with, with yeah, level one Libby or something. Yeah. Like that. I can't remember. Um, but so. Uh, yeah, so I was kind of like, oh, this is not terrible, but he's got a big 50-man blob with four-plus invulnerable, so that's like, uh, my, my craft star's not going to do that much damage to them, I don't think. Um, like, I'm not going to kill the whole unit in one shooting phase. Uh, third guns are annoying. If I if I gate, I've got to kill them because they're going to kill me back. Yeah. Um, and all those bikes are kind of annoying as well because they're going to be outflanking and they're going to be really difficult to get rid of because I haven't again I can't split fire easily I've only got I've only killed two things that really a turn I can't kill all these like small piddly attack bikes and that kind of thing um, so I rolled my powers and I got I got gate I got a couple of things uh, and can all cover and I got some other goods powers um, and I thought I, he got first turn he took first turn um, so I knew I was going to get hit my centurion's gonna get hit turn one. Everything else, think deep struck, and then I roll. I seize initiative again, which is good. <laughs> That's twice, twice in two games, and I flew over and just annihilated the thud guns in just one. I killed all the thud guns in Libya in one shooting phase because um, they're the primary threat. So I just wiped them out, um, and then he he had this big blob, and my dread knights tied it up all game basically. Um, I got quite lucky. That I kept, uh, he kept failing his priest leadership, so he couldn't, um, he couldn't re-roll to uh, re-roll his armor saves, so, uh, invulnerable. So I was able to sort of slowly chip away a few of them. And uh, my centurion was just trying to get around, killing his stuff, killing his bikes that were coming on. And it was, it was, I had one bad turn where I failed for warning, and he got the grenade launch on them, and he had loads of melter. I was like, oh crap, he's going to instant death all my centurions here, and he like missed with everything. And I was like, oh thank god. Uh, I was so lucky. <laughs> he missed like eight shots in a row. Um, so, so unlucky. Um, but I, I summoned some demons, of course, to help me out. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I, there was, I was doing quite a, well. That's a popular I, tactic for the uh, yeah, Knights, very fluff. Yeah. And uh, I basically had, uh, I had the game pretty much wrapped up. And then until turn five, he, um, he got, I got a little bit unlucky and I failed ignore and I just couldn't do, I couldn't kill anything because obviously these Ravenwing bikes are really good when they can chink. They just mm. ignore everything uh, because he, it was, um, yeah, you know, the skilled rider and shit. Skilled rider, so and he, three up chink, yeah. Yeah, and he just flooded my, obje- and he's all got objectives secured and all his bikes, and I've got like very little. So he just contested my objective. Uh, the game went on, luckily, and eventually I managed to get some drones onto his um, court, onto his side, and I managed to clear off mine. Um, and I'm, but I went for like kind of a crazy move where I deep strike 
whatever was left of my Centurion star after, uh, on, onto his objective to try and win the game. And unfortunately, Scad like double six straight off the table, and they all died, <laughs> which cost me uh, Lion Breaker and Warlord. So well, it wasn't worth doing, but uh, well, it was. I thought I'd try and win. I'd rather try and win twenty nil than there uh, and win like fourteen. So, but in the end, I think I, I think it was eleven or twelve I won because that that cost me the tertiary because you won the tertiary because of that. Because um, you got you got uh, Warlord and Lion Breaker, and you got first strike. Um, so I think it was 12 or, or, or 11, I can't remember. So you won the primary? No, it was a draw primary. Draw he, primary. he managed to kill, kill the drones. I won the maelstrom. And I think he won or, or it was a draw in the tertiary. I can't remember. I think it would be 12-8 then, it must have been. Yeah, yeah, I think it was 12. Something like that. It was, so he it was, won... Um... If, he, if it ended turn 5 or 6, he would have won. He would have won... Um, Primary. Uh, I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop it because it's just all these objective yeah, secured objective bikes. Yeah, objective secured bikes are very good. Yeah. And I just and because I failed to ignore cover, you know, like everyone knows, with a, with such an important unit, if you fail one important check, you're it can really really hurt. And yeah. that was the one thing. Obviously, every turn I was rolling lots of dice to, to get that off because that's the most important spell. And I just at one time rolled like I think I rolled six dice and just didn't get any any successes. And that was it. I was like, oh crap. But I got lucky. It's great to win. Um, so it's all yep. good. Um, <clears throat> nice end to the uh, nice end to your first day. Yep. Uh, Andy. Yep. Um, so going into your third game, you're hoping for a, a bit more fortune, a few less double sixes. Um, who did you end up uh, pulling on the third <laughs> round? Well, I looked out. Um, I ended up playing my mate from the Scottish team, James McNaughton. And he had the Eldar army that I'd wanted to face all my life. He had uh, five serpents. He had an interesting list actually because he had he had four. I think he had five serpents. Um, he had two units of striking scorpions so that you could get the okay. uh, the serpents they were in out uh, infiltrating, so yeah. you could get some like side shots and stuff on knights and things. I thought it was quite a cool tactic. Um, he then had like a unit of fire dragons, uh, an autark. Two units of two hornets, I want to say, um, and some sweeping hawks maybe as well. But it was it was interesting list because because the striking scorpions. I thought that was, that was a really cool tactic that you did. Uh, well, I say tactic. It's something something I haven't seen before. It's a cool idea. Um, he then also rolled for his warlord trait. His uh, warlord and three units get to infiltrate. So his entire army could sort of dedicate transports apart from hornets. Could uh, but they could scout. He, he could infiltrate everything. <laughs> That was quite entertaining. Um, he didn't, though, uh, which was uh, a mistake because he could have stopped me from scouting. I don't think he knew that. Um, yeah, the, it was a it was the short game. Unfortunately, um, I I uh, I went first because I just wanted him to have one less turn of shooting. Uh, we had these two big loss blocker uh, impossible pieces to train these big cylinders uh, in the middle of the table. One like in you know one one about twelve inches. Uh, out from the centre in the middle, and he basically, I could tell he wanted to get his entire army up on those, up on those things, so I couldn't charge him or anything. Couldn't get, couldn't get to him apart from with some screamers. So I went first. I spawned two screamers, put them on top of the cylinders, so he couldn't boost up there, and then he conceded, and uh, that was that. Skills. <laughs> yeah. Didn't roll any dice for any combat or anything. I moved forward, did that, and then uh, then we we called it a game. So it was a nice, quick one. Unfortunately for James, uh, I mean, well, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't take it badly or anything. We just like this. He knew how it was going to go. It happens, um, man. It happens. Yeah, 
So he thought, rather than wasting a lot of time, let's just go and enjoy the rest of the <laughs> rest of the day and poke fun at everyone else, uh, rather than uh, like he thought he was just going to be a, a waste of time. <laughs> but um, get an re- yeah, extra it's, round it's, in it, at the it, Chinese. It, it, it's all good. Got to look on the uh, exactly. Right I mean, he didn't rage quit. Um, he just thought it, you know it's be a waste of time. There's, uh, there's nothing him. you can do if you get no, the first turn. He's going to kill ten hounds and he's going to kill his yeah. arm. So. There was a picture up on. Uh, on Facebook, uh, I think when Robbo went round taking all the pictures of each round, and you could see all my hounds uh, right because he let me run them as well. Uh, they were right next to his entire army that he just lined up at the back of the board. Yeah. Um, I just flooded, I flooded the entire board, and he couldn't, he couldn't get anywhere. So um, it was fair enough, really. I mean, I, 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 my, my list was built to to beat his list. So uh, yeah, that was that. I mean, is there anything that he could have really done differently to at least mitigate it a little bit more? I mean, setting up at the back, you know, you need to realise that you're not going to get away from them. So maybe pushing forward so he had space yep. to drop back into, possibly? Well, I, you see, I thought that he... I mean, obviously, if he'd gone first, it could have been a lot different with the uh, list he had because he had the striker scorpions and all the infiltrating. Yeah. He could have sort of... He could have checkerboarded his, his army... And infantry stopped me from scouting uh, as far. So uh, I called a scout six inches around the 12. So he could have like put the two striking scorpion units next to the cylinders in the middle of the board. Uh, I couldn't have gone with him 12 of those, so it's fair enough. So I'd set back a bit. And then he could have had his army in like little bits. So I couldn't have, because I was just going to multi charge everything. But uh, in my go, but if, if he'd have, if he'd have checkerboarded me, he'd have slowed me down a bit. Um, okay, it still would have been really hard for him to win. But he had the hornets, which insta kill my. Pounds and I didn't get any cursed earths, so um, he, he, he could have done some stuff if he tried. I think he had just given up before the game had started, though. Mm. Uh, anyway, which is a shame, but uh, yeah, it would it would still have been really tough, I think, for hit for him. Um, but it would have been interesting to see what he, what, he, what he pulled out if he if he did try try some tricks. Um, he certainly could have I think done that's something. A, that's a common case of like where you just. You just haven't played the match up. Well, you just you just don't you haven't really thought about how to play against it. I yeah. think that's the like a really good player, a really good, really really good serpent player, really experienced serpent player will um, probably have played against that hound before and, and kind of worked out what to do. Yeah, yeah. and probably and just hasn't worked out. Well, how I, to do I mean, it, yeah. I mean, we were chatting away before the game anyway, and I was telling him about my list and and what I planned to do with it and stuff. And then when we ended up playing. Yeah, um, I think he knew that I I was ready for serpents, which I was. Um, so it's a, it's a shame we didn't get to play like a proper game. But like you say, like I'll explain in one of my later games is it's it is uh, fairly funny enough boring for the elder player. Um, fun for me because it's nice to kick the crap out of someone who's spamming serpents. But for them, it is probably kind of boring because it's just like oh, there's just this sea of hounds, this fucking rainbow coming at me. And I'm killing tons of stuff. Your dead pile's huge, but I just haven't like reduced any of your models. I just don't get it. So um, yeah, it's, it's probably quite, quite sucky for the it's other the fact, players. It's the fact that you, oh, well, you stick you it to it. It's the fact that you don't even really need to get that many into combat for it to, to tear no. them apart as well. Um, I need. Uh, I think. I think to guarantee it, like pretty much on decent uh, on five, uh, like that? low average, it's five. Yeah, five strength five up on the charge with three attacks each. Uh, hit on threes and then, then five to glance rips rips out the sky pretty comfortably. Do you get hatred from the? Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you get a reroll as well. Yeah. yeah. 
very nasty, very nasty. Um, <coughs> so yeah, um, Mr. Ryland, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Good stuff. Um, your third round, who did you uh, go up against? Uh, I was playing David Caldor, and he was using Tau. And there wasn't many Tau in the in the room, to be honest. Might have been the only one. I think people have given up on those a bit too bit too prematurely. I think I think there's stuff there to be to be used, um, but people seem to not really be bothered with them at this moment in time. I think there were I think there were three Tau players, Adam. Barbara That's not had Tau. How many players were there? 44. So just under it's 10%. 8%, yeah. Which is <laughs> not too bad, a percentage wise. Just well, if you said that, if you'd have said that 18 months ago, that would have been, uh, it would have been like 80% rather than 8. Yeah. Um, so what was he running? Uh, he was running, um, I think it was two commanders, okay. uh, two sky all the four draw tetras, which are horrible, and there was lots of uh, deep striking crisis units. Yeah, I can't remember how many units there was. It might have been six, six deep striking units, six or seven. Um, what did the uh, four draw units do for those of us who are not familiar? They are basically lots of marker lights, and okay. they're on a. I think it's a fast vehicle which can outflank. Uh, what's the range? Uh, Just standard normal marker light. Um, I think it's... No, that's the uh, stance. Yeah? I think it's 24 to 36, isn't it? But the fact they get to move as well mm. gives them extra range on it. And the fact they get to outflank, you can get the marker lights where you want them to go, pretty mm. much. Um, so did he have... Um, what sort of commanders was he rolling? Uh, he had the buff commander, basically, and I can't remember what was on the other one, to be honest. There's a lot of power stuff, or there's lots of stuff which I can never remember. And uh, basically, it all went in a big unit, what was deep striking with, again, lots of shots. And um, I was going first on this one. And I've never rolled any iron arms. And he had two sky rays, so they were pretty much safe. And uh, I set up, and he decided just to set up the two sky rays, which was a good move. And he was deep striking and outflanking uh, everything else. Oh, he also had crews in the army as well. And uh, I went first and didn't really touch the uh, sky rays, couldn't do much to them. Uh, but I was on his board edge trying to get side armour and trying to get some beams off on him. And uh, my um, second turn, I took a risk and the keeper deep struck down. I put the Grimoire on him and I had uh, my two units of Nurglings on my board edge hiding behind some ruins and I flew everything off and took a risk because he could have tabled me. Uh, but the keeper was pretty hard, but he comes on and I think he puts 12 wounds on my keeper and I failed eight. Mm. So that didn't last long. He 
took out a unit of uh, Nurglings with Tetra's outflanking. And luckily, my last unit of Nurglings on the far side, he's um, Crisis, he was deep striking, mishaps, and ended up killing themselves, so they were safe, luckily. So very close to getting tackled. Uh, so I'll survive that. My next turn, this is my bread and butter list, really tell. I should be able to beat this all day long. Uh, everything blew on, which I wanted. So I've got all this crisis suits in front of me, and I fluffed everything. My magic, my shooting was awful. Uh, then his turn, he picks away at me. My turn again, I fluff everything again. I just cannot get powers off, I cannot kill anything. I think the first unit I actually killed myself was some crisis, some nurglings assaulting them. And I don't think I physically killed a unit from shooting or anything till turn five. That's how bad my dice were going. I just physically couldn't cast anything. Mm. And uh, I think it finished turn turn six where I had my it was it was bases. I had my base, he had his base. And he hammered me on the uh, Maelstrom missions. So I ended up with a draw on primary and just got five points out of the game. Uh, so he obviously picked that one up, one fifteen five. Yeah, that was it. But literally, this was my bread and butter list. I should have been beating it all day long and I just could not have a single power. Sometimes the dice don't go for you. Yeah, they certainly don't. So a disappointing end to your first day. Um, so let's go straight into day two. Um, this is going to be a bit quicker because um, we were one player down for day two, weren't we, Mr. Ramsey? Yeah, I wasn't very well. I, think I was feeling like crap the whole day. And I decided it wasn't really worth playing. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't really worth playing when you feel like shit. It's like the worst thing ever. And I was in Manchester, kind of, uh, so I thought I'd go and do some shopping with my fiance and do other bits. Fair enough. Not a, not a bad way to spend had, your day. Had, yeah, someone stood in for me. I think uh, Martin Ramson, so he stood in for me, for played a couple of games because uh, he, he'd come in just to, to watch, I think he said, and uh, he, um, he he said he wanted to play. He, he messaged me afterwards because I've, I've met him a few times and he wanted to try out Star anyway, so it was quite good for him to have a little, a little play with it. But I guess it's quite hard because I was I was I table four or five and he didn't he hadn't played the army before so it was quite difficult for him to uh, to pick it up so but at least it was there was no I don't know there was a buy which was good everyone got their games uh, so guys um, going into round four um, who did you play I played John Swallow who had the one list I really really didn't want to play um, it was Eldar again. But this was a four-drilled heavy Eldar, so he had uh, six Hornets, and the rest of it was all Wave Serpents. He had three, a... There's three players now that have had Hornets um, at, the, at the tournament that we've heard mentioned over the course of, what, 12 games? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you should, you'll so count them at Cali, there'll be so many at Cali. It's so popular yeah. now. Uh, he also had a Vore Weapon Battery which he used okay. to hide his far searing because his far seer was just pretty much basic. Um, and he used the far seer to put guide and prescience on the hornets. Um, okay. cause anything they're lacking is twin linked. Yeah. 
so I looked at his list and I thought, if I go second, I'm dead. Um, so I set up to seize. I didn't seize. He went first and I lost 20 nil. Proceeded to shoot you off the table. Yeah, but turn one, one dice roll, do I seize or not? Um, you know, gives you the result of the game. And it, it's fucking harsh when, when you have a game like that. Mm. But that's just for you. Very match-up dependent. Um, how do you think it would have gone if you'd gone first? If I could have gone first, I probably could have took out the Hornets because um, I would have had all my serpents to fire at them and my Wraith Knights. Um, and I probably could have made another couple of his Wave Serpents at least jink. Yeah. Um, which is half the problem. Get them to jink, then you, you know, then they're, they're only hitting you on sixes. But in turn one, I, I think he, I think he took out like almost half the army and crippled, crippled the rest. It was just horrific. The firepower he's got was just unbelievable. And that was it, really. Seems very, very effective against, it. Um, very effective against the vehicles. Um... Yeah, because he also planned to play against other Eldar. Yeah. So he skimped points wherever he could. Yeah. Um, for instance, he had no hollow fields on his serpents. And that saved him so many points. He mm. got him to have, um, I think that's where he got the Volv weapons battery from, just points saved from that. And when you've got the Farseer hidden in that weapons battery, the Farseer is then toughness seven. And also the battery itself has got such good range. Yeah, and it's great against other tanks. So it was, it was just cheap and cheerful on the vehicles, but just so many of them. Um, they're just, just pure gunline, and there's nothing I could do against it. Absolutely nothing. Tough, tough one. Um, so Andy, let's uh, go across to you, sir. Yep. So I was playing uh, game four against. John Swallow's friend, uh, Greg Mountford. Um, he was one of the three people playing Tau, and he had the scariest list that I could possibly think of playing. And he had uh, 11 broadsides. Sweet Jesus <clears throat> Christ. Yeah, it's 1650. This, this is a hefty amount of 5 So he had six broad, 11 broadsides, yeah. um, six of which were from that formation. Uh, yeah. The fire support cadre, so they had you know the free preferred enemy or whatever tank on there. Um, he had the Riptide from that formation, uh, which I think was his like uh, his tank, his armor fourteen tank killer because nothing else in his list could hurt anything that's armor fourteen or. Mm -hmm. um, so he had melters on that and the iron cannon. Then he had three units of seven pathfinders and two units <laughs> of six fire warriors and an Aegis defense line so it was like basically it was so you know exactly me. you know exactly what he's looking to do there it's there's no yeah. movement involved it's lighting you yeah. up and then taking you out with yeah missiles. yeah he, he, he was don't forget he's got like a million drones as well yeah oh, okay. sorry he had he had all the drones all the time on all of his all of his broadsides so he had a full complement of um, missile drones on the broadsides as well yeah Exactly. Greg wasn't wow. pissing about. How did he fit he, that all he, in 1650? I don't know. He cheated or something. <laughs> probably had it. But yeah, it was, it was a scary list. It was like 100 million shots straight up. Um, I, I was not looking forward to it. Because yeah, I was like, I looked at him and went, Greg, you, you just just your pants when you saw my bum rushing toughness four 
five plus one will save army, didn't you? And he's just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like it's what he's, it's like if he was to choose to fight something, it was just like I want to choose people who run at me and have just got armor saves. I've got just got five plus armor saves and nothing else, no tanks or anything. So he was excited. Um, I wasn't, and it was uh, I can't remember the mission, but a relic wasn't it? Uh, so my plan was to um, try and. I couldn't survive. I couldn't hide because he just set up. I mean, I went. I, I was deploying first, but he just decided to set his army up as well, <laughs> like at the same time to save time, because uh, he, he wasn't going to go anywhere else. So he set up in the middle. Um, I just put my horrors and uh, and heralds, each heralds in the corners, out of range. And I thought, you know what? I can't hide my hounds. Um, I could outflank them, but I think he had, uh, you know, shoot me when I come on or something on all those guys. Um, intercepts um, and I mean I just not and I'm going first as well so I was just like well I'll just set up bum rush him uh, like my, my usual tactic sort of sit around the relic so you couldn't get it um, and then just spawn stuff and keep throwing it on top of the relic and keep holding him into his little 12 inch deployment zone so I did that scouted forward with everything this big sea of hounds uh, and then he seized on me like a jerk and um yeah so he removed half my army in, in his first turn Um i failed in my go i failed to summon anything o- over the course of the game by the way I, f- I, f- I think i made i only passed like f- two or three incursions so I, f- I just for some reason was getting like seven dice uh uh, seven dice at one spell, eight dice at another, and I was getting like two, one or two passes. And then if I did pass, actually, uh, oh no, sorry, with the fails I did get, I was getting like double six, and then all ones and twos, and then I per- mm-hmm. sort of perils and like forget the spell and stuff like that. Um, my portal glyph that I threw down just didn't spawn hardly any horrors. Um, I've got, I think, got like one unit out of it. Um, it was pretty bad uh, a game where I could have done with the extra luck to help me in the bad matchup that it was anyway. Um, so, yeah, I throw my house forward, and it, it, it took him two turns to wipe them all out. It, it, it wasn't; uh, they weren't threatening him at all. Um, I th- tried to throw some screamers at him to keep him away from the relic, but that didn't work. Uh, he laughed at that. He was like, "Oh, that's nice." Uh, and he just he he uses ethereal power where you know he moves, shoots, and move, move runs and shoots. So he was shooting a bit whilst getting across the board, yeah. and he just he just sort of circle jerked around the relic. Um, and I couldn't, I mean, I had, on turn five, I managed to uh, spawn uh, the unit of screamers that managed to slash attack some uh, some drones, uh, um, three drones, which I could then boost my disc herald into the slot to contest the relic. Um, and I, I think I had, uh, I had Linebreaker, um, he had, I had line. oh yeah, so then they ran, sorry, that unit that I killed three drones out of ran, it had his ethereal in it. They ran 11 inches towards the board edge. They ran like 11 inches towards the board edge or something. And it was turn five. And I was like, after the game ends now, I've got Linebreaker from my other Herald that zoomed over. Because uh, I was going for like the Hail Marys here. Uh, I've got Linebreaker. I've got Warlord because he's running. He's dead. And I've contested the Relic. And I've got a ton of Maelstrom. I've got some Maelstrom. Uh, that I think he won that Maelstrom anyway because I didn't bother counting them up at the time. So I was like, I could probably like, scrape a decent uh, draw here or, or small win or something or, or, or whatever yeah. rather than getting 20 0 But uh, the, the game carried on uh, and he, he failed to rally his dudes again. And I was like, oh, sweet, that warlord's still going. He's still going. We had like five minutes to go though. 
Um, and I was just like, I kind of wanted to the game to end there because we had five minutes, uh, and I, I couldn't be asked to think about what to, to really try and do with with my stuff I've got left. Yeah. But he 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 wanted to carry on because he just wanted to rally his warlord and just sort of table me. Um, and I was just like, well, to be honest, yeah, go on then. I mean, I can't really steal this away from you with just some time. So we carried on, and uh, he killed. He didn't table me, but he I think he got an eighteen two or nineteen one in the end. I don't think he got the twenty nil because um, I had I had line breaker. He had line breaker. Um, he did manage to push me away from getting in the relic, and he just sort of covered the relic with just broadsides, which I couldn't kill because um, I didn't bother taking any of the decent shooting powers with my heralds or anything because there was no way I wanted to be that close to him. Um, and that that was that. Uh, I, I, it was the worst match I could have worst worst army I could have faced. I think with with my hounds. Um, but I thought I tried as much, I tried to do what I could, but yeah, he's, he, he, he outdid me there. I mean, it really highlights that you know you can go there with a list that you think is going to really match up well against you know what the meta is, and day two, turn up in the morning and you know you've got to face that list that <laughs> that, that yeah. does the same thing to you back. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, that that was it. I mean, I I, I was looking around the tables. I was like serpents everywhere and i was like oh come on <laughs> um uh, but his list was a a bit of a uh, a bit of a curveball i'd say because no yeah. one is playing broadside spam at all and he he uses it at like every event he goes to he, he's obsessed with tau but he uses that sort of list at every event and he always does really well i mean at warlords gt he was like table one playing his mate uh john uh, at one point um, and then he gets a couple of bad matchups and, and drops down usually. But yeah, he, he always does really well all of it. Um, and it's surprising that not more people take that sort of list because he does beat Serpent's Bam. Because yeah, especially with Beast Pack not around anymore. And, you know. Serpents do a lot of shots, but trying to get through two plus save guys because yeah, now Beast Pack's gone. Yeah, I mean he was saying Beast Pack was one of them where it's like if they go first with Fortune or, or mm. uh, Upper or, uh, or or Invisibility, it's it's like it's over. But if they don't go first, or they only have one of the two, it's he's already he can be okay by just sort of putting his warriors, firewatch forward, his pathfinders, yeah. and and just keep shooting. Bumping them, yeah. Um, he's, also, he's also got that plus one BS to his Overwatch on everybody, so it's like uh, BS two on his Overwatch with all those dudes hitting off fives. That that's nasty. Not that I ever charged him, but he said if anyone makes it, yeah, if anyone makes it to his lines, he's, he's going to kick the crap out of them. So he's he's all right against the match as well. I mean, against uh, knights, if they're close, he's gonna uh, yeah, glance the many, crap out of them. That many, uh, yeah, with even with their four plus rerolls left. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, so it's, it is a really good list. I'm surprised we don't see more of them. Yeah, well, uh, I, more, I, I suppose. Cause... Like to see more tower, about uh, definitely worth looking. Yeah, into. yeah, definitely. Uh, Adam, I, mean, I don't, I don't, I think the. Oh, sorry, got. No, that's right. I'll stop that. I could keep going for ages, but yeah, we'll get on with this. <laughs> uh, Adam, uh, your your next match. Who did you end up facing? Uh, uh, I was playing Andrew, and I can't remember his second name. I do apologise. The beginning of this game made me laugh, Adam. Hopper, wasn't it? When we moved yeah. on the train off your board and made you cry. Yeah, it wasn't good. I turned up and Matt moved off all the uh, line of sight blocking train and just left a few hills, and it was like. I'm not playing on that against six serpents and three hornets and more. There's a picture uh, of his face somewhere. It was magical. <laughs> You're just a hater. But that's all you are. Only for Adam. Yeah. Um, so now we know what his list is, and we're playing relic. 
Um, obviously a tough one for you because you're going to have not very survivable flesh units on the ground and your flyers are going to have to spend a turn on the floor as well um, against lots of wave serpents. So how do you deal with that? Yeah, I wasn't looking forward to it. Luckily, I went first in this one as well. Okay. And uh, Andrew had been out till four o'clock, which helped. So it was a bit worse for wear. And uh, I don't think his head was in the right place for playing the game, to be honest. And uh, I've gone for... I think I've killed a serpent. And I've grimoired Fate Weaver and put uh, Fate Weaver in his face. And he starts shooting everything at Fate Weaver. And I'm thinking... I've got a two up. The re-rolls come to four up. Uh, so it's not the, if he does get a, w- a wound through and a, a ground fight weaver, I'm screwed. But he was just throwing everything at fight weaver because he was the closest model. I think mm. he just oh, I him, and uh, he was rolling bad. He was only putting like two two wounds on at a time as well. So I was passing them, and I was just chipping away at him. Next turn, I put an iron arm dim prince closest to him. And he was shooting at the Iron Arm Demon Prince again because he was the closest. So I'll, I'll figure out what tactics to use was put the most survivable model closest to him and he would shoot at that. He just wanted to roll dice and get it over and done with. And uh, I think I killed most of his army and turn three decided to concede. Nice quick one for you there. Yeah. Uh, I say he... He really was hung over, and he really wasn't in the mood to play a game. Uh, it was friendly enough, but it was just uh, head down on the table, shoot him, throw yeah. him dice. That was. It. <laughs> um, so let's get into the fifth round, nice and quickly. Moving on, uh, Gaz. Hello, Gaz. All right, mate. <laughs> No. Sorry, I was on mute. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Matt, right. Matt, you need to uh, work on your Game impression. five. Yeah, Matt, that's a crappy impression. <laughs> uh, game five was against um, Gaz Jones, uh, not champion of the universe, leader of all comers from Europe and everything else, Gas Jones. Um, but Gaz Jones up from where around? Is he up from you, Matt? Remember your yeah, team, is he or Warlords, is he or something? Yeah. Um, so obviously you heard his list earlier on with his Eldar and Dark Eldar. Dark Eldar, lots of venoms. Yeah, lots of venoms. Um, bit of a bit of a difficult game for me. Um, I don't know. I think he had a cob on or something or other, but it 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 wasn't the most fun games I've ever had. Um, but I ended up beating it. It was tough. It was a tough matchup. Um, what mission were you playing? Getting... Matt, help. The one thing I didn't write down is the mission. Sorry. Is it the one Adam's just been playing? No, it's it? round five. No, no, round, round five. five would have been scouring. Okay. And the one where you start off with all your cards and go down. 
whatever the one that's called. Did he have like empty venom? Like, so he had lots of fast attack. I'm presuming. Did he have lots of empty venoms out of fast attack, or not really? Or... No, he put um, he put fire dragons in the venoms, then deep struck them. Did he have venoms taken out of fast attack? Those is what I'm asking. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So there's, there's yeah, three so he had, he had, there. Yeah. Two fast attack venoms in order to put the fire dragons in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which you know, it's a good tactic. It is, but obviously it's a little beneficial it there in, in, stuff. in this uh, in this mission. Something uh, something in your favour. Uh, so, what are you specifically looking out for? What are you trying to avoid? You know, what are you worried about in this mission against this list? Uh, the main thing was the fire dragons deep striking up the arse of the of the wave serpents. Okay. Because that is their weakest point. Because um, you know, I could think, well, I won't shoot the shield, and I'll keep the shield. So just penetrate them, then I can drop it down to a glance rather than a pen. Mm. Um, but I, I also I had to move forward and, you know, to try and get to him. So it was one of them games where my, my main tactic was to keep summoning uh, screamers. Okay. Which is what I did. And and the screamers, um, well, I summoned loads of, I think there's about three lots of screamers and 20 horrors. I ended up summoning in the end, which isn't bad considering we started one fast here. Mm. But we just had a couple of game issues, and and he, I don't know what was happening, but he just wasn't with it at all. I don't think, and um, it just wasn't the friendliest of games. That was all. Uh, but you went on to take it. Uh, what was the final result? Uh, so from that one, I got a twenty nil. Okay, big big win for you. <laughs> yeah, um, it it. It seems that I've kind of gone from one extreme to the other. Mm. Um, the, the list that I have, it, it, it is matchup dependent as well. Whether the matchup is good or I get first turn, um, I just seem to get 20 nil. Uh, and when it's a bad matchup or I get second turn, um, you know, the complete opposite happens. I end up getting smashed. Um, so, yeah, so this game, finished this game and then found out that a lot of people above me had actually drew the games. So at this stage, the tournament was getting very interesting. Mm. Um, so we'll find out what happened with your last round match uh, in a bit. Um, but it sounds, mm -hmm. sounds like it's uh, poised quite interestingly for the last round. Uh, Andy. Indeed, indeed. Andy, Andy, Andy. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so you dropped down a little bit after that uh, fourth round match. Uh, who were you facing in the fifth <coughs> round? For the fifth round, I got some easy chump to smash, and I played Adam Ryland. Yay! Yay! <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know Adam's list, you know my list. Um, on the scouring, Adam didn't like this. I wasn't sure how this was going to go at all. I didn't really want to play it anyway, because um, I was like, oh, demons are horrible to play against, and I can't touch his flyers. Mm. Um, until I learned that you could slash attack them with screamers. Didn't know that, but he... <laughs> I should get your mouth shut, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so you proceeded to summon Adam, 27 screamers. Well, no, 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 not in this game. Me and Adam, Adam didn't roll any, Adam didn't roll any iron arms. He rolled yeah. absolute shite powers. Uh, he got one... Um, uh, what's the... Enfeeble, one enfeeble. Uh, he got one enfeeble, um, which I thought, oh, crap, because he's got um, the three princes yeah. uh, with the... Yeah. Lash, so he can instantly kill my hounds like no one's business. Yeah, and he's got right. a grimoire, 
so I had to sit. I had to sit all my stuff in cover where I could because um, I was going to have a six percent if I didn't. Um, and both of us had the worst magic phases of our lives. He couldn't cast the power to save his life, and it, when he did, I could stop it. Uh, I couldn't cast the power to save my life, and when I did. He didn't really stop it, but it didn't really matter anyway. I think I maybe cast... I probably only summoned about three units of Screamers, I think. Yeah. Um, and everything else just failed. It was a joke. Um, and he was the same. I stopped all of his all of his Enfeebles because I get I get a four-plus deny on my corn dogs with the colour of corn. So I just threw all my dice at that because I didn't really care about anything else. Um, he had one unlucky turn where he flew a prince near my hounds who could kill some of my horrors, which were... So I spread out completely. Uh, we're in that triangle deployment. And I just covered the entire, the entire table. And I had all the good objectives on my side. So I thought, I'm just going to sit tight here. Um, he knew that's what I, all I needed to do. So he just sat there fine about trying to ping me away. But there was a little spot that I left open like a noob. And he flew a couple of monster creatures on there to shoot at my horrors at the back. Um, and he perilsed and ground. Uh, did you ground yourself? Yeah, you grounded yeah. yourself, didn't you? And it, this this was this was the prince that had the grimoire, had like all all the stuff that he wanted. He had the enfeeble and everything. So it was, this was the prince that he didn't want to get grounded. Anyway, he perils, took a wound, grounded himself, took a wound, um, tripped on his own shield, and took a wound, and then I slash attacked him for his last wound, and he died. Um, so he'd lost like a big part of his army when that died, um, and then. I managed to charge Nurglings at the back uh, and just claim the objectives over there with my, like a small unit of hounds after he killed a load of them. And yeah, that was it, that was basically it really. I mean, the game carried on, I think, till turn seven or something, didn't it? Uh, I don't no, know. it finished early. We ran out of time because Brett come and we were talking to Brett. Oh, yeah, that's what, yeah, Brett, Brett was walking around and we have a chat with him. Um, we were taking the game kind of easy anyway because we, you know, we, we know each other on, both on the same team and everything. Um, so we we actually did run out of time because we didn't know where the where the time had gone at all because neither of us were doing anything really slow but we we were chatting weren't we? Um, mother's meeting. Yes, it was literally it was a mother's meeting. Um, went and got a drink and everything and went to the toilet. You know, one of them kind of games. Not uh, together. Not together. No, no. Well, yeah. you you went in up for it, but uh, <laughs> the yeah the, the game just. Like this is a 40k was... podcast, not a cottaging for podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get it where you can. Um, so, so yeah, I just covered the objectives. Uh, Adam couldn't do anything about it because if he landed, he was dead. Um, and yeah, I won 20 now. Sorry, Adam. So that would be very well, difficult, I, Adam. Um, what well, were you I thinking? Did, so I did say to Andy beforehand, this was a terrible matchup if I didn't roll in arms, get a couple of enfeebles off. And Andy wasn't too sure about it. He didn't quite believe me. But I think after playing it, you realise how bad that is. Don't you, Andy? Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. I thought I thought you were going to do loads of chippings of wounds with all your bits of shit um, at my hounds and like reduce my footprint massively in a, in a few turns, but it just didn't work out that way. If it, if it did actually get iron arms off, then if I rolled them to start with, Mm. then it's difficult for Andy to stop them and mm. all of a sudden it changes the game completely. You're not relying on casting things, uh, you're not relying on casting um, maledictions on him, which obviously he's got a, a better chance of, of, of stopping. You're you're just buffing yourself and you can double him out with your lashes. Yeah, and I can I can carve open a pretty big hole then yeah. instantly. 
dogs to get to the the horrors and the heralds at the back. And once they go, then I'm in control. But, but with no yeah. with no iron arm, you're relying on Infeeble, uh, which obviously he's got a much better chance of stopping. And yeah, uphill from there. I mean, he's got such such um, board control as well, makes it very difficult for you to get any sort of um, any sort of objectives in the primary. <coughs> yeah, and and when you're summoning as well, and yeah. Andy really was bad with his hell's lot, mate. But even three units summoning, that's three contesting units. Yeah. Mm. It's very difficult, and you haven't you haven't got a lot of objectives secured at all, have you? So, no, two units from Erglins. I try the best, but I can't take on Hound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, tough one, tough one. Um, so um, that sees us into the last round, the sixth round. Um, uh, Adam, you had a bit of a rough weekend, I think. Where were you looking um, in the last round? I think you were. Sort of lower, lower mid, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Andy, are you sort of looking at top quarter? Yes, I thought after that twenty nil, um, I'd be up a up a bit higher. Mm. Um, I I couldn't obviously get a place at all, um, but I could get top ten, possibly yeah. five. But it depends how everyone else did. Well, you know, going by what Gaz said earlier, it seemed quite um, close at the top. Um, mm. uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, it was funny because the first few rounds, everyone was just twenty nil and everybody. Mm. Like there was no close games in the first uh, on the first day. Uh, everyone was just like battering each other. So the, I mean, when I, I was there with like the draws and stuff, and that, and then everyone else was either twenty points or zero. It was it was weird. But then the next day, it kind of mellowed out, and a lot of these really hard armies. That was a clever tactic. You see, you, you draw the first game, and then you sort of creep through. In the lower, it, yeah. the lower games, and just pick up those twenties, and in the second mm. day push through with the uh, with the twenty nils. Um, yeah, it, it works. It works. But I mean, if <laughs> if you if you fall into that one, you get that one bad game, just that one bad matchup, like I did. You you, you can't uh, mission abort. You know, you can't <laughs> you can't you can't you can't do it. Uh, so let's start off with Gaz. Um, obviously, you had an opportunity to win it. Um, you were still in the running there in your last game. Uh, what table mm-hmm. were you on last game? I ended up on table three because okay. of just loads of lucky results for me. Um, so at this point, um, I was like, shit, I'm, I'm fighting for a place here. Which I wasn't expecting after two defeats. Mm. So it, it, it was very, very close tournament. Very close. And, and I was playing Blackie. Okay. Mr. Edmonds. Uh, so, yes. what was he running? Demons, or did he not bring he his was, demons out? He was using, um, believe it or not, Eldar ah. with a Titan. <laughs> it's like, for fuck's sake, do I have to play anymore? So, how these many, how many Eldar did you draw on the weekend? Um, one, two, three, four, five. Five out of six. Oh, yeah. I'm jealous. I'm so jealous of you guys. I wish I had all that. <laughs> How does bollocks sound? <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you know the fucking matchup, like the back of your hand. Oh, yeah. You'll be, that's good practice. That's good practice for the GT finals, anyway. Fuck me. Yeah, I um, think so. But, so he had um, he had one Imperial Knight. Yeah. Uh, two Wraith Knights. Um, and I think... I think it was three or four wave serpents 
Um, again, he had um, he had a farseer who was just summoning stuff. Was it the basic same old build, mental gem bike? Or... No, he was on his own. He was, was uh, on his I Todd. think he was in he was in a unit of um, um, artillery. Oh, the Vol. If I remember again. right. Yep, yep. Okay. Yeah, I think he was in a Vol artillery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he just hit behind a ruin and just spawned like a bastard. Yeah. Um. So for this game, I just had to get. So you, you, you want a 20-0 here. Rid- you need a 20-0. What, uh, yeah, I, I needed big, big score here. Sorry, what did, we so both did. With, with Lucky's List, he had an Imperial Knight, two Wraith Knights, and a Summoner's here. Yeah. And, and, and all them Serpents. Fucking yeah. hell. That, why didn't we see more of that list? Because that literally is, oh, what's the top three armies? Serpents, Knights, and Demons. So if I combine yeah. all fucking three, I must have, I'm going to have an ultimate list there. Jeez, why didn't... Oh, sh- more people should have that. And paint it nice for a nomination. Yeah, 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 just to rub and it, it in. Beautifully painted as well. Oh, absolutely guess... gorgeous. Why aren't more people playing that list? That list is filthy. Well, I tell you what, if you sort your uh, painting service out, you can just mass produce that army and just sell it as a bundle, <laughs> a one a one click bundle, if you will. Um... Stop. <laughs> Stop encouraging people, Andy. I'll talk some yeah. China. Go on, that's it. You if only, if only that, you man. had a way of buying those models all in bulk for a low price, uh, you might be able to do it. <laughs> So, <laughs> sorry for interrupting that, guys. Yeah. So, That's all right, uh, mate. so what was the mission you were playing? Sorry, I didn't catch. Uh, Matthew. Matt. <laughs> it was four objectives, crusade, hammer and anvil, contact lost. Excellent. You've got that crib sheet in front of you now, haven't you? No, I've shut it. Unfortunately, oh, I just okay. know it. All right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, hammer that, and anvil. Um, yep. Makes it makes it interesting. Um, yes, definitely. Four objectives. Possibly in your favour because you've got more zoomy about units than he has. Well, because it was hammer and anvil, we had two one end and two the other. Okay, fair enough. So it was one of them. So it was going to be a game where I had to really push for for the maelstrom. <coughs> um, I which is a shame because that's you know if, if you obviously look into to, to place as highly as possible, and you you know you you want to be winning the the primary rather than getting a. Um, what would it be like a, a, a sixteen four win or something like that? Fifteen five yeah. or something. You want the twenty, so that makes it quite difficult for you. You're going to have to probably play a little bit more um, adventurous than maybe you would do. Um, so yeah, what's your thoughts here? Um, there's only one way I can play, and that's my tried and tested tactic of balls out. Mm. That's the only way I'm going to do any good at this match, and. Um, we end up doing some long-range shooting with serpents, mm. and so it's just shooting shields at each other. <coughs> and my dice were absolutely epic, and blackies were shit. Wonderful. And that's all it comes down to when you're shooting at wave serpents at each other. You know, there's there's nothing in between. There's no twin linking. It was just how many rolls do I get for the shield, and how many fives can I roll to armor pen. And I just got really, you your really special good big dice. dice out, did you, with the uh, with the multiple fives on? Yeah, those ones, all the ones that drilled out, all them. <laughs> so I did well with that. And then what he did then is he put his two race knights right next to the imperial knight and just steamed them up the table towards me. Mm-hmm. Um, now, oh, sorry, yes, I remember that. My warlord trait was plus one to seize. 
So he set up his knight and his wraith knights very aggressively. And he set up his wave serpents very defensively. And I set up my wave serpents very defensively, even though I could steal. But I knew that I had to try and steal to try and get as many shots into the knight as possible mm. before it comes down and, and gets to me. Um, I did steal on a five up. And I just got incredibly lucky. So I took out the wave serpents. Um, my uh, warp spiders deep struck on his back lines. Just so happens I picked up the card where you had to be 12 inches within your enemy's deployment zone. And the warp spiders just wrecked havoc. I was just shooting units. They killed um, They killed a wave serpent when they dropped. Um, he rolled like double one on his um, wave serpent save. And then I blew it up. I managed to get one of my uh, wraith knights, the side arc of his Imperial knight. And that alone in one shooting phase did four hull points. Which is pretty fucking epic, really. So I was quite pleased with that. Because um, it's not very often you take four hull points off one of them. I think I rolled like three or four sixes on the trot to get the hull points off. Um, Wraith Knights ended up being in combat because that's what you do. Uh, we ended up taking out both of mine. All my Dora Avengers got out, shot the crap out of his Wraith Knights, killed them pretty quickly. And then I just shot him at long range, and and that's how I won the game. And we did loads of summoning, but to be fair, the demons didn't do that much. He was just trying to summon lots of demons so that he could get screamers, try and roll the screamer power. I was trying to do the same because none of us got the power for screamers on our farce here. Yeah. Um, so that was just like summoning for the sake of it but i ended up getting a win out of it so i was really really pleased um blackie got my most sporting vote as normal because just like when you play any of the scottish guys they're all just absolutely fucking awesome any of them are fantastic to play against apart from franco, um, apart from franco but then again franco's he'll admit he's a miserable bastard um <laughs> <laughs> love you franco yeah, he's um but yeah, just fantastic game. Really, really enjoyed it. And Blackie's always a laugh because he's absolutely off his head. And he's just brilliant. He's one of them characters that um, when he's there, he makes a tournament better for everyone. So where did that leave you for the weekend? Um, oh, controversy now, Alex. Controversy. Oh, well, God. technically, it left me in third position. But? And then due to a complete mass fuck up and I'm not going to go into it but I ended up losing five points on painting um, and that dropped me into sixth position obviously that's because completely fucked me off yeah (laughs) but you know is that because you painted your own models yourself and you know it's your own fault there is it uh, no the make the cut a long story short I borrowed some models well it's your own bloody fault then isn't it but they weren't painted like mine, and I got done for it, and other shit happened. But anyway, <laughs> um, but you know, it was a good tournament. I enjoyed it. Um, you know, I played, I played some really nice people. Yeah. Um, and also, we had a fucking cracking Saturday night out as well, which everyone always fails to mention. We went to the Chinese, and that was brilliant. I ate far too much. You didn't even stay out, you lightweights. 
That's because I'm old now. Serious, I'm know. not like you that goes out till five o'clock in the morning, and then gets up at seven. He's like, "Oh, look at me, I'm fine." It was only three this time. Oh my god! Oh, we still got we still got Andy and Adam to go through. We'll get back to the roundup in a sec. Um, Andy, can you go through your last game for us, please, sir? Yeah, mine's a quick one. Uh, my last game was against uh, Tim King with his his beautiful uh, mass uh, attack. <clears throat> yeah, beautiful mass attack uh, converted army. Um, there's loads of pictures of it out and about everywhere. So if you, if you look at the Facebook pages, you can see see them everywhere. Um, yeah, so Tim had Eldar. It was the standard list of spirits here. Points of five uh, Dire Avengers in Wave Serpents, three Wraith Rites, and a little Viper. Uh, was it Viper? The Shuriken Cannons? The Fast Attack thing? He had one of those. It was an ant, and... wasn't it? Sorry? It was an ant, wasn't it? No, no, it was a, it was a flying saucer thing. Oh. I can't remember what it was. A proxy for was it? It was a viper. 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 Uh, it was cool. It was a great looking army. Uh, so Tim obviously didn't want to play this because uh, I was he knew what I did to James yeah. in previous rounds. So it was hammer and anvil, um, which he thought he could probably escape from from me, but he couldn't. So um, this one, Tim did give it a go. Uh, God bless him. How did he set up? Um, he set up right in a corner, which is the uh, I think probably the biggest mistake you could make. No, because yeah. you need there's, to you need to. There's nowhere to, to go like, then. Yeah, there's nowhere yeah. to go. Yeah, we talked about it afterwards and what he could do with uh, with the space he had, and he could check a board and stuff like that, and have the Wraith Knights forward, the Dire Avengers forward, the Wave Serpents move back, sort of stuff. But mm. yeah, he was all tucked into a corner, so I just was just sat there chewing away his uh, whatever I could, insta killed all his. Uh, his knights and I think one I think it was turn two um, he, he conceded and we just, we just called it there because he had just like a few Dire Avengers left like a Wave Serpent or something so um, it, it, was a sh- it was a shame uh, for it to be such a quick game but Tim's always a pleasure to play and I owed him that one because last time we played he kicked my ass uh, <laughs> back in like 5th edition or something uh, I, I don't seem to be able to ever really play Tim but uh, so I, owe, I owed him a beating uh, but yeah, that was that was it for me, um, and I ended up. I think. Um, oh, where did I end up, Matt? Because you had a bet on it, didn't you? Uh, yeah, was, we did have it, a bet on you finished ninth. I think you finished ninth. Unfortunately, I said tenth. Oh no, I think you finished eighth, and I said tenth. That yeah, that was the eighth. Yeah, because I was in between. Damn two it! Who, who won the money, by the way? It was Simi or Bernie. I know I won the first bet on number of wave serpents. So I had a fifty-one, and there was fifty-two. I'm not sure who said it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I still got a top 10. It wasn't too bad uh, with, with the list. Good man. You happy uh, with the performance of the list? Anything you change? Anything you thought yeah, you were I mean, missing? I, um, some way of dealing with Tau. More summoning. <laughs> More summoning, yeah. The, the changes are going to make for dice. the Caledonia. The dice weren't too bad. Uh, they were just too good in sometimes, but... Uh, and day two, uh, like against Greg and, and against uh, Adam, though it didn't matter against Adam, I just f- couldn't summon for shit. Mm. Um, yeah, just it just you need more dice. I mean, capping it at fifteen is it sounds like a lot of dice, but it's not. I think they should just cap it at two units a turn or something. You can only summon two units a turn, so you can chuck like your eight or nine dice at, at each one uh, to guarantee that you're going to cast it. Cause... I think capping it makes it. Um... It's not um, 
I'm trying to think of the best way to put this. You're capping it at 15 makes no difference at all to the Eldar summoning version. They don't give a shit about that. That's that's. Yeah, and they don't need they don't need the summoning. No, it's the exactly. fucking demons. That, uh, um, sorry for the language, but uh, oh, we can swear as much as you fucking like on this. It's an explicit. Ah, ah fuck that. Yeah, bollocks. Bollocks. Yeah. bollocks. Yeah, there we Titties. Go. Titties. <coughs> anyway, so that's out first over. Edit that out. <laughs> Adult podcast, yeah. not made by us. <laughs> yeah, so Eldar don't need the summoning really. They've got everything they need anyway. So it's it's well, that's, why, that's why they get summoning because you know and chaos that they hurts. should have everything on top of that as well <laughs> because with with twin link they should have twin link summoning something like that. I don't know. Just just <laughs> just, just just make it even more effective. Well, they can do, can't they? With one of those runes. yeah runes of is it runes of witnessing or something like that? Is that the one rune? Ruins are bullshit. Yeah. <coughs> Grey Knights need more summoning. You're right, Ramsey. I agree. Definitely, 100%. <laughs> um, Audio Malice needs to do more of that stuff. Um, so, yeah, overall, you're happy with it. Um, changes for Cali? Uh, I mean, toying around with adding your screamers in. Um, uh, or f- you see, I don't know whether to turn it to a screamer star and just go three inches of screamers. Uh, well, one of the lists I want to take is Fate Weaver, four heralds on discs, two units of eleven horrors, three units of eight screamers, uh, the, the jets here, yeah. <laughs> and unit of three bikes, <laughs> um, and obviously take more like divination powers and shooting powers on the screamer mm. star, and leave the summon into the horrors and the jets here. Yeah. Um, so toy around with that. Uh, I don't know because the hound idea itself was great. Serpents can kill the screamers if I if I don't go first, whereas the hounds just don't give a crap. So it's interesting. It just shifts your your matchups in a different direction. Yeah, it does. Um, so I mean, the screamers are better against flyer demon princes and stuff, bugs. and against kind of against imperial knights because I can actually hurt them. Mm. So I don't know. I, I'll have to have a play test uh, and see what I can come up with. I do but like I, think I definitely... do like Bellacore. I like Bellacore. Yeah, that, that's another list is, is fly monsters creatures a little bit and have Bellacore and Fate Weaver and then some hounds. Obviously, it's difficult uh, to like, get everything you want to get in at sixteen fifty. Obviously, eighteen fifty is a little bit different. It's eighteen fifty for Cali, so it oh, is it different. Is. Get yeah. Bellacore in there. Just keep the hounds and get Bellacore in there. Do it. I know. I know. I, I think. I, I think I'm going to try it and see Go what on. happens. But... Uh, speaking of big flying nasty demonic creatures, Mr. Ryland, uh, how did you do in your last game? That's not a nice thing to call him. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. You're I've never met you. It's just what I've been told. Um, it's best yeah. that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, this is quite a sour game for me. Yeah. Uh, it, it ruined the tournament a little bit for oh, me. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, I was playing the same player Gaz played earlier, Gaz Jones. The other Gaz Jones, okay. Yeah, and... Um, Pretty much, it was going my way, the game. Um, I killed all his Venoms in one turn. I killed all his Wave Serpents. And I went first. And he, he sent, I think it was a Falcon, was his other thing? Yeah. And he sent that up to where my Nerglings were holding them object, objective. And by the time I finished my turn five, I had... Uh, three objectives and he had one yeah and uh, I made sure that my Nurglings because he sent his tank up were 12 inches away 
12 yeah. inch and a bit wide from his wife. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think it was wide serpent. It was the other tank he had. The Falcon. Yeah. The Falcon, yeah. yeah. And while, while I was doing this, he says, oh, don't worry. I'm, I'm just going to shoot him. I'm not going to tank shock him. But I did it anyway. And I made sure I was over 12 away. Yeah. And then during his turn, our mate Brett come over. I haven't seen in a while. And he was going to the same boy. And um, while this was going on, Gaz has moved his stuff and he's started to move my Nergens and he's tank shocked me. And I'm like, well, you can't have done that. He was over 12. And he's like, oh, I got it with a pivot. Um, I mean, well, you can't really get it with a pivot. And we had like 10, 15 minutes left. And if, if it went to turn six, yeah. I won his anyway. Mm. And I don't qualified and to be honest I'd, I'd just let it go and because I wanted if I stopped to argue we wouldn't have got the chance to roll for another turn mm. so I'd just let it go he tank shot me off the objective which he shouldn't be able to do and game ended and I ended up uh, drawing the final game maybe one on Maelstrom um, um so, it was a bit sour because normally I wouldn't let stuff like that happen. Yeah. And it annoyed me more the day after because I couldn't have let it happen. But it was the fact we was running out of time and I just wanted to roll for another turn. Yeah. That's a, that's a shame, man. And we're going to get into... We're going to do a special on um, just tournaments in general because I want to do something for the, the guys and, and girls out there that are listening to the podcast. I'm sure there's maybe one or two of you that maybe don't attend tournaments yet. I mean, we, we get like a thousand plays a, a, an episode at least. So there's definitely there's definitely some of you out there that are not attending tournaments in the UK that are listening. Sorry? Just runs his cats. That's all I was listening. It's all, all 900 of his cats. Um um, but yeah, I just want to put together uh, an, an, an episode just about preparing for tournaments, um, tournament rules packs, uh, and yeah, just to do something for, uh, you know, just, just tournament etiquette and courtesy and, and making important roles and important moves and, and anything that, that is, you know, of vital importance in the game. Just make sure that you're not doing it on your own and no one else, you know, someone else sees it. it, it it is a game, you know, it's a fun game or whatever, but when you're playing competitively, stuff like that's important. Even things like picking up picking up dice and, you know, uh, picking up your misses rather than your hits so people can see and that sort of stuff. Uh, just little things that, that make your your experience a bit more pleasant with someone because you're playing people that aren't in your in your gaming group that you play every time, you know, every week that you don't see often. You're playing and often you're playing new people that you may have never met before and it is a social contract, so just things that you can do to sort of make the games go a bit smoothly. Because like you said, you know, it, it was a sour end to your weekend um, over something that probably didn't need to happen like that and uh, ended up costing you the game. Yeah. I mean, to be honest as well, the fact that I've measured in my previous turn, if somebody else was doing that, mm. they know your opponents measured that. Yeah. So know your opponent thinks it's over 12, which it was. They would go through it with that person anyway. To, if there's any chance they could do it, just to show that they could do it. Yeah. But I know that you to, to gain move from a pivot, you basically have to be um, completely cross the yeah. way you're going. Otherwise, yeah. you cannot gain any move. And he wasn't, so there was no way he could have done it. But the fact he's done it while I'm not looking proves to me that he's done it on purpose. Well, not to, not to get enough to tank shot you 
that far away as well. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. But there you go. Something for you guys listening to remember. Um, you know, just if there's something important like that, make sure that you do it whilst your opponents at the table, so that you know there's no 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 disagreements after the after the move because obviously can't take ma- take back moves in real life you have to sort of approximate them again and that's how you know arguments start and what have you so it's always always a uh, good etiquette and courtesy to uh, do important stuff whilst someone else is watching <coughs> um so mr robertson um what was your general overview of the the tournament how did it go for you you happy with it um things that could have improved anything like that i was pretty happy with how it went i was just really tired at the end of it because i think Every time I sat down, within a minute, there'd be someone needing a rest. And this was only a 40-player event, but I was running around everywhere just trying to ref people. Mm. So I think big events like Cali, which is going up to 180 players, that I'd need at least two refs per floor, I'd say. Need at least one ref per 30 players to be able to do it effectively. Mm. There's just so many little things coming up with people still getting used to 7th. And uh, but apart from that, there was no major issues or things like that. All went smoothly. Everyone seemed to enjoy the Saturday night, like Gaz said. And yeah, all nice and simple. Good stuff. Good stuff. Glad to hear it. Um, so when's the final? The final is the. I'll get the correct date. It's in March. Mm-hmm. It is the fourteenth and fifteenth of March at Sanctuary Games in Mansfield. Okie dokie. Uh, we'll look forward to that. Uh, obviously, we'll be talking about the build-up towards that as we uh, as we approach it next year. Um, next big thing on the map for most of us is Cali. Is that right? Is there something in between then? Uh, there is the small event I'm running in. Oh, we don't care about your small events, Matt. Bristol, for anyone who's <laughs> I'm interested. Joking. I'm only joking. Um, so, yeah, what, what, what's that? Where can people find out about that? Deeth uh, is on the Warhammer Forum. Yep. It's uh, a new gaming venue in Bristol. Uh, Bristol Independent Gaming it's called so Big Gaming I've just been asked to help out and give them a hand with the first 40k event they're doing so. well actually it would be by gaming wouldn't it if it was Bristol Independent Gaming rather than Big Gaming Bristol Independent Gaming B-I-G yeah well, then it would just be Big not Big Gaming that would be Bristol Independent Gaming Gaming that would be a bit weird yeah it's something like that anyway so you're you're representing by gaming yes <clears throat> <laughs> uh, that's right. I'll, I'll cut that out. Don't worry. I was only being a troll. Um, <coughs> and yeah, so people can look that up on the Warhammer forum. What's the name of the event? Big forty k. Big forty k. Awesome. Good stuff. Um, we uh, obviously mentioned that uh, Mr. Nathan Roberts run the uh, entire heat with his sisters and Space Marines list. Uh, we have got a completely separate uh, interview with him, uh, which we conducted because he was unavailable uh, at this time of recording. Uh, we're going to go through his list, and uh, you can hear that right now.
So as a follow-up to our GT Heat 3 coverage, um, we managed to get the elusive man himself, Nathan Roberts, on the podcast to talk about his all-conquering, all-singing, all-dancing sisters list, which he stormed Heat 3 with, um, to many people's surprise. Uh, welcome onto our humble podcast, Nathan. Hello. Hello. Um, where have you been, is the first thing I want to ask, because obviously a lot of people will be wondering, you know, what you've been doing since you've got back. Got back from where? Yeah, <laughs> travels for a, a long while, the last time we oh, were yeah. on the, uh, um, on the, uh, on the 40, 40K Global podcast. Um, so what have you been doing, sort of, in general? Yeah, I kind of, I wasn't on the 40K UK podcast or 40K Global podcast for a little while, because I, uh, I moved to Thailand to um, uh, be a dive master and basically an assistant instructor. So I was out there for six months, and as I came back, it was pretty much getting towards a prep time for the ETC for last year. Sorry, this uh, the 2014 ETC, um, where I was using Chaos with Necrons and lots of flyers until they changed it to 7th edition. So yeah. it was a bit of a mad dash towards this year's ETC. Uh, since then, um, since the actual ETC, the first game I played was actually, I played one game the night before Heat 3. That was it. <laughs> and that was my first game with Sisters since 4th edition. So that was a bit of an eye-opener, going, right, okay, this does this, this does this. Okay. Because we just had, um, obviously, we are talking to Sean Naden as well, and he pretty much did a very similar thing. I was asking him, you know, like about his prep for the tournament and all that sort of stuff. He was like, well, I played a couple of games. Didn't really read the rules pack either. Just showed up. Um, so it seems that you guys uh, are just naturally gifted. All us poor buggers uh, out here putting all these practice games in and studying. You just rock up and uh, smash everyone's face in with... Uh, an, an army everyone thinks is, is too Bob these days. Yeah, well, the beauty of Sisters was, as much as I don't know what I'm doing with the army, my opponent definitely has no idea what the army does. So that was always that advantage, which, as we go through some of my games, will definitely become apparent. Uh, so let's um, yeah. let's talk Sorry. a little bit about, about the list that you have. Um, so it's Sisters with Marines, is that correct? Yes, or as I've seen and had many comments on, it was Marines with Sisters. It's not. It was actually Sisters, and mostly Sisters. About 1,200 points of Sisters. Most okay. people seem to think it was a little bit of Sisters, lots of Marines. It wasn't that at all. Uh, so do you want to let us know what you were, what you were running? Yes, so the list, uh, working downwards. Uh, HQ, St. Celestine, because uh, for 135 points, although it's not as good as she used to be, she's still a bit of a steal. Especially being your general, she can uh, get back up that one time. She gives a unit fearless and probably the best universal special rule at the moment, which is hit and run. Mm-hmm. Uh, from that, she's also all right in combat, strength five, AP three power. Hello, Mum, I'm just recording. Seven, uh, jump acts, relatively I'm recording. Uh, her warlord trait, so every unit within 12 inches <coughs> can use her leadership for Acts of Faith and War Hymns, which yep. will come in useful as you as I go through the list. Then have uh, two units of five little girls by themselves, uh, because spe- I've, I found in the past you can spend a lot of points on troops, but they normally don't make their points back or aren't effective, 
Mm. Or the other issue is you actually make them effective and people actually shoot them. I found all weekend that just because there were five girls in power armor, people just didn't shoot them because they were much bigger target than my army to shoot. So they always pretty much stayed around for the end of the game and scored. Uh, as a kind of a sub HQ, I've got a uh, Minstorum Priest with Lithanies of Fate, which for those who don't know, that is a 15 point upgrade, which means him and any independent character and unit he's attached to uh, automatically pass Act of Faith and automatically pass uh, War Hymns, which will come apparent when I explain the combination. Um, in the fast set choice, I've got three like units of five Dominions with four yeah, melter guns in each. I'd have liked to have taken the combi melters, but I was a bit tight for points. Uh, two of these yeah. units were in Repressors, which is the Forge World um, kind of Rhino chassis. It's For 75 points, I think they're a bit of a bargain. For I'm a 13 front, I'm 11 side, I'm a 10 rear. They've got a front... Stormbolter, a pintle-mounted heavy flamer, but more importantly, they've actually got eight fire points. Two on okay. the top, and then three other side, which I'll explain in some of my games, was is extremely useful. Uh, one of those squads, the last Dominion squad, has an immolator, because I was tight for points, uh, with obviously a twin-link multi-melter. And the heavy support choice, we've got three exorcists. Uh, I tend to find... They were awesome over the weekend and also crap over the weekend. So very hit and miss. Mm. So that's pretty much all the sister stuff. For the marine section, uh, we've got a chapter master on bike. So your normal 245 points. Shield eternal, artificial armor on a bike um, with a power fist. The chapter is iron hands. So I get my six plus feel no pain and uh, it will not die. I've got five scouts, again, no upgrades on them, so just keep them cheap, able to score. Uh, I've got three scout bikers, which, again, soon will make sense, and then a Thunderfire cannon, which, uh, if Bernie's listening, I have to call Titan Killer for a specific reason. (laughs) Um, So the kind of list, in all honesty, I thought it was average. I thought the list would be okay. It's kind of... It's got the tools I needed to deal with what currently was the meta in this country under the rules pack, which is kind of wave serpents, knights, sorry, wraith knights, and then imperial knights as well. Mm. Uh, so what I tend to happen, what, what tended to happen, was the nice thing about dominions is they've got ignore cover and they come with scouts. The ignore cover is an act of faith, so that's where the warlord trait comes in, which allows me to use her leadership uh, for their acts of faith. So there'll be leadership 10 for their acts of faith rather than their leadership 8. So that greatly increases the reliability of that, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, So what I was also doing was attaching the chapter master on bike, Saint Celestine, and the priest to the uh, three-man scout biker squad. So that then gives them scout. Yeah. So I was able to push that's forward a, with that's two. That's a very pump. clever, cheap way of getting that as well, as opposed to most people paying, you know, for the the contacts. Um, yeah, so definitely. Yeah. Uh, 
you can look at those kind of the, and you got you got to pay the 150 100 odd points for Khan you got to then buy the chapter master then you buy in the command squad and the reason I went for the scout bikes uh, was it sounds stupid I, I took them because they're crap because uh, <laughs> the point being is all they were there for is a delivery system for the two characters and then they also because they had no real shooting ability I didn't mind hiding the unit or turbo boosting with the unit slash running hmm. um, rather than go and say if you've got a grab command squad yep, yep. Grab, yeah, they've got to go oh, I've got to choose if I want to shoot or get into a better position also the scout bike has allowed me to string out the uh, minister and priest who obviously uh, can only move six inches per turn hmm. allows me to string out means I can slingshot him like people were doing with Beast back in Eldrad yeah. back in back when it didn't suck. Um, so there was a nice little attack. Did the priest best ability about that is it means I ought to pass war hymns, which even though it was comped at this event, meant my chapter master had a two plus re rollable armor save, a three plus re rollable invern, and feel no pain of six plus and it will not die. So in combat, very, very tough to kill. <clears throat> yeah. I found I was charging him into Wraith Knights and not even batting an eyelid. Uh, the only time I was charging him into Knights as well, didn't struggle too much. Obviously, I didn't do it, make a habit of that because if he rolls a six, I'm just dead. Yeah. So I tried not to do that. So that's kind of the... the it's a lot of scouting units. It's a lot of anti-tank. But you've also, then, I mean, you mentioned the, um, the the knights. You've also mitigated a lot of those losses because a lot of the other people that are running those sort of bike lists or bike heavy lists, they've got, you know, 1,200 points worth of models in their quote-unquote sort of bike star that they're using, whereas you obviously have got a, a, a much cheaper one. So if, if you do have to put that into a knight, if that is, is your option that you have to go for, the 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 risk reward is is much higher for you um, than say someone who's going to lose two hundred fifty point command squad and a and a and a chapter master and a Khan and whatever else they've stuck in there from someone rolling a six, you know. So yeah, definitely. My, well, I think that entire unit with both all three characters and the scout bike unit is sub five hundred points, mm. which you kind of need to. Be careful with your points when you're only playing 1650 rather than 1850. Um, so is there anything like you've got a lot of tools there, um, and a lot of subtle tools that obviously work well together? You're, you're you know, you're multiplying USRs and buffs and what have you together to get a lot of things, and you've you've obviously saved a lot of points with your close combat mobile close combat unit, which you've then put into mobile. Um, basically anti-wave serpent shooting, pretty much, um, it seems mm. like. Um, plus the exorcists, which are there as well for great support, and Thunderfire cannons are brilliant as well. Um, so it just seems like a lot of efficient, versatile units that you have in this list. Um, is there anything specifically, though, that you are looking to avoid that you think maybe you might not have had the, the tools in your box to deal with? There's there are quite a few. It's it's a very niche list mm. that it it can deal with wave serpents and it can deal with knights on the basis that most knight and wave serpent players have tended to practice against more common armies. So this army could definitely caught out quite a few of the knights and wave serpent armies I played. 
I think if with prior knowledge, still a wave serpent army with hornets is an absolute nightmare for me. Like mm. if played well, it I I can definitely there was a couple of times when I played them at the weekend where I thought this guy should absolutely smash me at these points. The other kind of armies I'm, I'd struggle with is flyers, flying flying monsters creatures, something like a. Um, Tyranid army with the two flying hive tyrants with electroshock grubs and devourers, mm. as well as say three crones and some morlocks and things, is an absolute mm. nightmare for me. Um, things like blobguard, blobguard are a real problem because the list just struggles against massed infantry. Mm. Uh, the list worked a lot better in this rules pack than it possibly would do in most tournaments because. There was a. Um, it wasn't so much a sliding scale. It was a. It was a middle between the ETC and say a three-one nil system where you just got yeah. three points for winning, one mm. point for draw. Where you were getting ten points. Uh, obviously, you've probably talked about it in your heat three debrief. Yeah. But it was a case of in most games, I felt I was always drawing or winning tertiary because I was normally able to kill something in the first turn, and then I was always getting line breaker. I'd always play to get line breaker, uh, and I was normally getting general because of the fast hit and run, uh, bike command squad, bike death star, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Tended to I tended to hunt out generals because knowing I was going to get those four points for doing that. The list was also, and this is something I found after the ETC because I took a, a quite an elite army to the ETC, a grey knight army, and I sucked so bad at cards, trying to score cards. Mm. So it was definitely something I wanted to go back to, which I was very used to using more MSU armies. So being able to use, be able to play cards, would definitely was one of the reasons I did quite well on that weekend because I won. Of all the six games I played, I won cards in every single game and by a decent margin. And obviously, um, MSU is a lot more effective in the GT rules pack than the ETC because you're not playing kill points as much as well, yes. nowhere near yeah. as much. So you don't have that sort of uh, that downside on it there. Um, <clears throat> so let's go through um, your matches, if you don't mind. Um, yeah, no problem. Um, uh, my first game. Yep. Uh, so I'm still learning the list. <laughs> as it were yeah uh figuring out oh what do i do with this and what do i do with this and um my first game was against a guy named Stuart walls who was using gray knights okay and, uh, his list was uh two librarians with two five-man terminator squads um three strike squads and three dread knights but it wasn't the formation because he had the three dread knights so it wasn't mm. the deep striking one mm. um and as soon as he, as soon as I spent the first ten minutes explaining, most most people have to, if you're especially if you're a demon player, you've got to roll a crap load of dice for your psychic powers and your gifts and everything, and everyone else is doing their warlord training, gifts and powers. I had to spend the first ten minutes of every all of my games explaining what anything in my army did. <laughs> uh, so after explaining that to him, he did understand that. He's been a little bit unlucky that he's probably played the only person who actually has that much AP1 in their mm. list. Uh, so it didn't go quite well for him. It was Big Guns and Hammer and Anvil. And I can't remember which card it was. I think it was just the one where you get three every turn. Mm. 
Uh, even playing at the ETC, I still don't know what those names are. Um, <sighs> I couldn't tell you. The only one I can remember exactly, is Contact yeah. Lost is the only one I can bloody remember. Yeah. But, um, so how does that how does that work for you? I mean, what are you looking at? Obviously, your strengths are your your huge amounts of high, uh, well, good AP shooting that you have. He's got um, minimal mobility apart from the. Uh, did the Dreadnoughts have the jump packs on? I'm presuming they did. They always. Yeah, were. they're the jump packs, the yeah. cyclones, and the flamers. I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, what are you what are you identifying as problems in that list for you? The problems. Even though I've got the AP one, is still the Dread Knights. There are mm. there is an issue of they're still they still got a fire. They still got Invun, and they've still got potential cover, mm. as well as having uh, a Fortitude to make him a four up Invun. Yeah, and it's a case of I sorry, Sanctuary. That's one. Yeah. I knew I could kill them. I was ne- I wasn't too scared of being able to come. It's how much damage they did. Before, before they mm. managed to drop all of them. So it was kind of a, can I grind them down in two turns rather than, say, trying to have to still deal with them as four turns? And he's quite cleverly deep-struck some Terminators. So because my army scouts, especially in Hammer and Anvil, there's a big, big gaps in my army. So he could mm. have caused some major problems with the uh, Terminators deep-striking. In the end... Uh, I scout everything forward and then give him first turn, thinking, well, I don't mind taking a bit of damage. What I can do is bait him into position, because if he runs forwards and kills my vehicles, I can't uh, shoot him the first turn, because he's quite cleverly set up out of melter range. Mm. So I don't want to waste a turn of melter. Uh, sorry, losing melter. So I've trying to bait him in by jumping forward and shooting everything, which he does. He, he jumps everything forward and tries to bur- burst over my vehicles. Wasn't too bad. Repressor's being armor 13. He wasn't able to do too much. I think he blew up the immolator and such. Uh, but it was one of those. It, just, it then allowed me to get melter guns in range. My exorcists all shot. One forked in Van Dread Knight in the middle. Uh, with all three exorcists and smoke cleared and did no wounds on it. And I figured that that's now going to be an issue because I'm not grinding them down as quickly as I wanted to. Yeah. And obviously, because I've scouted with my chapter master, even though I went second, now that it's seventh edition, you still can't assault the In scout. the first turn at all, yeah. Yeah. So obviously that, that again meant, even though I was an inch away from him, I couldn't assault him. But the game kind of went downhill for Stuart from that point onwards, where in my second turn, the exorcists had completely changed what they were doing. Uh, In the previous turn, three exorcists didn't put a wound on one of them, but in the next turn, three exorcists killed two of them. (laughs) So basically one got six shots, six hits, five wounds, failed four saves, that one's gone. The other two killed the other. The chapter master in Saint Celestine ran into one. Reroll saves, uh, stripped th- um, two or three wounds off that one, which then allowed me to sit, sit in combat. He does nothing back, so I got a re-roll, rerollable save, and then hit and run into his army next turn. Mm. Uh, I was able to. The strikes kind of came over. They didn't really do a lot, and it was just a case of just mopping up. Uh, on t- on the end of turn five, 
Actually, there was one quite funny instance on turn four where he charged in a librarian and a librarian with a warding stave and a terminator with a uh, halberd into my tech marine. And by the end of turn six, tech marine had killed both of them, which Good I thought man. was brilliant. Uh, as will be a theme in a couple more games of the Thunder, <laughs> with Thunderfire Tech Marine. Uh, but no, it was kind of a. At the end of turn five, I was sat on every single objective just because I've got an MSU army against his, a mm. uh, sm- slightly smaller elite army. But then it carries on to turn six, and he breaks uh, the unit of five sisters in combat, and then it's just a case of turn three exorcist, exorcist around and shoot the librarian, and he gets tabled in the end. Okay. So a very strong start for you. Um, 20 nil, I'm guessing. Must have been, had to have been. Yeah, 20 nil directly for a tabling, isn't it? So, yeah. Um, you also got absolute full points for cards, full points for objectives, and everything. Which um, so kind of got most already, but yeah. Mm. So did that get you on table one, or were you not quite there yet? Yeah, I was on table one for game two. Okay, uh, and Which is what I was trying to do, because the list, I knew if I got stuck in the mid-table obscurity... Yeah, I those, those outlying same. lists that you're not really sure about, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of those, those like, maybe blob guards or Tyrians or something, I'd mm. end up playing. Those are the kind of struggles for me to deal with. Mm. But yeah, I got up to table one for game two. Uh, where I was playing, I just check. Did I check his name? His last name, I think. Uh, Will Doran. Okay. It was an absolutely lovely chap. Um, really, really nice guy. We had a bit of a laugh. Uh, really relaxed game. Uh, this this is one of the probably one of two games where the fact that he was playing sisters and a very uncommon army pretty much won me the game, if that makes sense. It's Kill Point, which is my worst mission, mm. and he's using uh, Flying Demons. Okay. So he's got a Fate Weaver, a Great and Clean one, uh, two Nurgle Princes, which actually for me are worse in some way because, again, the Shrouding, the two-up cover, if I'm not using my Dominions, are very, much harder for me to put down than, say, Flying Demon Princes. Okay. Sorry, Zinch ones. Um... He managed to get Iron Arm on both princes <laughs> uh, and the Great and Clean one and gets two Endurance as well. So it's kind of a, a very nasty, sorry, very, very nasty high toughness creatures that are flying for me to deal with. Mm. His gifts are also good. He's got four Pinbun, four Feel No Pain, sorry, on everything. Bar Fight River, obviously. Uh, so obviously. I, f- I was figuring this is going to be a really tough game. He's still got some outlying kill points, which will be difficult for him to deal with. Mm. Uh, sorry, for difficult for me not to kill them. Uh, he's got two units of Plague Bearers and two units of Horrors, which he deep struck both units of Horrors, which is kind of makes sense because uh, that way you can do some shooting and etc. Et now, um, what... Obviously, the Zinch ones and the Slaneshi ones, we know what sort of output they've got in the air. They can still cause a lot of damage while still being in the air. What sort of damage output do the Nurgle um, Flying Demon Princes uh, put out? Offensively, not a lot. And this is what I figured he might do, is 
pretty much because you can just evade when you're on the floor anyway. Yeah. On the tilt cover, I didn't figure he'd actually fly that often. Okay. But he does have the. He automatically has the flame template, which is AP three, mm. and poisoned, which was an issue. Anything that got out was flamed and kind of killed pretty comfortably. Um. But now, offensively, they're not, I say, as dangerous as Zinch ones, and definitely not as dangerous as Slanesh ones. Uh, so there, there was some comfort in that, but I figured if he plays very, very cat and mouse and uses Fate Weaver and put, puts all his dice through Fate Weaver and uses him basically, basically as a flying machine gun, <laughs> yeah. then this should be a very hard game. I'll mm. still probably win on cards because he hasn't got the ground presence, and I might still win on tertiary, but then kill points, it should be more difficult for me. Mm. How the game actually goes is... He sets up both Demon Princes. I've got first turn. Uh, he sets up both Demon Princes on his line in a giant ruin, thinking he's got a 2 plus cover save. Uh, it was a case of I chucked all 15 Dominions forward, yeah. scouted them forward, then I moved them, uh, and then I disembarked everything. And he did actually ask me, are you sure you want to blow your load now? And I said, just wait. <laughs> uh, and that's the moment I then went right okay I'll use an act of faith on all three of these units and I'll ignore cover and that's when he realised shit he's on the ground he's got no cover he's only got a five up four up so rather than him spending the ten minutes rolling his powers he should have spent the ten minutes like the first guy did and actually asked you what everything did um, yeah I did ask him a couple of times uh, <laughs> do you have any questions about the army and he was like no, nothing in particular nothing okay. more than I actually told him because it's obviously, uh, how do I put this? It's not it's not gamey, mm. it's not cheating in any way, but it's a case of if you don't ask me specific questions, I don't have to tell you no. what it does. Obviously, you can debate whether I should or not, and I pretty much did for all my opponents. I did if they asked me what special rules do they have, do they have this? I'd always tell them, look, I can ignore cover. I do have scout, etc., yeah. etc. Et um. But in this case, I managed to down kill one of the princes and take three wounds off the other. Okay, so which that's a, yeah. gave me a bit of a momentum, and my cards were a little bit on my favour. So I was I was way ahead on cards by about turn three or turn four. I actually managed to hit Fate Weaver with an orbital bombardment, wound him. He failed to save, and then used Fate Weaver roll and survived. Otherwise, I'd have Templated fate we've on the first turn as well. So the game didn't quite go how I thought it would. I mm. thought it would be a very, very cat and mouse game and he'd just sneak ahead on kill points. Because under this, if you beat me by one kill point, you get all full, full yeah, 10 yeah, points. Yeah, yeah. But I figured I'll be able to get the five kill points he's got spare. So I'll be able to kill the Grand Queen one. I'll be able to kill... The smaller units, uh, deep striking around and kind of anything else. He can't really summon, so he can't beat me on cards. And that's pretty much what happens. The only thing he does is he slightly helps me. Is when he deep strikes his two horror squads, he forgets to run them. So the Thunderfire Cannon, <laughs> 22 wounds on one unit and 19 wounds on the other. And pretty much annihilated both 
uh, well, to, to, uh, at least on the bright side of things, he's never going to do those two things again. No, I don't. Well, you say that. They deep shot <laughs> separately in two different turns and you forgot to do it oh, okay. the second time. But it was a case of he... This was his first time playing cards and he admitted he doesn't play loads of tournaments. I think he said mm. this is his first tournament for a long time. Mm. So it's understandable. And he did play it well against a lot of armies he'd have done quite well. Uh didn't realise a couple of things when he lost the unit only caused 19 wounds on horrors. He had three left. They turned themselves into a Lord of Change. Didn't realise that gave up a kill point by killing that squad. Mm. Uh, which is understandable. He then he was flying with that Lord of Change but then decided to drop down to try and kill my command squad. Again, it didn't really happen considering I had a 3-plus Revolvable in run, feel no pain, etc. With a command squad of hit and run, so it was kind of a. In the end, I killed his four little troop squads. I killed the Lord of Change that he summoned, as well as the Great and Clean one, and the one Prince that he set up. Was he got a bit unlucky with trying to damage my vehicles? He had bolts and uh, everything Fate Weaver has to try and kill vehicles, and he just. Didn't quite. He only killed about three units. So in the end, I managed to win on kill points, win on cards, and then win on tertiary. Uh, Forgetting he didn't. He just about failed to kill a vehicle on the first turn. So I got first blood essentially, as well as uh, getting line breaker. So another twenty. Going going pretty well for you. Um, by that time, us guys at home. Were uh, were starting to pay attention and notice that he, the sisters of battle were on table one in round three, um, and we wanted to know what the fuck was going on. Um, so it was I wanted to know what the fuck was going on. My <laughs> going into the weekend, my goal was seventy points in qualification. That's all I wanted. Yeah, just just qualify. I thought yeah. that was enough of a challenge uh, for me for that weekend. But uh, it turned out to be a little bit better than that. A little bit better than 70 points. I mean, I'm just sitting here going through the numbers, and that, that I mean, even with the, obviously the comp brings it down a little bit with the rerolls, but like, you've got to do, I think it's around like 36 wounds on that chapter master with the reroll saves to get rid of him. That's. Uh, that's yes. And then I've got a 6 plus feel no pain as well. And you've got a 6 plus feel no pain as well. Jesus wept. Yeah. So, <sighs> in the non comp version, yes. Yeah. Even better. Yeah. Yeah, uh, to do general wounds. Yeah, that's that's a very good tank. Um, right, so uh, let's go into round three. Right, round three. I played uh, John Swallow with his Eldar. So okay. this is this is what I'm then thinking. Okay, I've I've managed to somehow stay on table one. Uh, You've hit and... the meta now. This is this is what you built yeah. it for. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I genuinely didn't build it to beat wave serpents i just thought it could play wave serpents mm. if i ended up having to play the nastiest army there i would actually be able to stand a chance and get some points out of it well i looked at like the repressors and i wasn't too sure but you look at that that movement 13 front armor against serpent shields is obviously pretty handy as well Definitely, um, yeah 
and cuts the, out the scatter laser as well. Yeah, yeah, and the uh, and the ignores cover, you know, with Melter, is is a really nice counter for that. Like even if it wasn't intended, it's, it's clearly it's clearly very effective. Um, yeah. So yeah. So what was uh, what was John running? Sorry. So John was using he had a, a Farseer with the Stone of minus one to cast. The summoning Unlike, stone, as we're calling it now, yeah. Yeah, m most people use it as a stone of summon all demons. However, in this list, he used it for a guide, prescience, and then another power ability. Mm. Uh, because he had a hornet, so he wanted ah. to twin link them up. Now, there was, a, there was quite a few hornets that appeared over the weekend, and I'm sure we're going to see a lot of them because they are yeah. incredibly point effective point for the points, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 160 points for 8 strength, 8 AP2 shots at 48. That yeah. can turbo and still shoot. Yeah, they are horrend absolutely horrendous. Yeah, definitely. Um, and in this game, I didn't even... This is the first time I've even played Hornets. This is the first time I've actually played Wave Serpents in 7th hmm. and in a long time. Uh, I hadn't played them for ages. Um, so... He's then got four Wave Serpents, your standard, with five Dire Avenger squads in. Surprisingly, no Holofields on them. I, I, I saw okay. quite a few people in the last rounds as well, sort of running them bare bones without the Holofields or the Ghost Walk, just so they could fit more stuff in. I think that might be due to the 1650. Yeah, when you're you for when you're struggling for points at 1650, the 60 extra points for, weight, for Holofields, you can kind of understand why they've maybe mm. dropped them. Yeah, but I I personally wouldn't leave home without them. I just think they're too good in this. What everyone's with what everyone's taking. Mm. Uh, but then again, if you end up playing other wave serpents and things, then the cover's useless anyway. Yeah, really. And against um, you, that proved useless also. So it would have been sixty wasted points against a lot of your stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's true. Uh, then he's got three units of two hornets, so six of the oh, things. Me. Okay, yeah. Uh, he's then got a wraith knight. Which mm -hmm. he's been a bit lucky, and he's got guide, prescience, and invisibility. So he's got an <laughs> invisible wraith knight. Yeah, oh, joy of joys. Um, and then he's got three Vol's weapon battery shadow weavers. Uh, which again, a nice little trick. You put the farseer in there, makes him so he's got the farseer on foot, I presume. Yeah, he's on. Yeah, foot. yeah. So you got farseer on foot, toughness yeah. seven farseer. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, majority yeah. for the for the wounds anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a very, very nasty list, mm. and I think, right, okay, I've, I've been lucky, I've got two decent uh, two decent games in already, I might as well try and get some points out of this. That's all I'm trying to do in every game, is just try and get points. It's something I've always done, learning how to play for the ETC, it's a case of learn to get points rather than trying to win games sometimes. Mm. Uh so my focus in the game was to try and get tertiary and uh, cards again. Uh, so it's always I'm always trying to get those ten points from every game, which means I'm always racking up points quite a lot. What happens is he gets first turn, which is a massive problem for me because with hornets and four wave serpents and a raid knight, the chances of my stuff being there after the first turn are very slim. Because I've not really got a lot of line of sight blocking terrain. Okay. What I then decided to do uh, was something a bit risky, which was set up 
my little uh, bike squad with characters. My Thunderfire, so he was pretty much hidden. And then uh, a unit of five girls and a unit of five scouts. So I've set up stuff that I don't really want to die because it's drawable. So I need them later to score. Mm. But then these are just kind of chaff units that will just deploy so I don't get tabled. Uh, and then I outflank mm. all the Dominion squads because they've got Scout. And then I reserve all the Exorcists, meaning at least getting to shoot first. Mm. Figuring that with the characters I've got in that unit, I probably won't lose all that entire Death Star I've got. And I probably won't lose the troop units deep in terrain as well as the Thunderfire can. So I figured for two turns of fire, I should be relatively safe. What he then decides to do is something very surprising. Some would call it idiotic. I'll call it surprising. Uh, was It's very clever, but he didn't do it right. He tried to block one of my board edges which is a valid tactic. So if any of my outflankers come on that side, they automatically die. Yeah. So he did it with two wave serpents, two hornets, and then lined up 15 dire avengers, which I then had to inform him that when my stuff actually came on, I just tank shot tank the shot. dire avengers. Yeah. Shot him anyway. So he kind of just gave me units to shoot at. And in coming so close to my board edge in those two turns, he actually managed to kill the Thunderfire Cannon and get close enough that in the next turn I then went, okay, I'll charge five sisters out and crack grenade one of your wave serpents and my uh, Tet Marina run out and punch a hornet. So in this turn, I've managed to bring on a couple of my reserves. I don't get all of them. Uh, the Chapter Masters run up and charged into the Wraith Knight. He's the ra the chapter master's on one wound because he's taken a battering from Hornets and everything else. Uh in this turn I'm actually I don't mind if I sacrifice the chapter master. The Wraith Knight who's invis who's got invis, who's in the middle of the table, does kill my chapter master. It's fair enough. I, I planned on that happening. Mm. But what I then do is I hit and run with Saint Celestine into his Vol's weapon battery unit with his general. Mm. which is the only unit he's currently got on his objective because he's brought everything over to try and block one of the board edges. So I'm pretty much on his objective from about two turn two or three onwards. What I then managed to do is I've downed a couple of wave serpents. I've, I've been lucky. I killed a wave serpent with um, uh, the orbital bombardment because uh, it's scattered onto it, onto one, and obviously you can't jink if I didn't target you. Uh, it's also killed a Hornet as well. The Exorcists, obviously, this is the brilliant thing I found about, about Exorcists when I shoot Wave Serpents, is I, if I shoot you, you have to jink. There's nothing you can do about it, which massively reduces your effectiveness when you fire next turn. Hmm. Um, and normally it means you're having to... Uh, use your serpent shield as well uh, to downgrade them from pens, from pens to glances. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I've come on in this turn. I think I killed three wave serpents and two hornets. Uh, it's Wraith Knight's almost dead. 
at this stage. Uh, sorry, no, not not at this stage, but he's taken about two wounds or something because he was in Viz, so I couldn't really shoot mm. Exorcist at him either. But it was a case of I've brought them... I've, I've put my characters on his objective, meaning his Wraith Knight has to come back, which mm. I think is actually a mistake if he actually brought it forward. Uh, he'd have been a bit better. Uh, at that point, I think he should have brought it forward because I had no counter assault. He could have killed my vehicles. Pushed it towards yours, yeah. 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 Uh, especially when he's got invisions, those such things. So it's it's going all right. Uh, I've downed a lot of his vehicles. Everything he shoots at is doing a lot of damage back to me. It's a very, very tight game. I've got to try and kill all these jinking skimmers, which is obviously... He's still got a wave serpent and four, uh, five hornets left at this point. Uh, but he's pretty much cleared me off my objective, which is a bit of an issue because I've, I've got five sisters knocking about on my objective. That's about it. Mm. I've had to brought, brought, bring the exorcists on further back so he's definitely shooting my front armor, and they've got a good fire position from there, good line of sight and such, mm. at shooting his objective and my objective. But then it's not in a position for me to actually then score on my objective because he just had too much over on that side, which I didn't know if I was going to kill. But the game kind of carries on, uh, and it's, it's going all right for me. I've managed to outflank with the rest of my reserves, killed... I've killed all his wave serpents. I've killed everything off his objective. I've killed all the dire avengers, everything. But the way the game ends up is I've got last turn. He's got a, a wraith knight who hasn't got invis in cover, and he's got two wounds left. Hmm. Uh, so I have to kill him to uh, get his objective. And he's also got a unit of two Hornets jinking on my objective, which I can't push any OS units onto or any other contesting units. So I've got to kill one of these two things to draw. I've got to kill both to win. Uh, I shoot the first Exorcist at the uh, sorry Wraith Knight, thinking that's probably the easiest one to kill, because I do always have St. Celestine charging it, wounding on sixes if I need to. Mm. Uh, but I didn't really want to because I didn't want to lose General. Because uh, it was definitely going to be the last turn because of time. Okay. Uh, I managed to kill the Wraith Knight, but it takes pretty much all three Exorcists to shoot it. So at this point, I've not been able to kill the Hornets off my objective, but I've managed to secure his. So in the end, uh, I got Tertiary because I killed his General. Uh, I smashed him on cards. I was a good seven points ahead on cards or something like that. Uh, but then we've drawn the primary. So it's ended up 15-5 to me. So again, that shows the, the value in your strategy towards making sure that you're picking up points, um, especially in a mission that's um, so difficult to win, really, on the top table. Um, as, mm. you know, I, can't even, I don't even know what the real name for board draw is anymore. Um, uh, like Crusade? Or, no, that's no, Crusade's multiple. multiple. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> It's uh, not yeah. a couple of years playing it. No. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was just, one of those. It just highlights that there, and and, and that's that's really good advice for the people listening in to just just focus on focus on what you know you can pick up, and then just try and Definitely. play to your best and to to win the to win the main mission. 
exactly. It's definitely, it's always been something I've done every single time I play. I used to play, uh, the year we won the ETC, I was using Dark Elder, and I was sticking with Dark Elder every tournament, and this is when 40% of the field was Grey Knights. Mm. Where everyone, and it was just a case of, if it's a 20-0 system, I'm going to aim for five points. Whereas most people just, I'll go for it, and I'll, I'll probably get tabled and get zero. Whereas I'd be very, very cagey, sit in corners, try and get points, snipe. It's just getting points out of games, which I've always had somehow an ability to do for some unknown reason but this is one of those i think it's a slight criticism of the gt rules back uh that there's too many points in the tertiary and secondary objectives Mm. especially when you don't put things like kill points in Uh, it allowed things like msu armies especially wave serpents with hornets fast hornets to really capitalize on easy points really um, but a very very good first day yeah definitely definitely and obviously the news is filtering out there um, everyone wanted to know what was going on you must have had a lot of people um, very interested in, in your list by the end of that first day um, what was the um, response like from people in general um, surprise surprise was normally the first response <laughs> uh, and for me well it surprised me as well to be honest I didn't think I'd be anywhere near that position. Again, I was only trying to qualify. But it's certainly something I had all weekend. And this might sound like some hippie guru nonsense, but mindset does play a big part in it. If if you don't feel like you should be there on the top tables and you're not worried about what the result is, a lot of my games have felt, well, you know, if I lose, I'm using sisters. I don't really care if I lose. Mm. There was no pressure on me whatsoever. And when there's no pressure, you don't make as anywhere near as many mistakes. Uh, you're not worried about, I wasn't worried about winning. I didn't even think I was going to win at this stage. So there was just no pressure on me whatsoever. So I found it probably the easiest weekend I've ever had, actually, uh, surprisingly. However, Saturday night was not particularly fun. <laughs> uh, it wasn't messy or anything. Didn't go out for drinks so much. Although we sat in a pub where pretty much most people were sober, apart from Matt, who was drunk on orange juice. <laughs> or, as he calls it, sex on the beach. It's pretty much orange juice. Um, what then did happen was, at the hotel... The doorman would not let me sleep on the floor of the two friends I was staying with. Ah. Which then meant I had to go sleep outside in Tim King's uh, Fiesta, which I'm not tall. I'm only six foot, but that's that's a small car. Uh, So that was not the most comfortable night's sleep I've ever had. I put on all the clothes I brought. I had to sleep in a sleeping bag. And I managed to steal a pillow from the hotel, put it in my bag, and then gave it back the next morning. Uh, but yeah, that was not a comfortable night's sleep because it was freezing. Uh, so bright and early the next day for game four, I'm playing a uh, Scottish ET regu- ETC regular, uh, Matt Edmonds. Okay. Or to many people, his nickname is Blackie. Uh, I heard he, uh, yeah. he sold his soul now as well yeah he went from his demons to uh 
Eldar with an allied knight and then a stone of summon all the demons. So, so he's still, he's still playing fight. demons, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, again, this is a really hard army for, for me to deal with. This first time I've played knights, uh, on paper I know what they do. Although, until I actually started playing them, I didn't quite know how good they were. Uh, so day two was pretty much all about the Imperial Knight. I then... This was a bit of a hard game for me, and it came a lot down to first turn roll. Um, thankfully, because it's Relic, it's either I have to back off and allow his Knight and Wraith Knights to walk on the Relic and take center table, or I get first turn, manage to scout forward towards it, and then he has to back up to get out of melter range. So it's kind of it's that dilemma. Cagey. So his list is a stone of summon all the demons Farseer on foot. Again, on foot. not so support. Not surprised. I'm sorry. I'm surprised he's not on a jet bike. Mm. Uh, He's then got... It's quite expensive, though, and I can understand why people are not sort of... It's a lot cheaper option just to stick him in the vols um, rather than giving him the mantle and the jet bike and all that other stuff. I think with just the jet bike, though, he's fine. Because I, I, use, I use a stone of summon all the demons Farsi with my Tyranids. Hmm. And I've, I've, if I don't have the points for mantle, I'm just... I'd, I've never really had a problem with him just on a bike. Uh, but yeah... My Edmonds did have the Vols weapon battery. Yeah. A single one just to make him tough to seven. I thought that was a very clever idea. He's then got three wave serpents. Again, no holofields. Very surprised at that. He's then got two Wraith Knights, uh, an Imperial Knight, and I think that's it. Oh, and a Swooping Hawks unit as well, who would cause me some potential problems mm. uh, depending on where they came down. Um, but this is pretty standard. I went first. Uh, I pushed forward uh, to not so much get in melter range, but a case of because there's no kill points in this, all I'm doing is just chucking things onto the relic. So keep having to push him back or uh, kill the only things that can push onto me. So it's exorcists are shooting his knight and his wraith knight, really. The wave serpents are an issue. But I am trying to kill the offensive units that can sit on the objective or potentially take it from me. Mm. Uh, that was the one... There was a couple of issues with my list that I did have. It had been nice to have some objective-secured vehicles uh, to be able to run up and contest something because the main issue I had were the turbo-boosting vehicles to score, uh, which will be an issue in this game. Uh I managed to, as a basically a rough synopsis of the game, it's a very bloody game. We kill a lot of each other's stuff. Uh, the Thunderfire Cannon Tetmarine gets charged by three Plague Drones, and I managed to take six wounds off them and not die. He's been a hero again. Um, I've managed to nullify a lot of his wave serpent damage by shooting them with exorcists so they can't mm. shoot properly. I've managed to immobilize one where it's not really effective. I've managed, I think I did that with the auto bombardment. I managed to kill another. Um, and then I managed to take one down to one hole point. Uh, I managed to, he moved one of the wraith knights forward 
And again, it's the same thing that John did, which is, again, it's kind of a mistake, but it's not a mistake. I charge the chapter master in. I'm pretty resilient. He can't kill me. I take two or three wounds off him and then hit and run into the middle of his army where all his wave serpents were. And again, where his general is and where some of the objectives are that I have specific cards for. Because it was the game where you can score each other's cards if you have the numbered objectives. So I didn't want him to take... He had the, say, objective five. I had objective five. I wanted to score those cards. What that managed to do is he has to then choose if he wants to carry on pushing towards the relic or he has to bring the knights back. What he then does is he brings his imperial knight back because I've uh, hit and run behind it. And then he brings his wraith knight back as well. Uh, the only little mistake I'd have maybe seen was he charged the imperial knight in and he charged the Wraith Knight in as well. I think that was potentially a mistake. If he did just charge the Imperial Knight in, I'd have struggled a lot more because I'd have had to uh, uh, in, um, initiative step move towards the Knight rather than the Wraith Knight. In doing so, I moved towards the Wraith Knight, used my reroll saves and get through his attacks and then kill the Wraith Knight. So he basically gave me another turn of combat on the Wraith Knight, which he didn't need to do. Because I've got Hatred... Because he's a priest, I'm pretty reliable at killing mm. Wraith Knights and those kind of things. I can also automatically pass the reroll to Wound, which is a really nice ability to have as well sometimes. Um, so it, I to kill it the turns knight. it from a, you know, wounding on fours to like a 2.5 or something, doesn't it, if you get that reroll yeah, as well? Yeah, so. wound on 75% chance, which yeah. is a big difference. <laughs> Especially on St. Celestine as well, because even though it's sixes to Wound, sixes of the reroll and he gets no save, it's, it's yeah. meant I can do damage. Um, the knight managed to get three stomps, but thankfully he doesn't roll any sixes. Uh, but he does kill all the scout bikers. Uh, again, not locked in combat with a knight. I managed to hit and run out of it because it's then my turn. And that's where the chapter master runs off, kills a wave serpent. Uh, Saint Celestine uh, goes and kills the Farseer with the ball's weapon battery. Uh, she then gets shot in the face by a wave serpent uh, she goes down, she gets back up the next turn and then kills the wave serpent uh, because um, she comes back like herpes uh, she's awesome for getting up and just doing more damage um, What I, the only issue we did have and this is this is the one game me like Josh has won a lot of tournaments my brother yeah, and uh, we know a lot of people who win tournaments consistently and that kind of thing. The one thing you do need is you need a very good player, a good list, and then the, we kind of worked it out on our podcast that it's probably about 10-15% luck. This was the game where I had a crazy amount of luck. Uh, I've managed to kill the knight because I've melted it and exorcist it to death because the way I'm dealing with knights is I'm throwing a lot at it mm. by going, I'll have Exorcist shoot in the front. I'm yeah. always putting Exorcist on the flank, so I'm going to shoot you in the side, and then I'm going to try and run Melter Guns forward, shoot you in the rear, and shoot you in the side. So I'm surrounding you with so much strength by AP1, eventually you just get dragged down. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just being able to... The Knights haven't been that much of an issue. He only managed to kill about three Scout Bikers with it. What 
then happens on the last turn. Unfortunately, we only get to four turns because uh, of running out of time and it, we were late starting on the Sunday morning, etc., etc. So on the fourth turn, uh, we basically figure that Blackie's won it. But Matt, Matt Edmonds has won the game because uh, what he's going to do is I've only got an immolator, which is a fast attack transport, sitting on the relic. Uh, managed to stop it where he can't get three inches... Uh, I've kind of blocked the relic off with the uh, with the vehicle, so he can't get within three inches with a vehicle. Uh, but what he can do is then move and then turbo boost to the other side, and because he's objective secured, he get he gets the relic. What he then also can do, uh, actually, I'll I'll say that in a minute. So what he does is I say you have to take a dangerous terrain check because the only way he can land is if he's on terrain. Now, mm. Matt was under the impression that it was only if your base landed on terrain. But obviously I was saying uh, it's if the, if the shadow of the vehicle lands on terrain, mm. which is how the ETC and it's how the GT have been playing it. So Rob Sims comes over and says, yeah, there's no way you can place that without taking a dangerous terrain. Uh, for, very fortunately for me, and this is a massive piece of luck, he rolls a one for the terrain mm. and dies because he's on one hole point <laughs> so he doesn't manage to get the relic from that but it's okay he's got five dire avengers which are again objective secured he then can move them six and he needs a six inch move uh so with a run with a reroll, it's not that likely but what he can do is charge me and i figured i'm not sure you can because you can't actually hurt me but he has plasma grenades so he's strength four he can hurt me so I'm like, ah, crap. So he's got, a, he only needs a six inch charge and he's got fleet. So as long as he rolls over six on two dice, he's golden. Rolls the first time, rolls a one and a two, re-rolls, rolls a one and a two. So I've somehow managed to get an 18-2 out of this game. Mm. Uh, because I'm technically holding the relic with my emulator. I've managed to uh, beat him on cards, and we've drawn the tertiary because he got first strike, I got general, we both got line breaker, but I didn't manage to get, kill something on the first turn. So, unfortunately for Blackie, what he did was we worked out that he'd pretty much won the game if one of those two things paid off, and he walked around the table and he gave me a hug and he said, it's okay, Nathan, it'll be fine. Because we're decent mates. Uh, and then all this transpires. So obviously, I then have to walk around to the other table, side of the table and uh, have to hug him and tell him it'll, it'll be okay. Because uh, it's kind of a case of a uh, bit too early for celebrations <laughs> uh, until you've actually done it. So a game I, I'm going to say I pretty much lost, I've managed to get 18 points out of, which... Again, this is the that 10-15% where you just get really lucky. Uh, so I'm still on table one, somehow. Going into game five. That's right. Sisters, somehow. And it's still that attitude in my head that I should not be here. Why haven't these idiots beaten me off this table yet? <laughs> because I'm using women who shouldn't be good at this game, who have never been used before. Etc. Etc. And I'm playing Bernard Lee, who's the Scottish yep. captain, and he's using adamantine lance formation with Eldar. So okay. uh, 
I don't know if he's on your podcast, but basically Stone of Summon All the Demons, two wave serpents with Hollowfields. Finally, somebody took Hollowfields. Uh, and then three three knights, two with battle cannons, one with Melter. And that's pretty much his entire army, yeah. as you can imagine. So, the game is scouring, which is now my worst one of my worst missions. Because he gets extra points for killing fast attack, which mm. I have seven of. He's got, I've got three dedicated transports, three fast attack, and the scout bikers, who yep. again fast attack. Uh, but it's again, his army is not MSU at all. It's very, very elite, very few units. And it's a case of this game where sometimes I would run forward and just chuck as many melters in as possible because he's got three knights. I settle. Uh, very, very early on, I make the decision that, again, I'll beat him on cards and I'll try and beat him on tertiary, where that is more difficult this game. And I'll I'll keep board control. And this is the one time where the repressors really came into it, where they're sitting back and you have to shoot their front armour. That's when they survived. Because so far throughout the weekend, I actually found the repressors a bit crap. Hmm. Because even though they're armour 13 on the front... And the eight, the eight fire points was amazing because it meant I never really had to get out to actually fire, which reduced the damage on my melter squads. Because they scout forward, people were shooting them in the sides anyway. In the sides, and they're just rhinos on the sides anyway. Yeah, exactly. They're just like more expensive rhinos. Uh, although, uh, one of the, again, part of the luck I had at the weekend was I was extremely good at rolling six plus in one of the saves, <laughs> uh, which a lot of people kept forgetting I had. And saved me so many times. It was unbelievable. Um, but anyway, I digress. Uh, the game very much is Bernard sitting in pretty much a corner. He's got uh, two objectives worth two points. Uh, pretty much one slightly in his deployment, one movable on the first turn and then he's got a uh, objective worth one point deep in his corner uh, there's a, a objective worth three points pretty much in the middle off to the left because it's uh, vanguard strike deployment and i've got an objective of at the top of a building uh, which i've sit my thunderfire canal worth three points so i've got I can easily move to the three-point objective. I've got a two-point uh, a two-point objective pretty close to get to, a one to get to, and I can threaten his objective. So I managed to pick the side with the better objectives. Because unlike normal scouring where you randomly choose where they are, you get to choose to, pay, to place where the, you put the three, the two, and the one. So I managed to choose the side where I knew I had at least a three objective to choose from. This game was very much uh, both of us playing really defensive. I've not played Adamantine Lance before. I've not played this many nights. Bernie definitely probably hasn't played Sisters before. Uh, and I'm probably one of the few people he played that weekend who actually has enough Melter to kill knights. Mm. And I think this is... Me and Bernie talked about it, and it's possibly a mistake. It's probably not. I think he could have been more aggressive rather than sitting back in a corner trying to template me and keep his two objectives worth two and keep his one-point objective. Because what I've done is I've sat back and I'm right next to every objective with Melter 
on the assumption if he tries to push forward, I can get a lot of Melter on him. But I don't think I can kill enough. I reckon I can probably kill one knight and maybe start damaging another. But that still means two knights get into the middle of my army and start killing everything, which then he he relieves the board control that I have. Uh, but what he decides to do is sit in a corner, which then means I can pretty much just snipe him off from there. Mm. Which then makes... I've got to still try and kill the knights, but then the two wave serpents are really going to come into their own. He's been quite clever. He's reserved his, um, his two wave serpents, knowing that they're going to be really important for the objective of late game. I've reserved, outflanked one of my uh, Dominion squads in the Immolator with a Twin multi Melter. Again, to make him have to think, oh, do I want to put things so close to the corner, etc., etc. Not a lot happens for the first few turns. I'm dinking hull points off knights. I'm chucking uh, exorcists at them. Shoot, I'm getting flank shots, front shots. So he's having to choose uh, a couple of invuns, and I'm taking maybe two, three hull points. I think I took a combined about five hull points off in two turns, which actually probably is more than some armies. Uh, throughout the game, my Thunderfire Cannon was an absolute machine. Again, this is why me and Bernie called him Titan Killer, because he managed to take four hull points off Knights. Because uh, it's a case of it's strength six. Mm. If you hit the Knight, all four templates hit, because it can't scatter off it. Yeah. Uh, and basically, you roll a six, and it takes a hull point. That's it. Because you can't really get a save from it, because it hits both side armors. Uh, it depends how they rule it. I can't remember how they ruled it in the GT. For some nonsense reason, they decided to rule it that uh, if you hit the roof, you randomise to see if it hit the side, you yeah. put a 4 plus invon on, which I think yeah. is retarded, because that's not how it works at all. But anyway, uh, I ended up having to... I ended up rolling uh, either the opposite side or shooting him in the front with the exorcists. So yeah, so he's put it up on the front already. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm racking up cards very easily because he's got. I've got the entire board control. He brings away. It brings his wave serpents on. Thankfully, because I had first turn, my dominions came on after. Came on, try to uh, ignore cover. Put four melters into the wave serpent. Unfortunately, I missed with all four melter guns. Uh, but it wasn't the end of the world because my chapter master in Saint Celestine was in a position where he couldn't move it anywhere without getting charged. So he kind of killed a couple of sisters. They've got three of armor. He doesn't kill all of them. Uh, he gets his Dire Avengers out to shoot them as well. Doesn't kill them. He's taken some hull points off an exorcist. But then I managed to kill that wave serpent, kill those Dire Avengers, and then but they're just going to sit there. Those little scout um, dominions I have left are just going to get Linebreaker. The issue is, it was a very, very cat and mouse. I've got to try and keep him in his corner and dink hull points off his Wraith Knights. I managed to down one of his Wraith Knights as he comes out to charge uh, to try and take back one of his objectives. The way the game ends is mm. we, we only have five turns in the time, and he manages to turbo. I managed to surround the three point objective. And I've got another three-point objective, and I've got a one-point objective. So I've got seven points. Mm -hmm. What he managed to do is get two twos, a one, and then turbo his vehicle 
which is objective secured. Again, this is the issue I didn't have with objective secured vehicles. He managed to con uh, claim one of my one point objectives. So then it's a case of he's still a couple of points behind, but because it's he's killed dominions and vehicles, the uh, dedicated vehicles, he's, he's actually beaten me by one point uh, for the primary objective because my fast attack gave away a point and this is the issue I had. The main the main reason he was actually able to still hold the objectives with pretty much two knights and one wave serpent was because of summoning demons. He kept summoning fiends because for, again for some reason the GT ruled that uh, if you summoned units that counted as fast attack they gave away a point in scouring. So he couldn't summon like plague drones because they were giving away a point or flesh hounds or those kind of things. Even though they then also ruled that even though their troops are not objective secured, which I don't think you can have both. I think they just count as nothing. They're not in your force or they don't count as a fast attack choice or troop choice, but mm. personal opinion. Uh, so his fiends that he summoned managed to kill my emulator off one of my objectives and claim another objective. So he managed to beat me by one point on primary objective, but I smashed him on cards. And by, again, a nice little piece of luck, he manages to miscast when he summons a unit of fiends, rolls a one, and then rolls an 11 for his leadership and dies. Uh, basically giving me his general. So I beat him on tertiary. So the game ended 10-10. In total. Okay. Uh, which puts me up uh, to still second place. Uh, I think I was second place going into game two, second place game three, four, five. I'm oh, sorry, I was winning turn five, game five, and now I'm back into second place, still on table one. So I've been table one for the last five games. Skinny your teeth, though, on the second day. Um yeah, definitely. definitely dropped a couple of points. And uh, Bernard, in any other mission, I think I could have won because mm. he beat me on scouring. Uh, and again, Matt, Matt Edmonds did beat me, but technically didn't beat me <laughs> because of some stupid dice rolls. Mm. Uh, but I'll take it. Um, so going into the last game, I am playing... I cannot remember his last name. Uh, Mike Porter, who's using a very very cool uh, Space Marine Iron Hands with uh, sorry Clan Raukin with uh, Imperial Knight. So I'm playing another knight, so it's my fifth of the day. Okay. But he's kind of sort of got a basis for a list of something that I think very soon will be kind of the meta beta, what will be winning tournaments and is different from Eldar Knights. He's managed to go. He's got a Gorgon's Chains version mm -hmm. of the chapter master so pretty much the same as mine but Gordon's changed rather so he's got five up feel no pain he's got the is it the contempt of dreadnought with the two assault cannons okay one uh in the drop pod which he is shrouded which allows him to stay in it oh so the lucius yeah, yeah. yeah. even though it's the i read it I was like, oh, can I read how it works? And it is the dumbest wording ever. Oh, it's terrible. Anyway, like, you have to read yeah. it a few times, and it's it's not even explicitly stated you can stay in there, but it doesn't say you have to get out. So 
Yeah, exactly. It's just transport. It's just transport, and it's open topped, and yeah. yeah. But it doesn't say you automatically. <laughs> it's disembark. got the assault rule, but it's open topped. So why does it need the assault rule? Like, yeah, like, exactly. It's a. It's one of those. So basically, I just yeah. said, look, how do you play it? He said, this is how it's played. <laughs> yeah. I said, okay, whatever. I'm fine with that. He could have been cheating me for all I know, but I, I'm pretty sure he wasn't because Mike mm. was a. Mike was actually probably one of the nicest guys I played that weekend, which was a real nice surprise considering it's. Game, Game six, six. Top table. he's one point ahead of me. It's it's for whoever wins. But he was a lovely guy. We had a great game. Uh, what else he's got on his list? He's got a five-man marine squad in a drop pod uh, with Melter, Combi Melter, uh, which, sorry, I forgot. He's also got Master of the Forge, who joins that unit. Uh, he's then got a five-man bike squad with two Grav, which is Chapter Master Joins. He's then got the a unit of five scouts. He's got... Uh, then it gets into the really, really good stuff, which is the four-jawed stuff. He's got two Sicarians, mm. uh, which are, I think, arguably one of the best... Point for point, I think they're probably the best vehicle in the game that we can take, kind of. Uh, and then he's got the something pattern whirlwind, the one that has oh, the, the Scorpius. Yeah, the D three strength eight. Yeah, strength eight, which I didn't realise until I tried to shoot it that it also has really really good armor value. Yeah, as well. And for only a, like a hundred and twenty five points, it's really really good. I think most armies that if you can take barrage in your army, it's worth taking. Did he have the uh, upgrade on it that makes it ignore cover as well? Because that's he didn't. Surprisingly, mm. I think that would have been one of the first things I would have done. Yeah, but I don't know what the GT was like on allowing. I know they allowed Forge World, but I don't know if they allowed you to take. Yeah, the... I'm, I'm pretty sure you uh, could take the the, the yeah. relics of glory or whatever they were called. Yeah, because I, I think Chucky was going to take a Typhon with the. I'm going to summon better. Mm. Uh, upgrade. <laughs> Um, anyway, and, and then as an allied slot, he's got an Imperial Knight, <laughs> as you do. Uh, so it's a it's a scary list. There's quite a few drop pod stuff comes down. It can cause me some issues because it's Hammer and Anvil. Again, it's that deep striking issue of if I spread my army too thin, he can get behind me and start doing a lot of damage. It's uh, it's just five objectives, um, crusade, so normal objectives, <clears throat> and you get equal number of cards as your sat on objectives. So I think contact yes, lost. Contact lost. Yeah. Yeah, you got one right. Which is which is uh, good for you as well, obviously. Yeah, with MSU kind of units, the board has two kind of line of sight blocking buildings in the middle, which would have been fine in any other deployment, but because it's uh, hammer and anvil was a big advantage to kind of both of us, really. Uh, so I was able to scout up behind that, giving him only front shots with a cover if he wanted to shoot me, uh, those kind of things. So the issue I was going to have was trying to deal with these Sicarians because they're fast, they get six strength, seven rending, they're armor 13, they're, yeah, they're a real, real awesome vehicle for the points you pay for them, uh, as well as getting barraged by some AP3 and stuff drop potting down which actually is going to cause me that dreadnought was going to cause me some issues mm. i had one of those games where everything he kind of shot died 
So if he shot the Dreadnought into the side of an Exorcist, he killed the Exorcist. If he shot the Sicarian into the into a the Immolator, it died. If he shot this into that, it would just die. Uh, so I had to I scouted forward, but when he dropped that Dreadnought down and it killed an Exorcist, I had to bring some of my, my Melter back to uh, use the Ignore cover to kill the Shrouded thing and then kill the Dreadnought. So I managed to kill that again, first strike and everything else. And it's again, it's a game of cat and mouse trying to avoid the night. And the game, throughout the game, it didn't look great for me because as I brought all the vehicles back to get the ignore cover mm. to shoot the melter, what he then did, which is the correct thing to do, was kill my transports from under me. So once I dumped the squads off, I then had an issue of ah, right, now they're dumped uh, like 18 inches away from the main objectives, which then means he can push his knight forward, he can push his commands, uh, his, uh, his chapter master forward with his bike squad, etc., etc. Mm. And the Sicarians are just dinking me off from the back of the board because my exorcist shooting his Sicarians aren't so great. I get very lucky in the first turn. I managed to drop an orbital bombardment on one of the Sicarians it scatters nine inches and hits the other one and kills it mm. somehow. Uh, again, quite lucky with that. But I've made sure, even though it was not an advantage to me, I've taken second turn because I knew I needed to get second turn uh, for... I needed to hit something and hit and run away for something to go get the multiple objectives. So I'm already thinking about turn five for as we're starting the game yeah thinking well this will happen this kind of way this will happen this kind of way the issue he has is he's put his he's made a bit of a mistake he's put his knight in the wrong position he's put it uh, surrounded by loads of little pieces of impassable terrain little pieces of a um difficult terrain and he gets really shitty terrain rolls for about for the first three turns i think he moves like 13 inches and three terrain moves, which is pretty crap to be honest. Uh, and because he's pushed so far back yeah. uh, to get out of my melter, I've still kind of got a little bit of board control. But as my all my transports are dying, I have to throw something forward to stop his chapter master going through all my army. So I push my chapter master forward thinking I can't really kill his chapter master, but what I can do is I can kill his bike squad around him and then I can just tie him down for the entire of the game if I want to. And I can hit and run, keep charging him, hit and run, doing other things, which obviously his can't do. So if his knight gets too close, I can hit and run away, so he can't do anything. Uh, when his uh, Master of the Forge and Drop Pod unit come down, I hit and run off his Chapter Master and charge them, killing them from my backfield, so he's got no objective secured left. Uh, it's a very bloody battle. We've killed a lot of each other's stuff. But what it really comes down to turn five is the fact that my chapter master is much more survivable from his in combat. His knight has not been effective because it wasted too many turns going through terrain. He manages to turbo the Sicarian to get one of the objectives. He's got his whirlwind sat on another objective and he's got a knight, uh, on the middle objective. So he's actually got three objectives going into turn five. Yeah. We don't have enough time for turn six. Again, uh, even at 1650, it's hard to get 
more than five or six turns out of the game. So I've got my one turn to move. What I'm able to do is I hit and run off his chapter master and contest his uh, whirlwinds objective. Uh, a couple of dominions run over to the um, knight's objective, so that one's contested as well. Uh, I'm holding two objectives, so at the moment we're kind of drawing, and then I'm able to move and run a sister squad, which obviously has objective secured onto the Sicarian objective. So I managed to secure that one over his Sicarian. Hmm. So I've managed to beat him uh, 3-1 on objectives. Uh, so I get the 10 points for primary. Yeah. Uh, on cards, uh, again, uh, Mark wasn't so used to playing the cards, so he didn't focus on them very much. And because he didn't have a lot of small units to sit on objectives... Uh, he wasn't able to gen keep generating cards, whereas I put five-man squads I didn't want on the table on objectives, mm. so they kept generating more cards. So at this stage, I just uh, I got I think he got about one point from cards. I got about twelve points from cards. <laughs> so I'm way ahead on cards. Um, he manages to get uh, I got first strike. He got first strike, but neither of us... My hit-and-run move didn't manage to get me into a linebreaker, uh, and he didn't have anything in mind, and we didn't kill each other's generals. My St. Celestine's chapter master is still alive. So, so uh, we draw on that. So in the end, it ended up 18-2, and we worked out before the game that if I'd got 18-2 or more, I couldn't be caught by anybody, which uh, on table two was Eric Hoeth using uh, probably the, one of the better Eldar armies there. He had the the um, Autark, two units of Fire Dragons and Wave Serpents, two units of Dire Avengers and Wave Serpents. So they swap transports, so he's got four objective-secured Wave Serpents. Yeah. Uh, and then he's got the Fire Dragons to kill everything. He's got six Hornets and the... Uh, something Hunter... The uh, Warp Hunter, I think it's called. Isn't that's it? the one, yeah, the thing with the giant penis cannon. <laughs> uh, see, he's got that on it as well. So in the end, I've somehow managed to win with an army that shouldn't win because of the fact that I got the 40 points quite early, so I got to stay up there with the Eldar and the Knights and everything else. And that's the which, challenge of those sort of lists. I mean, yeah. Um, you know, yeah, definitely. And, and, and that's where... A lot of the time, that's where the player skill comes in to get through those early games, um, because you might you might have a great counter, but if you end up like you said going up against you know double blob or uh, nids and sky blight, and you've just got unkillable hordes and hordes and hordes of models to deal with, and you've got you know yeah. twenty melter guns that's, in your army, yeah. and you're a bit fucked. So um, but that's obviously that's where the player skill and that, that little bit of luck as well, because you might you know there's examples in there that. Um, obviously, you had dice rolls like the the, the dangerous terrain and and the charge mm. resident, but bracketing is obviously part of where the luck comes in as well. Um, <coughs> so you know to avoid certain matchups, because um, I think I think in seventh we're in a position where there aren't there's very 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 few take all comers lists out there um, that you don't worry no, about anything to face. So uh, that's a little bit where the luck comes in, but. Saying all of that, 
to to manage to take first spot with um with the sisters army that you'd had one game practice with um is is very very impressive indeed so congrats for that uh, it just goes to show that if you have absolutely no faith in what you're doing you actually might do all right <laughs> yeah if you if, if you play like you don't if you play like you shouldn't be there then you'll uh, you'll crush everyone in front of you that was the thing it was a case of well I'm not worried about losing. If I lose a game, I've I've, I've always had this thing where, for me, it, it is it's just a game of toys. I don't mm. get why these people get so worked up about winning games. It's a case of if I lose, I lose. I go home. I'm fine. No problem. Uh, again, this was with sisters. It was just a fun weekend using something different. People, what? It, how do I explain this? I'm a good player. But when you get the advantages that you get with sisters where people don't know how to play you, someone like a Wave Serpent player or somebody who's like Imperial Knights or somebody who's using Demons or something has played against those armies, has played against Wave Serpents, knows mm. what to do against Wave Serpents, has played against Knights, knows what to do against Knights. But when you throw a spanner in the works like sisters, you then have to think on your feet, right, what do I need to kill? What is the main priority? And if you're not able to get it right... You can, you can lose a lot of points from doing it. I think the GT rules pack helped me a lot. Because mm. it's one of those I knew I was always going to be decent at tertiary objectives. I was always going to be good at, definitely going to be good at card objectives because it's an MCU where I mean, there's no kill points apart from that one game. And then it was just the primary. Again, primary, the army's got a lot of scoring, a lot of multiple units that can run around causing people problems. And it's just got, a lot of the weapons that most people are most people are using things that my weapons are good against. Ignore cover melter for 105 points for a unit plus a chance for 180 points for a unit like that is a bit of a bargain. An exorcist at 125, great. The unit I was most impressed with was, was my little tiny Death Star. You just hide it, run from terrain to terrain, get into combat. As soon as you get into combat, it is... It's the most unkillable unit I've ever used in combat. With a two revolvers, with a rerolling chapter master, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, overall, it was great. I got a lot more interest uh, in people asking me, "Oh, how does this work? How are you playing that? What are your opinions on this?" Rather than going, "Oh, great, another wave serpents one and tournament," <laughs> I got I was absolutely inundated with messages when I got home. Yeah. Uh, I had half my team and my brother ringing me saying, why aren't you applying for the ETC team this year? Uh, I was like, screw it. I'm never using sisters at ETC anyway. Uh, it's one of those. I think sisters, you need to be lucky with them. They're not going to be a meta smash yet. I don't think it's going to be a case of at the final, we're going to see another five or six sisters army. I just don't think you'll see them. I got a bit lucky. Uh, I think... I played them well. I hit the right matchups. I got the right luck when I needed it, and the rules pack helps. I think sisters are a good army, and I think people need to be a bit more experimental with their list sometimes. And if you throw something different out there, you can probably do better than if you were just these people who just take the most bland common lists just because they're good on paper. 
I know a lot of people have sort of made remarks about the GT missions pack and the scoring specifically in the points breakdowns, but I think uh, even though you said right at the start you think there's too many points in the secondaries and tertiaries, um, mm. and without the kill point um, balancing it out, I do feel like you can... I don't want to say anything, but you can take a really, really wide variety of different factions and builds within those factions and potentially win in this mission packet, as opposed to how I felt in sixth, where it was it was Alpha Strike versus fifth turn objective grab. You know what I mean? And if yeah, you were, I definitely agree. Yeah, and, and and I like that because there's a lot more variance. People can take. I mean, we sure we've seen Sean Naden take um, an army based around what his collection was. Like it wasn't. Oh, I found this Lictor formation and it's broken. I'm going to take that. He he just happened to own six Lictors and wanted to use a lot of them. Um, <clears throat> you know, you're able to take an army like this, and I don't want it to get like it was in fifth, where people feel they have to turn up with you know. Grey Knight Razorbacks, otherwise they're not competing, or in our instance, you know, turn up with Wave Serpents, otherwise they're not competing. I like the fact that you can make so many different things work because you can focus on those tertiaries and secondaries, rack those points up, and then, you know, try and play your way to either a draw on the primary or stealing the primary and, you know, pulling it out in the end. Yeah, I definitely agree. There's, I do have some issue with it i i agree with everything you say mm. i think the gt pack actually does allow you to take something the, the ability to get to half the points from tertiary <laughs> and cards means that any kind of msu army will be quite good msu is very good at getting the objectives and if you've got some decent firepower in there as well you can kill the two or three units you need to get those cards or whatever if you make sure you're doing something in the combat, the shooting, and the movement, you're absolutely sword in this rules back. The only thing I would say is, although it does allow you to take the other armies, which is good to see, it's still it's now starting to get towards that phase where people are moving back into the I'm just going to take Grey Knights because they work, or I was going to take Leaf Blow Guard because it works, or I'm mm -hmm. going to take Wave Serpents and Knights because I think... Of the 40 players, I think the 42 players who started and the 40 players who ended, there were 52 wave serpents <coughs> of everybody there, mm. which just goes to show that they're just that little bit too popular. And there's quite a lot, I think there's quite a few knights there as well. There was quite a few armies that were present at the end of 6th, which pretty much, I think, of the entire field, there were maybe one or two blobguard armies. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of Tyranids. There was, there was. Uh, which game was it? Game three. It was me on in second place, but then I was surrounded by Eldar. That's right. I think like eight out of the top ten was Eldar. Well, yeah. On on the table next to me was Eldar versus Eldar, and the next table was Knights versus Eldar, and then the next table was Eldar versus Eldar, and then the next table was Eldar versus Tau, which I think was mm. Greg. And it was just a case of I was just. I was well. I was women surrounded by Elder, which was not a, not a, not a comfortable feeling sometimes. Um, you're always going to get that problem though, because obviously Elder are top tier because they do so many things well. And regardless of how you change the rules packs and what have you, it's going to be very difficult difficult to bring out rules packs that Elder aren't good at. You know, 
It's, oh yeah, it's, definitely. You know, so, and the, the fact that there's so many different units in that book as well that don't really get that much of a look in um, that you can then go to. You know, like people are finding uses, like the the the, the, the vol re- uh, weapons batteries, for example, finding uses for those and sticking them in lists and in, adding in those forge world units which we hadn't really seen before as well, which are ridiculously good. Um, yeah, it's it's. It's annoying that even though it's probably the most competitive book, it actually is probably still one of the most varied books. There's a lot of units in there that are good. Yeah, yeah. So you look at a lot of the units, and but Eldar have always been, apart from maybe like a year blip about three or four years ago, they've been Eldar have been one of the top tournament armies since like third edition. Hmm. So yeah, they're not going away anyway anytime soon, even though they are dying army race. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah. Uh, so going forward, I mean, uh, I, I presume you're going to be looking elsewhere, or are you going to give the give the sisters another outing? What, what are you looking to do? Well, originally I was only trying to qualify with them, and I just wanted to take them to a tournament. But I have now thought hmm, maybe they don't suck so much mm. uh, because I've been playing tournaments since I was fourteen. So I've been playing tournaments since the, for the last eight years, and it's the first time I've ever won a singles event. Okay. Mainly because I use weird lists. I use Dark Eldar when Grey Knights were available. I use Gene Stealer Nids when Grey Knights were available. <laughs> or Leaf Blower Guard, those kind of things. So mm. I never really used the top armies because I always wanted a challenge. And that's what the sisters were. They were meant to be a challenge. But mm. somehow I finally took a weird army and won something. But I'm tempted to take them to Cali because it's an extra 200 points. Uh, sorry, Caledonian Uprising. Yeah. That's your 200 points. I can fit a few things in. There's definitely a few things I'd tweak in the list that could be made better. I would already drop some of the things I've got in there. Or more like, in, in, uh, sorry, add some additional things. Hmm. Uh, I definitely want to put a second priest into the little Death Star because that would allow me to, because I it's him and every character who joins the unit, auto-pass war hymns. For another 25 points, I can get reroll to wound and reroll to save automatically on that unit. And then it does mean if one of the priests gets sniped out by barrage, yeah, a bit of redundancy. Yeah. I've got another. I've got another priest in there. That was the, literally the first thing I was thinking of when you described that, and it was like, right, um, we're putting we're putting barrage templates on his head right away. Um, so yeah, yeah, it allows you to. Uh, Again, one of the reasons I think every army is like Barrage. Uh, at the end of this month, there's a team event, which I'm taking Nids with Eldar, which is essentially Nids with Eldar with demons. Mm. Uh, uh, so Nids will be my kind of main kind of tournament army. But for Caledonian, I'm very tempted to take Sisters. Uh, for the GT final, I think it would be rude if I didn't take Sisters after the heat qualification. Mm. Uh, but I don't know. We'll see. There might, I want to see what new Blood Angels will be like. Yeah, uh, a lot of people looking forward to those. Yeah, because I used to play Blood Angels when they first came out. So it was a case of there might be another great ally slot in there uh, for the sisters or those kind of because I was originally using sisters with Blood Angels, which was a, a really really fun list as well. Um, I don't know. I just had an absolute awesome weekend because I was using something different. It gave me a chance to actually have a challenge in some games. And also, I think it was nice for my opponents as well to be able to play something different than just Wave Serpents and Knights. Mm. Mm. So, yeah. 
Brilliant. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate that. And um, hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll definitely look out to see how you do it at Cali. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll definitely look forward to uh, if you turn up at the uh, final with, with sisters again. That would be brilliant. But right, cheers. cheers for having me on. It's, it's a, a pleasure. Thank you very much. Nice to, get to you be back, back on. on air. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, feel free to uh, hit us up at any time in the future if you want to talk about anything. We'd love to have you back. Yeah, probably not. I am the laziest podcaster. <laughs> uh, the amount of times Dave would have to ring me and say, oh, do you want to do podcasting? And I'm just, nah, just not interested. But yeah, yeah. Well, you got to, I'm now, sure now I'll be back Now on you're some. a champion, you've got to do it. So it's part of the yeah. obligation. All right, man. Take you. Very, thanks very much. Nice. Cheers. Okay. Cheers. sees an end to our GT Heat coverage. Um, I hope you've enjoyed the journey. Um, we'll be back uh, covering the GT finals next year. Um, but in the meantime, obviously we'll be looking at the lead up to it. We'll keep you up to date with uh, the rules packs and any changes and that sort of thing. We'll probably be talking to a few players as they gear up towards GT finals because um, obviously that is a very prestigious event for us here in the UK. Um, another big old long interview this week um, lots of exciting stuff to cover there for you and I hope you enjoyed it we actually had to split this week's episode uh, in two as well because we've got over seven hours I think it's like seven and a half hours worth of content for you uh, this week we're going to drop another one next week um, when we go over the 11th company G2 Jesse um, and he is joined by the um, champion of the 11th company GT uh, Mr. Lichter himself, Sean Naden. Um, so that's a really interesting interview for you people out there that want to find out what the hell happened, how he managed to take it. Uh, we have got the uh, insights there for you in that episode. Um, so join us again next week um, for episode 5.1. Um, and that will be in there for you as another special. I uh, hope you're enjoying the content. Don't forget, please like the Facebook. Thank you, everyone who's done that already. Um, we just eclipsed uh, 250 likes the other day, and that was awesome. Uh, thanks, everyone who's been dropping the reviews and the positive comments on iTunes as well. But do get involved on the Facebook. We want your feedback. We want to hear from you. We want you guys to be involved. So uh, go and do that for us, and that would be brilliant. Um, thanks to everyone who's been subscribing. Thanks everyone who's been sharing the podcast as well. That really means a lot. If you can share the links and let your friends know about it, that's great. We're eclipsing um, a thousand plays every episode um, already, which is amazing for like such a new podcast. So that's brilliant. Thank you guys for that. 
We'll see you again next week, and uh, we'll be back a week after that as well with another episode. So uh, don't get used to that. We're not a weekly podcast. We are still a fortnightly, uh, but we've just got so much content at the moment that we're going to have to uh, give you another special next week. Uh, So take care, and I'll see you soon.